Jesus. Thank you very much. Asante sana. What a powerful microphone today. Nikipata sauti cha nguvu sana kiasi gani leo hii. The Archbishop was saying powerful instrumental, powerful people, powerful messages. Powerful miracles. Powerful wonders. Yombo vya ajabu. Hallelujah. Ajabu maajabu makubwa. What a blessing to come to Utawala. Ni baraka kubwa kiasi gani kuja Utawala? Finally. Hatimaye after a very long time we are finally here at utawala hatimaye tuko hapa utawala mighty 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 church kanisa kubwa 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 sana you built a tremendous church for the lord mlijenga kanisa la ajabu kwa ajili ya bwana the temple of the lord hekalu la bwana very mighty thank you ni kubwa kubwa sana asante and so let me pray right away hebu niombe moja kwa moja in the mighty name of jesus katika jina kuu la yesu mighty father Baba mkuu heaven is your throne mbingu ni mahali pako pa enzi and the earth your footstool na dunia ni mahali pako pa kuweka miguu and today we come to before you jehovah na leo twaja mbele zako jehovah we come to you twaja kwako to appreciate you kukushukuru wewe very very much sana tena sana that only you jehovah kwamba ni wewe tu jehovah you are our redeemer wewe ndiwe mkombozi wetu you gave us the savior jesus christ ulitupatia mwokozi yesu kristo to redeem us kutukomboa sisi and remove us from sin na kutuondoa katika dhambi that we may inherit the kingdom of god kwamba tupate kurithi ufalme wa mungu mighty father baba mkuu thank you asante thank you asante thank you a third time asante mara nyingine ya tatu thank you Asante for journey masses kwa ajili ya usalama wa safari many people here watu wengi hapa you brought them uliwaleta you watched them uliwalinda on the roads barabarani until they entered here hadi wakaingia hapa from the ends of this land kutoka katika miisho ya nchi hii thank you jehovah for safety asante jehovah kwa ajili ya usalama mighty father baba mkuu thank you also for the gift of salvation asante pia kwa ajili ya zawadi ya wokovu that today kwamba leo hii we are born again tumeokoka in the mighty name of jesus katika jina kuu la yesu the name above all names jina lilopo juu ya majina yote mighty father baba mkuu tonight siku ya leo as you begin to speak to your people unapoanza kuzungumza na watu wako about the things of the kingdom kuhusiana na mambo ya ufalme 
may you capture their hearts and minister to their souls and prepare these people for the glorious kingdom of God my father and my lord thank you for revival that on a Friday we could be gathered here to hear from you to receive the leadership of the Lord the guidance of Yahweh that we may see the glorious kingdom of God everlasting life belongs to you Jehovah but thank you thank you for the cross thank you for the blood thank you for preparing the way now thank you for the visitation in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty 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 name of Jesus amen and amen hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a day. What a mighty day at, at uh, not Yaya Kilimani. I did not know that Utawala is so powerful like this. I would have been coming here. I would have forgotten Yaya Kilimani a long time ago. A long time ago. I see the Archbishop from Uganda is here. And maybe some people from other countries have come. You are in the country, you have not traveled. You are here. Thank you. So, uh, uh, Germany, did you make it? Oh, thank you my daughter I can see you there thank you, thank you. okay so even Germany Germany made it thank you so much so you may be seated in the mighty presence of the Lord so that we can begin this tremendous journey together a very mighty journey today and uh, it's better here because at this place we can proceed until when we are done right? am I allowed to go on or I didn't hear you said only until 6 I didn't hear you properly up to 6 or 5 what is your how much have we paid for until when until tomorrow <laughs> okay Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Asante sana sana. Now uh, I recognize the National Council of Bishops that's here today. Ninatambua baraza la kitaifa la maaskofu ambalo liliko liliko hapa leo hii. Led by the senior archbishop himself. Likiongozwa na askofu mkuu mwenyewe. On a short notice you are here. 
kwa ilani ndogo tu mko hapa senior people like honorable kabingu ninaona watu wangazi ya juu kama vile mheshimiwa kabingu and all the senior all the, uh, the bishops the senior bishops who are here na maaskofu wangazi ya juu ambao wako hapa and the deputy archbishops na manaibu wa askofu mkuu and all the pastors who are here the overseers na wachungaji wote ambao wako hapa wasimamizi wa maeneo what an awesome thing for you to be at the center of this mighty move of god ni jambo lobarikiwa kiasi gani kwenye nyinyi kuwa shina la kati katika muondoko huu wa uvuvio wa mungu to be inside kuwa ndani and there are some young bishops here like bishop horace is here na niko na somewhere enoch is somewhere Horace, i know the, the, the weekly is somewhere davis is somewhere weekly very powerful young men very sharpened, sharpened by iron ambao wamekiwa makali na chuma iron sharpens iron right hallelujah chuma chuma sivyo hallelujah so it's a tremendous time in the history of the church ipo basi ni wakati wa ajabu katika historia ya kanisa even that we could live to see this hour in the church hata kwamba tunaweza kuishi kuona saa hii katika kanisa and so my plea is that you grasp every moment you behold it with treasure nevo basi ombi langu ni kwamba mkashike kila kila nafasi na mkaichukue kama tunuku with a lot of treasure na mkiwa na mmeiweka kama hazina kuu na udhamana na udhamana and then uh, so that you can be good stewards of the revival ili kwamba muwe waangalizi wema wa uvuvio haleluya haleluya professor kiseko Professor Gideko Professor Njagi I don't see you but I know you are somewhere Professor Mbula Senior people educators in this land Watu wangazi ya juu ambao ni wasomi na wanafunza katika nchi hii People like Dr Catherine Wangoi Watu kama Dr Catherine Wangoi Dr Toromo Dr Toromo Kochei Kochei Dr Zachary Kasiboi Senior Directors of Medical Services here Dr Zachary Kasiboi wakurugenzi wa kuwa huduma za afya na matibabu oh, thank you they are around wako thank hapa. you so much asante sana for making it because i know your schedule is very busy with surgery surgery the backlog is unbelievable kwa kufaulu kuja manake najua kwamba wewe una shughuli nyingi na mambo upasuaji upasuaji hiyo kazi ni nyingi thank you for making it here Asante kwa kufaulu kuja hapa. Also my son Masinde, these are chair of departments in the universities. Pia mwanangu Masinde, hawa ni viongozi katika idara Wenye tofauti. Mwenyekiti katika idara tofauti katika vyo vikuu. Yes so the house is well constituted. Nyumba imejumuishwa vyema. Especially haswa sana If you will tell me that the widows and the orphans are also here. Ikiwa mtaniambia kwamba wajane na mayatima pia wako hapa. And then uh, also the creepers are walking around here. Na pia viwete wanatembea hapa hapa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is the best time to be born again, right? Basi huu ndio wakati mzuri zaidi wa kuwa umeokoka. So thank you so much indeed. Asante sana kweli kweli. You can be seated now in the mighty presence of the Lord. Unaweza kuketi sasa katika uwepo mkubwa zaidi wa Bwana. I want to begin a journey with you blessed people. Ninataka nianze safari pamoja nanyi watu wabarikiwa. A very very profound journey. Ni safari ambayo ni ndefu ndefu sana that will take us quite far away. Ambayo itatupeleka mbali sana. 
thank you very much Dr. Joe Impata for making it. I was worried. I was thinking in the night I was saying will she really make it? Asante sana Dr. Joe kwa kufaulu. Nilikuwa na wasiwasi. Nilikuwa na I understand. It's a very busy hospital but thank you. Thank you indeed. Ninaelewa ni hospitali ile ina shughuli nyingi lakini asante kweli kweli. Because when you take this no one can ever take it away from you. Kwa sababu ukichukua hii hakuna mtu atawahi kamwe kuichukua kutoka kwako. What are you seeing? Unaona nini? Oh yes, the two prophets of the Lord, right? Manabii wawili wa Bwana, si ndio? Amazing, amazing. Yes, Wameanza katika njia kuu sana. Wow, wow, wow. This is very powerful. Wow, wow, wow. Hii ni nguvu sana sana. So there is a tremendous situation in the church. Kwa hivyo kuna tukio la ajabu katika kanisa. And the Lord is visiting the church in a very very uncommon way. Na Bwana analitembelea kanisa katika njia isiyo ya kawaida. And so um as people come please direct them to enter. Vile ambapo watu wanakuja tafadhali muwaelekeze waingie. Those at the gate please wale walioko mlangoni tafadhali waelekeze pole pole because so many people are going to come from work and come here from schools from universities from colleges mwaelekeze pole pole manake watu wengi wataenda kutoka kazini kutoka mashule katika vio and they are going to walk in here na watakwenda kutembea kuingia huko ndani so please receive them in the name of jesus kwa hivyo tafadhali muwapokee katika jina la yesu and so today na hivyo basi leo hii i want to talk about sanctification in the church ninataka kuzungumzia kuhusu utakaso katika kanisa sanctification utakaso to the church of christ kwa kanisa la kristo and uh, how the lord set out na jinsi ambavyo bana ameiweka how we set out to sanctify his church jinsi alivyoiweka kulitakasa kanisa lake that as we handle sanctification in the church kwamba tunaposhughulikia kutakaswa katika kanisa you will be able to understand the gravity the importance of this very important event mtaweza kuelewa umuhimu wa tukio hili ambalo ni nyeti zaidi sanctification utakaso to be sanctified utakaswa that once you will understand it kwamba mara tu utakapoielewa and grasp it na kuishika then now you can live as the bible has ordained basi unaweza ukaishi kama vile biblia imeweka wakfu now you can live holy lives sasa unaweza ukaishi maisha matakatifu holy unto the lord matakatifu kwake bwana and set apart set apart for his service na kuwekwa kando kuwekwa kando kwa ajili ya ibada yake and that is what i want to handle today here na hicho ndicho ambacho nataka kushughulikia hapa hivi leo and so i am praying as i do this hivyo basi ninaomba ninapofanya hivi that i be successful in my mission here today kwamba nikafanikiwe katika huduma yangu hapa hivi leo to finish this kumaliza hii that once i finish this kwamba mara tu nitakapomaliza hii you will be ready to go mtakuwa tayari kwenda haleluya haleluya you will be ready to go mtakuwa tayari kwenda haleluya haleluya and then you can transmit for those who are not here can transmit to them because this kind of message empowers Alafu mnaweza kupeana kwa wale ambao wako hapa kwa sababu ujumbe kama huu unatia nguvu. 
It's not for personal consumption alone. Kwa ajili yako binafsi, peke yako. But it's meant to be transmitted. That on that day when you enter the eternal glorious kingdom of God. You will enter with some people too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so now today as I set out to handle sanctification in the church you will realize that I am going to give you a broad overview in other words to look at the entire blueprint of God how did God set out in the Bible to execute sanctification in the hearts and the souls souls of church katika mioyo na katika nafsi ya kanisa the believers waumini the christians wa kristo his people watu wake and so i'm going to give you an expedition into the bible nivyo basi nitakwenda kuwapitisha katika biblia and as you walk in there you're going to discover many very important things na napotembea mle ndani mtaenda kugundua mambo mengi ambayo ni ya muhimu and somehow you'll see a ribbon that touches across cuts across scripture na hata hivyo mtakwenda kuona sehemu ambayo inapitia katika maandiko yote and then cutting across na kuguzia guzia and saying the same one thing na kusema jambo lile lile moja my daughter christian binti wangu christian if you stand up with your chair ikiwa utasimama na kiti chako and come to me na uje kwangu with all your property that you, get, you have on the earth I mean, na mali yako yote ulionayo duniani i'm saying don't leave anything that belongs to you right nimesema usiache chochote ambacho ni chako and come na uje bibles pens books what the things that matter right biblia vitabu vitu ambavyo vinajalisha and you walk like this na utembee namna hii pole pole it's a little folded there pole pole and then there is an ample place for you right here as mama kanisa kuna mahali pazuri pako hapa kama mama kanisa right there front row hapa tu mbele katika hapa mbele kabisa because front row is normally expensive i'm told kwa sababu mstari wa mbele naambiwa kwamba ni wagali mno right there don't take it at the back right there thank you so much usipeleke nyuma asante sana And so you will see that across scripture there is a conversation that is ongoing a continuum about this very very important event sanctification Now when you look at your screens this is one of the conversations of recent when the lord took me into heaven and when he took me right inside heaven i think everybody can see a screen somehow somewhere right na aliponipeleka ndani mwa mbinguni na kisa kila mtu anaweza kuona runinga mahali fulani 
And so, karibu sana wale ambao mmeingia sasa katika jina la Yesu. You are welcome to the house of the Lord. Look at that. They are doing they are walking like this. Karibu sana katika nyumba ya Bwana. Thank you indeed. Asante kweli kweli. So, if you can see a screen you will see a pillar. Kama unaweza kuona runinga unaweza kuona mnara. The pillar that the Lord took me into heaven and showed me nguzo ambayo bana alinipeleka mbinguni na akanionyesha when he walked me right into the temple of god inside heaven aliponitembeza moja kwa moja katika hekalu la mbinguni ndani mwa mbinguni and then he walks me there alafu akanitembeza pale and he is speaking as we are walking na anazungumza tunapotembea and then Alafu when we come near this pillar tunapokaribia nguzo hii the two prophets of the Lord manabii wawili wa Bwana are standing there wamesimama pale in front of this pillar mbele ya nguzo hii it's a little bit more glorious than this now i think the screen is the one that has done this right ni ya utukufu zaidi kuliko hii hapa nafikisia kwamba ni runinga ambayo umeitoa hivyo Remember we did not want to put this we put the glorious one Kumbuka hatukutaka kuweka hii I put the other one that when you did this as a sketch I said no remove the dark because it's glorious Can you put the other one please Tafadhali mnaweza kuweka ile nyingine Macharia you've already gone Macharia tayari Bishop Macharia my daughter you You've already gone to help him Does he no remember this was the first one and I said it's not dark it is glorious so the second because after waking up from that conversation I start with the graphics designers to pull it out kwa sababu baada ya kuamka baada ya that is it this is the one ndio hiyo hiyo ndio thank you so much asante sana thank you askofu macharia thank you asante askofu macharia so so this is it ndio hiyo sasa So this is how it looks. And when the Lord walks me inside the temple of God inside heaven. Na wakati ambapo Bwana ananitembeza ndani ya hekalu la Mungu ndani mwa mbinguni. And then as the two prophets approach this pillar that he wanted to show them. Na wakati ambapo manabii wawili wa Bwana walipoiendea nguzo hii ambayo Bwana alitaka kuwaonyesha. Then You see the tremendous glory of the Lord also coming and reflecting on the pillar so you are aware from which side he is. Alafu kisha utukufu wa Bwana wa ajabu unakuja na kuangaza katika hiyo nguzo kwa hivyo unajua wako upande gani. Kisha unajua kwamba Bwana yuko upande gani. Thank you. Yes so um so, so you, then you can know on which side he is. Basi unaweza kujua kwamba yuko upande gani and then uh, after that alafu baada ya hiyo then i came back to the earth kisha nikarudi katika dunia what has happened today nini ambacho kimetendeka leo there is a visitation right kuna mtembeleo sivyo you're saying oh this is amazing hii yashangaza caught on video right imeshikwa kwa video when 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 i was walking in here okay thank you all the way from heaven through the sun right the glory <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> this is very big <laughs> very big hallelujah hallelujah there is 
The Lord is here. Bwana yu hapa. The Lord is here. Bwana yu hapa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yesu ni bwana. The tremendous pillar, the whitest pillar of the cloud of God all the way. Nguzo ya ajabu nara Coming with me here. Kote kote ikija pamoja nami hapa. Settling on my head. Thank you my friend. idea. Oh there there are two. There are two. There are two. Look at this. It's on video, right? Tazama hii ni video. There are two. Ni minara miwili. Yes, there are two pillars, right? Kuna minara miwili. That is amazing. Thank you very much. Hiyo yashangaza. Are you people giving somewhere? Je, mnapeana mahali fulani? And so the Lord is here. Naivyo basi bana yu hapa. What an awesome thing to attend a meeting where the Lord is. Ni jambo la ajabu kiasi gani kuhudhuria mkutano mahali ambapo bana yuko. And so this pillar naivyo basi mnara huu is inside the temple of Jehovah in heaven. Uko ndani ya hekalu la Jehovah ndani mwa mbinguni. This particular pillar huu mnara huu he wanted to show his two prophets this al- particular one. Al- nitaka kuwaonyesha manabii wake wawili huu haswa and we know that the temple of god in heaven natujua kwamba hekalu la bwana mbinguni is essentially the dwelling place of the lord kimsingi ni makaazi ya mungu oh this is very oh yes yes very good my son thank you so much vema sana mwanangu asante sana So now the two prophets are ministering here openly now openly so That is very mighty this is very very mighty can you share it with somebody Yeah so now kwa hivyo sasa the temple of the lord inside heaven hekalu la bwana ndani mwa mbinguni this is the dwelling place of yahweh hapa ni makaazi ya mungu ya yahweh this is the sanctuary of god hili ni hekalu la bwana that is the throne of god almighty hiyo ni enzi ya mungu mkuu mwenyezi inside heaven ndani ya mbinguni so that is a tremendous place basi hapo ni mapahali pa ajabu where all of you long to go mahali ambapo nyote mwataka kwenda And so when the coming of the Messiah is near. Na hivyo basi wakati ambapo kukuja kwa Mesia kume karibia. Then now he shows me this to transmit to you. Kisha sasa ananionyesha hii ili kuiwasilisha kwenu. And when you read the book of Revelation chapter 12 we, we were not going to read that but I can read it now. Na unaposoma Revelation chapter 12 chapter 3 verse 12. Kitabu cha ufunuo mlango wa 3 mstari wa 12. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. He says Anasema Verse 12 he says Him who overcomes Anasema yeye ashindaye I will make a pillar in the temple of my God Nitamfanya kuwa nguzo katika hekalu la Mungu wangu And again a pillar in the temple of my God Tena nguzo katika hekalu la Mungu wangu Never again will he leave it. Wala hatatoka humo kamwe. So essentially he's talking about the permanent residency. Kimsingi anazungumzia kuhusu makaazi ya kudumu. How you are going to reside there permanently? Jinsi My Lord, jinsi ambavyo utakwenda kukaa pale kwa kudumu, mabwana wangu. Pillars are distinctive. They are different. Nguzo zinaonekana ni tofauti tofauti. Pillars are different because they are the support, they are the beautification, they are the adornation, they are the decoration, they are the luminaries. 
nguzo ni tofauti manakendizo mana ambazo zinarembesha zinashikilia zinaangaza and then he says alafukisha anasema i'll write on him the name of my god nitaandika juu yake jina la Mungu wangu in the name of the city of my god na jina la la muji wa Mungu wangu now sasa after that day when the lord shows me this katika siku hiyo baada ya bwana kunionyesha hii then the next day kisha siku iliyofuatia and if i remember well is 10th october and 11th october two na, days na ikiwa nakumbuka kwamba ilikuwa tarehe kumi mwezi wa kumi na tarehe kumi na moja mwezi wa kumi the next day siku iliyofuatia as i shared with you on radio already niliposhiriki pamoja nanyi kupitia masafa radio tayari vile nilishiriki nanyi katika the way i shared with you people on radio vile nilishiriki pamoja nanyi hapo nyumae katika masafa radio and then now the next day the lord yahweh alafu sasa siku iliyofuatia bwana yahweh Now he takes me into heaven again. Sasa ananipeleka ndani ya mbinguni tena. What a mighty thing to preach a message about heaven. Ni kitu kikubwa kiasi gani kuhubiri ujumbe kuhusiana na mbinguni? Direct, direct. Moja kwa moja, moja kwa moja. To preach directly the inside of heaven. Kuhubiri moja kwa moja ndani mwa mbinguni because other preachers preach outside here kwa sababu ubiri wengine wanahubiri hapa nje tu in the world here katika dunia hapa but to take the church right inside there and preach it the inside of heaven telling them you must enter now lakini kulipeleka kanisa ndani mwa mbinguni mle ndani na kuliambia kwamba lazima muingie sasa the inside of heaven ndani mwa mbinguni This time around wakati huu he lifted me up akaninua juu and when he did lift me up na aliponinua juu then he showed me the city of new jerusalem while i am above kisha akanionyesha muji wa yerusalemu mpya nikiwa niko juu and the way he showed it to me na jinsi alivonionyesha that beautiful city huo muji wa kupendeza the home of the righteous nyumbani kwa wenye haki the home of the elect nyumbani kwa wate ule the home nyumbani of those who persevere this world kwa wale ambao wametahimili na kuvumilia katika dunia hii they have been blackmailed wametukanwa many times the world did not understand them mara nyingi dunia haikuwaelewa but they just persevered lakini wakatahimili tu they were rebuked walikemewa they were slandered and defamed walisengenywa na kuharibiwa isolated and rejected wakatengwa na kukatali But they persevered lakini wakastahimili they stood in there wakasimama pale those are the residents of that city hao ndio wakaaji wa muji ule those that have chosen holiness wale ambao wamechagua utakatifu and righteousness na uhaki and so 
this time around Naibu basi mara hii he lifts me above the city of New Jerusalem akaninua juu ya mji wa Yerusalemu mpya and the city is at an angle a, a little distance away na ule within within but at an angle ule mji uko katika mwelekeo fulani and so i was looking at the city like this naibu basi nilikuwa nikiangalia ule mji namna hii not direct like this because the city was right there sio moja kwa moja lakini namna hii kwa muundo fulani kwa sababu mji ulikuwa pale and so naibu basi i could see the skyline of the city of new jerusalem ningeweza kuona nyanja za anga za ule mji wa yerusalemu mpya That is awesome. Hiyo ni ajabu. I could see ningeweza kuona the skyline. Ningeweza kuona anga. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, I can now see the architecture of the buildings. Ninaweza kuona ule muundo na uashi wa ule mji. A city not built by human hands. Mji ambao haujajengwa na mikono ya mwanadamu. You do not find people there nani pass for me that block you don't find that kind of thing happening there haukupata watu pale akisema nani nipitishie mawe hayo hapa haikujengwa katika ule mundo wa kibinadamu the city of god umuji wa mungu built by the lord uliojengwa naye bwana the eternal city muji wa milele for the righteous kwa ajili ya wenye haki so i could see the city from this ango ningeweza kuona ule mji kutoka katika mwelekeo huu and i am up na niko hapa juu and i can now see i'm above the city i can see the city from an angle niko juu ya mji naweza kuona ule mji katika pembe fulani and for the first time na kwa mara ya kwanza the lord has walked me inside the city inside i have walked bwana amenitembeza ndani ya mji ndani for the first but for the first time lakini kwa mara ya kwanza i was now above the city sasa nilikuwa juu ya mji so i could see the design of the buildings the architecture the engineers that did the work i can see their work basi naweza kuona ule muundo wa ujenzi ule uh, ule uhandisi uliojenga katika ule engineer ambao wali translate the architectural plan sasa naweza kaona kazi yao sasa wale wahandisi ambao waliujenga ule mji naweza kuona kazi yao wow wow and so looking at the city from above na hivyo basi nikiutazama mji kutoka juu the skyline the skyline meaning the buildings from above anga ya juu kumaanisha majengo yale kutoka juu then i see this kisha ninaona hii the buildings majengo I see the building ending sharp like this Ninaona yale majengo yakimalizia na Hallelujah Hallelujah Beautiful city Mji wa kupendeza So as they go like this Hivyo basi inapoenda namna hii And the other side like this they meet sharp Alafu na upande mwingine namna hii inakutana kama imenyooka but the ages lakini ile miisho first of all the buildings are pure glorious white kwanza kabisa ile mijengo ni safi nyeupe na ya utukufu pure glorious white safi nyeupe na ya utukufu however hata hivyo 
there is the way the Lord has tinged it with gold. Kuna vile ambavyo Bwana ameitilia dhahabu. So now, hivyo sasa it's golden and that goldenness makes it very costly, very rich, very expensive. Those are three words I've used. Ni ya dhahabu dhahabu na inaifanya kuwa ya gali mno, ya gharama zaidi mno na ya utajiri zaidi. Hayo ni maneno matatu ni And very precious and treasured. Na na ni ya dhamani kabisa na ina udhamana. That city does not need the sun. Huo muji hauhitaji jua. You cannot say you need electricity. Let me go switch on power. Hawezi kusema kwamba nahitaji umeme. Wacha niende niwashe umeme. That city, huo muji is lit. Umewashwa and shone, shined. Na unangaa by the glory of God. Na utukufu wa Mungu. So that city, hivyo basi muji huo, is a perfect city. Ni muji mkamilifu. And costly because the white is now tinged with gold. Na ni wakaraa. So I don't know which word to use to describe it to you who are still walking in the mortal world. I don't know I don't have words. Na ni wagarama zaidi kwa sababu ile nyeupe nyeupe imetiliwa dhahabu na sijui ni neno lipi ambalo naweza kutumia kwenu nyinyi kuwaelezea ambao mko katika ulimwengu bado. It would be a pity to go to hell. It don't go to hell. Itakuwa ya kuhurumika zaidi ya uovu kwa kwenda jehanamu usiende jehanamu. There is a treasured city, costly city, expensive city, a powerful city, perfect city, glorious city. God has prepared for the righteous. Kuna muji ambao ni wa gharama, muji ambao ni wa ghali zaidi, muji wa nguvu sana ambao Bwana ameandalia wenye haki. So you can do everything and anything under the sun to enter that city. Kwa hivyo unaweza fanya kila kitu unachochote katika chini ya jua ili ukaingie katika mji ule. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so, na hivyo basi, that city, mji huo has residency, residents. Wakaazi wake, wakaazi wake. And once you enter there, nobody will ever ask you for your passport, your ID again. Hakuna mtu atawae kamwe kukuuliza passport yako ama kitambulisho chako tena. Oh huduma number, they will not ask you. Ama nambari huduma number hawatakuuliza. In that city. Katika mji huo. Nobody. Hakuna mtu yeyote. I know my daughter there is a visitation here, right? Ninajua binti wangu kuna mtembeleo hapa. Show me this, show me this. Nionyeshe hii. Oh, 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 that's amazing. Show me. Hiyo yashangaza, nionyeshe. Very powerful. You you captured video live. Ulishika kwa video moja kwa moja. Through the sun, right? Kupitia kwa jua, sio? Before the sun and into the sun and walking out here with his prophet right Uko juu ya jua kabla ya jua na baada ya jua na kufika kwa manabii wake right She captured quite tall Alishika kwa ikiwa refu sana so Focus on me now Kwa hivyo mnilenge sasa The Lord is here Bana yuko hapa The owner of that city Mwenye huo muji And he has sent you na amewatuma some messengers amewatumia wajumbe fulani enter the city and also have seen the city from above ambao wamekaa katika describe the city accurately without mistake 
take and see if you can be convinced to like it. Kwa hivyo wanaweza kuelezea kuhusiana mji huo manaka wameenda katika mji ule na mwewewona kutoka juu na if you can like it wanaweza kukuelezea kuona kama unaweza ukaupenda that you may change your mind kwamba ukabadilishe nia yako change your destination na ukabadilishe hatima yako hallelujah hallelujah and so now na hivyo basi sasa in the context of these two conversations katika muktadha wa majadiliano haya mawili and also in context also with the glory of stairs of god na pia katika muktadha wa ngazi za utukufu za Mungu i now want to talk to you about the processing of the charge na processing na hivyo basi ningependa kuzungumzia kuhusu mchakato wa kanisa kutengezwa kwa kanisa how the church can be processed jinsi ambavyo kanisa linaweza likatengezwa that she may get to enter that city ili kwamba lipate kuingia katika mji huo the city of god mji wa Mungu whose foundation is god ambao misingi yake ni Mungu whose life is god ambao maisha yake ni Mungu the eternal city ule muji wa milele the city of everlasting life muji wa uzima wa milele and the opposite na kinyume chake is hell ni jehanamu so i think it's clear hivyo basi nawazia kwamba iko wazi nobody needs to be convinced hakuna mtu ambaye anahitaji kushawishiwa that we are all going to heaven kwamba sote tunaenda mbinguni you don't have to write a book to do poems what it is clear now hauhitaji contrast this and the contrast hauhitaji kuandika kitabu andike mashairi kuna tofauti kati ya hii na hiyo nyingine hallelujah hallelujah This is big. Ni kubwa. The city of Jerusalem. Muji wa Yerusalemu. And we are all headed there, right? Na sote tunaelekea huko, sivyo? Unless somebody is heading elsewhere and then before I start. You are refusing violently to go violently. Unakataa kwa fujo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then can we talk about how the lord intends to process the church je basi tunaweza kuzungumzia jinsi ambavyo bwana anakusudia kulitengeza kanisa that she may inherit that glorious and golden city of eternity ili kwamba apate kuridhi huo muji wa utukufu wa umilele many times mara nyingi you hear cities unasikia kuhusu miji and residents therein na wakaaji mle ndani. Oh there is a water shortage. Ah kuna upungufu wa maji. Oh electricity is what? Ah kuna shida za umeme. Oh our roads are potholes. Ah barabara zetu zina mashimo mashimo. The other city, mji huo mwingine. The streets are streets of gold. Barabara zake ni za dhahabu. Hallelujah. The golden city of God. Muji wa dhahabu wa Mungu. So there is no shortage of anything there. Kwa hivyo hakuna upungufu wa chochote pale. Now I want to talk about sanctification. Ninataka nizungumzie kuhusu utakaso. And I want to bring to you today. Na nataka niwaletee leo hii. That right from what I've shared alone now. Kwamba kutokana tu na kile ambacho nimeshiriki sasa hivi. It is now absolutely obvious to you that 
you need sanctification ni wazi kabisa kwenyu kwamba mnahitaji utakaso right from sharing where your destination is kutoka tu na kushiriki mahali ambapo hatima yenu ipo just by sharing the glorious city the golden city then you understand that i need sanctification because i need to get myself there kwa kushiriki tu wa muji wa dhahabu muji wa utukufu unahitaji tu kujua kwamba ninahitaji utakaso ili niweze kuingia huko sanctification utakaso is a very critical process in the church ni hatua na hali ambayo ni nyeti kabisa katika kanisa and that is why sometimes christians get it wrong na hiyo ndiyo sababu wakati mwingine wakristo wanaipata vibaya because you get to live your christian life kwa sababu unapata kuishi maisha yako ya ukristo on and on and on ukiendelea na kuendelea na kuendelea without ever realizing bila kamwe kugundua the significance umuhimu the gravity uzito centrality ule unyeti of sanctification wa utakaso Then you got it wrong. Basi unaipata vibaya. Because kwa sababu sanctification as you are about to see. Utakaso kama vile ambavyo mtaenda kuona. Sit at the very center of the Christian salvation you saw behold. There is Unaka, a very big visitation of God going on here. Kuna mtembeleo mkubwa. The cloud of God the glorious cloud of god has beamed across through the tent inside here wingu kubwa kabisa la utukufu wa mungu imegaza kupenyezea ndani ya hema hapa through the sun and here kupitia kwa jua na kufika mpaka hapa so now kwa hivyo sasa sanctification utakaso let me first enlighten you on what sanctification is hebu kwanza niwaelezee utakaso ni nini before i discuss the process kabla nizungumzie kuhusu hatua and the paradigm god set for it na ule muundo ambao mungu aliweka kwa ajili yao in other words the blueprint the design by god how did he design it to achieve its end kwa maneno mengine muundo wa mungu aliweza kuiweka katika muundo upi How did he design it? Aliweka katika muundo upi? That it may be successful in the church in you. Kwamba ikafanikiwe katika kanisa ndani mwako. Let us begin by simply defining sanctification that we may be on the same page. Hebu tuanze kwa kuelezea utakaso ili tuwe katika ukurasa mmoja. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yesu ni bwana. And people are coming in big meeting in a short notice. Look at this. Na watu wanaingia ndani mkutano mkubwa katika ile tangazo tu la haraka because this was meant to be a small group the council of bishops taking place where at the head offices right kwa sababu ilipaswa tu kuwa ya kikundi kidogo maaskofu ikifanyika katika makao makuu then immediately alafu papo hapo it became the kttc gigiri ikawa kttc gigiri And when the cloud lifted from there yesterday na wakati everybody kila mtu akavunga virago vyao Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now we are here and the cloud is here. Na sasa tuko hapa na wimbo liko hapa. Amazing. Yashangaza kweli. What days are these? Ni siku gani hizi? Look over there the sun. Tazama jua. Jua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> this is it. Ndio hii. The mega prophets of the Lord are here. Manabii wakuu zaidi wa Bwana wa Bwana. Bwana yuko hapa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at that. Tazama hiyo. <laughs> I tell you nakwambia I am going home ninaenda nyumbani I'm going to Jerusalem ninaenda Yerusalem the city muji of life wa mwangaza the city of life muji wa nuru maisha life uzima uzima wa uzima where there is no death mali ambapo hakuna kifo Hallelujah Hallelujah Wow. Wow. This is it. Ndio hii. <laughs> I tell you, nakwambia, the city of life, muji wa uzima, the city of God, muji wa Mungu, the city of the Messiah, muji wa Mesia. We will see him face to face. Tutamwona uso kwa uso. He is coming. Anakuja. He is coming. Anakuja. Hey. hey. It is through the mega prophets that entered here. Ni ukweli kwamba manabii wakuu zaidi wa Bwana wameingia. The ancient prophets. Manabii wa kale. The heavens are testifying. Mbingu zinashuhudia. Heavens are testifying. Mbingu zinashuhudia. They are testifying. Zinashuhudia. Using this protocol kutumia itifaki hii The protocol Jehovah used on the Messiah Mupangilio ambao Bwana alitumia kwa Mesia The protocol he used for the Messiah Mupangilio ambao alitumia kwa Mesia When he was on the cross alipokuwa msalabani to close light kufunga mwanga kufunga mwangaza I have a long message I think it's about 12 hours or so you today you have to be your shape up today today you have to shape yourself up it's about 12 to 15 hours today and I have not yet begun look at this now tazama hii sasa Jesus is Lord Yesu ni Bwana I tell you nakwambia it is powerful ni ya nguvu sana glorious ya utukufu mighty kubwa sana tremendous ya ajabu it is holy ni takatifu this is it now ndio hii sasa I tell you nakwambia now when heaven testifies like this wakati mbingu zinashuhudia namna hii what other human approval do you look for unahitaji dhibitisho gani jingine ya wanadamu they can say what they want now we are going to heaven tunaenda mbinguni they can say what they want look at this What human approval would you be looking for? Utakuwa unatafuta dhibitisho gani ya kibinadamu? Ayayaya now the two prophets separated totally. Ayayaya sasa manabii wawili wa Bwana wametenganishwa. One, one, one is at the lower level. 
mmoja yuko pa nyanja za chini this is very mighty lakini ni kubwa kubwa woi 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 ayayay ayayay look there now angalia pale sasa the sun jua the sun jua so when heaven testifies kwa hivyo accolades of heaven the praises of heaven wakati mbingu inashuhudia sifa za mbinguni upon his servant juu ya mtumishi wake what other human approval are you looking for unatafuta adhibitisho nyingine ya kibinadamu gani I see Celia John and I say never violently please never violently Ninamuona Celia no don't even talk about it John Langati wangazi ajua akikataa kwa fujo anasema hapana hata usizungumzie Hallelujah Hallelujah So can we continue the message? Je, basi tuweza kuendelea na ujumbe. I have maybe 10 hours ahead of me here. Nina labda masaa 10 mbele yangu hapa. Oh yes. Okay now the two prophets are ministering here, right? Openly now. Everyone is people are able to see them now. Manabii wawili wa Bwana wanahudumu hapa. Sasa watu wanaweza kuwaona. Thank you my daughter thank you the people are able to record them openly now that's very powerful watu wanaweza kuwanasa wazi wazi so it looks like more people can see now yaonekana kana kwamba watu wengi zaidi wanaweza kuona sasa so can we begin by first defining sanctification je basi tunaweza kuanza kwa kwanza kabisa kuelezea utakaso that we may all be on the same page ili kwamba tuwe katika ukurasa sawia My daughter Tabitha with your chair and all the belongings of the earth that you own right away right now Binti wangu Tabitha pamoja na kiti chako na vyote ambavyo unamiliki ulimwenguni sasa hivi Go sit next to, give a company there right Mpatie ushiriki wawili wenu sasa Hallelujah Hallelujah Cuz the Lord is calling Tabitha kwa sababu Bwana anamuita Tabitha in a very mighty way katika njia kuu sana Umebeba virago vyako. Umebeba virago vyako. That song says on that day everybody will carry his own luggage. Wa wimbo unasema kwamba katika siku hiyo kila mtu atabeba mzigo wake. As they sing the songs wimbo za msalaba. Watadamu wa wanaimba wimbo za msalaba na damu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is now more room, right? Sasa kuna nafasi zaidi. Thank you. Asante. So now, kwa hivyo sasa, sanctification utakaso it means inamaanisha set apart from sin. Kutengwa kando kutoka kwa dhambi. Number two, jambo la pili, separated unto God. Kutengwa kwake Mungu. Number three, ya tatu, consecrated. Kuwekwa wakfu. Number five, number 5, redeemed. Kukombolewa another number nambari nyingine freed freed from sin kuwekwa huru kutoka kwa dhambi another definition maelezo mengine to make whole again kufanywa mzima tena another definition maelezo mengine to revive once more kuvuviwa mara nyingine tena another one na nyingine to resuscitate kuvuviwa another one nyingine to resurrect kufufuka 
another one nyingine to make whole kufanywa mzima another nyingine to heal kuponywa completely kikamilifu another nyingine to make productive kufanywa mwenye kuzalisha kukua na mazao and that means na hiyo inamaanisha that when you are not sanctified kwamba wakati ambapo haujatakaswa in other words when you are in the unsanctified state unsanctified wakati ambapo uko katika hali ambayo haujatakaswa you are not productive at all wewe hauna mazao yoyote kabisa according to the lord kulingana na bwana so he say to make productive again kwa hivyo anasema kwamba kuvalishwa mwenye mazao tena. He says, anasema, to remove the stains of sin. Kuondoa yale madoa ya dhambi. I see you senior bishop Atea. Ninakuona askofu ngazi ya juu Atea. He says, to remove the stains of sin. Anasema kuondoa madoa ya dhambi. Another number. Nambari nyingine. To make functional kuifanya iwe inafanya kazi and i have said that on purpose na nimesema hiyo kwa kusudi in other words i'm saying kwa maneno mengine ninasema that the definition to make functional kwamba maelezo ya kufanya uwe unafanya kazi look at this now angalia hii sasa sanctified ume umetakaswa functional unafanya kazi that means the unsanctified kumaanisha ambao hawajatakaswa is dysfunctional hafanyi jambo lolote so according to the lord kwa hivyo kulingana na bwana you are only functional unafanya tu kazi when you are sanctified wakati ambapo umetakaswa then that is a very important process basi hiyo ni hatua ambayo ni ya muhimu zaidi absolutely critical ambayo ni nyeti kweli kweli especially when you are talking about set apart from sin Asua sana unapozungumzia kuhusu kuwekwa kando kutoka kwa dhambi. Then you realize that process is sitting at the center of your Christian salvation. Basi unagundua kwamba hali hiyo imeketi katika shina la kati la wokovu wako wa Kikristo. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, this sermon maubiri haya will determine everything tonight. Itakuwa inaguzia kila kitu leo. Determine kuamua it will determine everything tonight itaamua kila kitu leo so make functional kwa hivyo kufanya ifanye kazi another definition i have says kwa maelezo mengine leo nayo inasema fit for purpose inayofaa kwa kusudi to make fit for purpose kufanya ifae kwa ajili ya kusudi in other words kwa maneno mengine if you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody on me now. Kila mtu kwangu sasa. If you were made for a specific purpose. Ikiwa uliumba kwa ajili ya kusudi fulani haswa. Particular purpose. Kusudi fulani haswa. If you are not sanctified. Ikiwa haujatakaswa. He says, anasema, not fit for purpose. Haujafaa kwa kusudi for which you were made. Ambalo kwalo uliumbwa. So in other words, kwa maneno mengine, if he made you to worship, ikiwa alikuumba ili ukaabudu, and then you are sitting there and you are not sanctified. Alafu umeketi pale na haujatakaswa. You are trying, huh? Unajaribu. Eh? He can hear you. Awezi kukusikia. 
the, the network is not working. Ule mtandao haufanyi kazi. You're trying to it's not it's cut. There is no network. Unajaribu lakini inakatishwa hakuna mtandao. Because you can see say, not fit for purpose. Kwa sababu wewe kuona nasema kwamba hafai kwa kusudi. But when you are sanctified, lakini unapotakaswa, then he is saying, basi anasema, you are now fit for purpose. Sasa unafaa kwa ajili ya kusudi. Meaning, kumaanisha, you are now in the right state and capability. Sasa uko katika hali inayofaa na uweza to do that for which you were created. Kufanya kile ambacho kwacho uliumba. And if that was worship, na ikiwa hiyo ilikuwa ni ibada, then now you can worship. Basi sasa unaweza ukaabudu. You can worship the Lord. Unaweza ukamwabudu Bwana. So this process, kwa hivyo hatua hii, I begin to understand this is critical. Ninaanza kuelewa kwamba hii ni nyeti kabisa. The church needs this. Kanisa linahitaji hii. That she may now do that for which she was created. Kamba sasa akafanye kile ambacho kwacho aliumba. And he says, Naye anasema, sanctification also means utakaso pia inamaanisha conducive for God's blessing. Uambaye unafaa kwa ajili ya baraka za Mungu. Ai. So now you know what has been blocking your blessings, right? Basi sasa unajua kile ambacho kimekuwa kikizuilia baraka zako, sivyo? Because you think now fit for blessing. Sasa anafaa for blessing. Anafaa kwa ajili ya baraka, anafaa kwa ajili ya baraka. Meaning you are in the right state of mind now to be blessed. Kumaanisha uko katika hali sawa ya mawazo sasa kubarikiwa. You are in the right condition also. Sasa uko katika hali inayofaa pia. To be blessed. Ili uweze kubarikiwa. Ai. Ai. Conducive for God's blessing. Ambaye anafaa kwa ajili ya baraka za Mungu. Meaning the unsanctified state kumaanisha katika hali isiyotakaswa is not yet ready bado hayuko tayari for God's visitation kwa ajili ya mtembeleo wa Mungu and he says here lakini anasema hapa sanctification utakaso to create a new kuumba upya and to make holy na kufanya takatifu that is a powerful process hiyo ni hatua ya nguvu sana. And that is the process I want to talk about the process that does these things here. Hiyo ndio hatua ambayo nataka kuizungumzia hatua ambayo inatekeleza mambo haya hapa. These things to me haya mambo kwangu they sound like things that bear directly onto your eternity. Yanaonekana kwangu mimi kama mambo ambayo yanaashiria moja kwa moja kuhusiana na umilele wako. Set apart from sin. Kuwekwa kando kutoka kwa Mungu. Kutengwa kutengwa. Kuwekwa kutengwa. Kuwekwa kutengwa. Productive remove the stains of sin. Functional fit for purpose. Holy that to me hiyo kwangu mimi is what describes the citizens of heaven hiyo ndio ambayo inaelezea raia wa mbinguni that city huo muji so now kwa hivyo sasa why is sanctification important in the church ni kwa nini utakaso ni muhimu katika kanisa ndani ya kanisa ndani ya kanisa why ni kwa nini why ni kwa sanctification utakaso that much critical so critical in the life of the church nyeti kabisa ni nyeti kabisa katika maisha ya kanisa 
And I am beginning this introduction na ninaanza utangulizi huu by touching base kwa kuguzia msingi with the most basic na iliyo ya kimsingi zaidi that today as we do the profile we move kwamba leo tunapoendelea tuweze kusonga nothing will remain behind today hakuna kitu kitakachobaki nyuma leo hii Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He saying, anasema, why is sanctification so key? Ni kwa nini utakaso ni nyeti kabisa? In the life of the Christian. Katika maisha ya Mkristo. In the life of the church. Katika maisha ya kanisa. In the heart of the believer. Katika moyo wa muumini. That loves Jesus so much. Ambaye anampenda Yesu sana. Oh, on a Friday ni ijumaa kuu kiasi gani in the middle of utawala altar katikati ya madhabahu ya utawala and the weather is absolutely perfect na anga liko bora zaidi and the breeze is flowing like it's from it's from my god na upepo unavuma unatoka kwa Mungu wangu and the light is on and everybody is in the right state of mind na mwangaza upo na kila mtu and the message is the constellation is right na ujumbe uko sawa. <laughs> I tell you. Pangilio uko sawa. Nakwambia. Hii ni kubwa. We are going home. Tunaenda nyumbani. The sun is clapping at the two prophets. Jua linapigia makofi manabii wawili. <laughs> the cloud of glory has settled here. Wingu la utukufu limetulia hapa. This is the right moment to be born again and sanctified. Huo ni wakati ambao unafaa kuwa umeokoka na umetakaswa. So now, kwa hivyo sasa, why what is the purpose? Why is it important? Kusudi nilipi ni kwa nini ni muhimu? Are you able to focus on me a little bit and then you write? Je, mnaweza kunilenga kidogo alafu kisha mwandike? So I can flow. Ili kwamba nikaweze kutiririka. He say, anasema But when there was the fall kwamba wakati ambapo kulikuwa na mwanguko in the garden of eden katika bustani la edeni the fall mwanguko when men fell wakati mwanadamu alianguka in the garden of eden katika bustani la edeni when that fall took place wakati mwanguko huo ulipotendeka If you pay attention to that fall, ikiwa utamakinikia kuangalia mwanguko huo and look at that fall how it took place. Na kuangalia mwanguko huo jinsi ulivyofanyika. God said, Mungu alisema, you can read we can read now or later because we are going to read it anyhow don't worry. Tunaweza kusoma sasa ama baadaye maanake tutaisoma hata hivyo usijali. In Genesis chapter 2. Katika mwanzo mlango wa pili. Don't read it. Please just focus on me so we flow because I'm going to give it to you. I have it. I have it for you. Usi usisome, mnilenge tu. Manake nitaenda kuisoma manake niko nayo. He said, alisema, you can touch all these other trees. Unaweza ukaiguza hiyo miti mingine yote. But not this one. Lakini sio hii. And then you decide if you hear the narrative let's read it then. Hebu tuisome basi. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 17 right? Mwanzo mlango wa pili mstari wa 16 17 When the gospel is so sweet like this you have to read it. Wakati ambapo injili ni tamu namna hii lazima uisome. He says Anasema 
the book of Genesis. Kitabu cha mwanzo. Once I find it I read it for you. Nikipata nitaisoma kwenu. He says, Anasema, and the Lord God commanded man. What did he do? Bwana Mungu akamwagiza mtu, akamrisha, akamwagiza. Commanded. Akamwamrisha. He did not say let's agree. Akusema wacha tukubaliane. Or can we discuss? Ama je tunaweza kujadili? You can write away and see where things are wrong in church now. Sasa papo hapo unaweza kuona mahali ambapo mambo yameenda kombo katika kanisa sasa. When God commanded man command. Wakati Mungu aliamrisha mwanadamu aliamrisha. He that knows what is best for you. Yeye ajuaye kilicho bora kwako. Pastor Itale is good to see you after a long time. Mchungaji Itale ni vema kukuona baada muda mrefu. The Lord bless you my son. Bwana akubariki mwanangu. So, Hivyo. he commands because he knows what is best for you. Anaamrisha kwa sababu anajua kilicho bora kwako. He commanded. Aliamrisha. Let's see what he commanded. Hebu tuone aliamrisha nini. God commanded. Mungu akaamrisha. He says Nanasema And the Lord God commanded man Naye Bwana Mungu akamamrisha mwanadamu You are free to eat from any tree in the garden Uko huru kula matunda ya mti wowote katika bustani Verse 17 Of Genesis 2 Ya mwanzo mlango wa pili But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil Lakini kamwe usile matunda ya mti wa ujuzi wa wema na mabaya For when you eat of it you will surely die. Kwa maana siku utakapokula matunda yake hakika utakufa. And then he says Genesis 3 verse 1. Alafu anasema mwanzo 3 mstari wa kwanza. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Basi nyoka alikuwa mwerevu kuliko wanyama wote wa porini ambao Bwana Mungu aliwafanya. And he said to the woman Naye akamwambia mwanamke Huyo ni nyoka. Did God really say? Atikweli Mungu alisema You must not eat from any tree in the garden. Kamwe msile matunda ya mti wowote wa bustani. So you see he twists it. Unaona? Take a little bit. Anaibadilisha dua, anaibadilisha tu kidogo. So it can be close to the word, but he twists a little bit. Ili karibie neno lakini alipindua tu alibadilisha kidogo. He says you can just be born again. Anasema unaweza tu ukakuwa umeokoka. But now dress like this. Lakini sasa ukavalia namna hii. Alibadilisha tu kidogo namna hii. And then he says. Alafu anasema Verse 2. The woman said to the serpent, "We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden." You must not touch it or else you will die. Mwanamke akamjibu nyoka, tunaweza kula matunda ya mti ya miti iliyoko bustanini. Lakini Mungu alisema, kamwe msile tunda la mti ulio katikati ya bustani, wala msiguze kabisa, la sivyo mtakufa. And of course the enemy begins to contest that, right? Alafu naona adui anaanza kupinga hiyo. But if you read down there verse 6 says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye the lasting of the eye right 
mstari wa sita mwanamke alipoona ya kuwatunda la mti huo lilikuwa nzuri kwa chakula na la kupendeza macho tamaa ya macho and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate it tena linatamanika kwa kujipatia hekima basi akachuma katika matunda yake ya kala so let me explain to you all this hebu niwaeleze hii yote what i'm going to kile ambacho ninaenda kwacho he say anasema that the reason sanctification is important kwamba sababu ambayo utakaso ni muhimu absolutely critical in the life of the church ni nyeti kabisa katika maisha ya kanisa the life of the believer maisha ya muumini is because during the fall in the garden ni kwa sababu wakati wa mwanguko katika bustani thank you so that i may flow during the fall in the garden katika mwanguko katika bustani It was out of selfishness. Ilitokana na ubinafsi. That the fall came. Kwamba mwanguko ukaja. Selfish. Ubinafsi. The pursuit ukutafuta self satisfaction. Kule kujitoshelesha kibinafsi. This me 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 you see in this generation now. He me 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 ambayo unaiona katika kizazi hiki sasa. Looking for self satisfaction. Kutafuta kujitoshelesha. Self affection. Kujitoshelesha. Self centeredness. Uko na benefit. Faida zako mwenyewe. Not considering the greater good. Sio kuangalia ule uzuri kwa ukubwa. Self 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 regardless of what is supposed to be the bigger the higher calling the higher calling bila ya kuzingatia ule mwito wa juu zaidi self satisfaction kujitoshelesha kibinafsi self esteem ile heshima yako kibinafsi self benefit faida zako mwenyewe why are you doing that ni kwa nini unafanya hivyo you know me 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 i like it you know me i like when i'm happy me me there is so much me unajua mimi napenda wakati ambapo nimefurahi kuna mimi mimi nyingi sana so the reason sanctification is important hivyo basi sababu ambayo utakaso ni muhimu sana is because that self pursuit for self benefit ni kwa sababu hiyo kutafuta faida zako mwenyewe has also entered christian salvation pia imeingia katika wokovu wa kikristo are you beginning to understand now je mnaanza kuelewa sasa it has also entered christian salvation pia imeingia katika wokovu wa kikristo and it has brought apostasy na imeleta mwanguko kutoka imani ya kweli but let us reason together lakini hebu na tuzungumze tujadiliane pamoja i want to say this nataka kusema hivi if you look at life life today ikiwa utaangalia maisha leo hii life today maisha ya leo hii it is full in there imejaa mle ndani each person kila mtu is pursuing personal progression Ana, you, you know there is going to school getting another job what it is, the human being is consumed by this mwanadamu amechukuliwa na ile ya kuendelea kujiendeleza kibinafsi kupata kazi nyingine kwa ajili ya faida zako wewe mwenyewe kibinafsi that is where it has crept into christian salvation hapo ndipo imepenyezea katika wokovu wa wakristo 
because you could have asked if I want to do this for self how about Jesus who will take care of Jesus and the great work he did so that selfness self benefit self centeredness selfishness basi naua ubinafsi kujitafutia fanaka kibinafsi is what has brought apostasy into christian salvation hicho ndicho ambacho kimeleta mwanguko kutoka imani ya kweli katika wokovu wa kikristo that's why sin has crept into the believer's life na hiyo ndio sababu dhambi imepenyeza katika maisha ya muumini the fall in the garden mwanguko katika bustani created a pandemic an epidemic ilileta janga of selfishness la ubinafsi self centeredness yakuwa na ubinafsi self benefit faida za kibinafsi self satisfaction ya kujitoshelesha kibinafsi self joy self happiness self gratification self everything self centered self centered furaha ya kujifurahisha wewe mwenyewe yani ushina kubwa ni ubinafsi And then now sasa, mankind has brought it into salvation. Mwanadamu ameileta katika wokovu. And yet the salvation of the grace. Na ile hali wokovu huwa neema. That Jesus brought. Ambao Yesu kauleta. Was meant for that city. Ulipaswa kuwa kwa ajili ya mji ule. That finally it may transmit you into that city. The higher calling of salvation. Kwamba hatimaye ikakulete katika mji ule. Mwito wa juu the higher calling mwito wa juu zaidi of being born again wa kuokoka is to enter heaven ni kuingia mbinguni to live holy and enter there kuishi mtakatifu na uingie pale so now blessed people kwa hivyo sasa watu wabarikiwa it is going to be important inaenda kuwa ya muhimu zaidi that the lord executes sanctification in the church kwamba bwana akatekeleze utakaso katika kanisa in order to prepare the church for rapture ili kwamba akaliandae kanisa kwa ajili ya unyakuzi hallelujah hallelujah so then hivyo basi what does the sanctified state look like hali ambayo imetakaswa inafanana vipi Remember kumbuka I am walking you step by baby steps ninawatembeza hatua kwa hatua hatua za kitoto on purpose kwa kusudi because i want to reach a place where i will now open up the fall in the garden so you can see the sanctified state before they fell the unsanctified when they fell and re-sanctified or redeemed and sanctified again Nataka niwatembeze polepole niwafikishe mahali ambapo nitaweza kufunua kule mwanguko katika bustani la Edeni katika hali ya kutotakaswa katika hali ya kutakaswa okay, So so that you will see the three phases Ili kwamba mtaweza kuona hizo hali tatu When they were sanctified the sanctified state Wakati ambapo walikuwa katika hali ya kutakaswa before the fall kabla ya mwanguko And then alafu 
when the fall took place wakati mwanguko ulipofanyika that is called the unsanctified state hiyo inaitwa hali ambayo haijatakaswa now when the lord comes and sanctifies again na wakati sabana anapokuja na kuwatakasa tena and i will also walk you through the process the instrument of sanctification alafu kisha nitawapitishia katika hali katika vile vile vyombo vya utakaso who is it that sanctifies you ni nani ambaye anawatakasa and then you realize kisha unagundua that today's sermon kwamba mahubiri ya leo is strictly centered on the cross and the blood of jesus imewekwa shina lake katika msalaba na damu ya yesu but let's walk it slow and step wise lakini hebu tutembee tu polepole na kwa hatua step wise kwa hatua hallelujah hallelujah so the sanctified state kwa hivyo hali iliyotakaswa god's elect wateule wa mungu number 2 jambo la pili the grace has matured neema imekomaa you can generate this by yourself unaweza ukaileta hii kwako mwenyewe you simply sit down and generate you can even say the gospel has achieved its highest objective in your soul unaweza keti chini na useme kwamba injili imetekeleza ile mwito wa juu kabisa katika maisha yako lile lengo lake lile lengo lake katika mwito wako again god elect tena wateule wa mungu the grace has matured neema imekomaa solid immovable faith iko ngumu na ambayo haiwezi kasongezwa thank you help them please imani ambayo ambayo haiwezi kasongezwa solid immovable faith imani ambayo inadumu na haiwezi kasongezwa permanently firm spiritual christian life permanently ya kudumu i hold the word deliberately nilichagua maneno kima kusudi because at one point kuregarega na kuyumba yumba hatukam to an end kwa sababu kwa wakati mmoja kuregarega na kuyumba yumba lazima ingefikia kikomo ati kuregarega in swahili right kwamba kuregarega katika swahili at one point christians have to be firm kwa wakati mmoja lazima wakristo wawe dhabiti to stand with the lord firm and permanently kusimama na bwana dhabiti na kwa kudumu if the opposite is that bad kama kinyume chake ni mbaya hivyo in the hell fire katika moto wa jehanamu the lake of fire ziwa la moto then at one point basi kwa wakati mmoja especially when the sun is clapping aswa sana wakati ambapo jua linapiga makofi and the glory the cloud of god is walking with him settling here na wingu la bwana linatembea na wao na kutua hapa then at one point basi kwa wakati mmoja the christian believer yule mkristo muumini has to stand firm inabidi asimame dhabiti permanently so na kwa kudumu milele hivyo I'm just using words. Ninatumia tu maneno to define kuelezea. That, that is another recording altogether, right? Hiyo to, ni... but, but focus on me. To define sanctification. Then I say also kuelezea utakaso kisha nasema pia permanent and abiding citizens of the citizen. Hallelujah. Raia wa kudumu I wanted to say of the city of New Jerusalem ni... and then at one point I what is of the kingdom of god so i was caught in between hallelujah 
mbele ninaweza kuona na nisema kwamba hao ndio wakaaji wa mchi ambao niliona permanent and abiding citizens of the kingdom of god wakaaji wa milele na wakudumu wa mchi wa mungu a sanctified state means hali iliyotakaswa inamaanisha cannot be swayed by false teaching hawawezi kuyumbishwa na kupotoshwa na mafundisho ya uongo false prophets manabii wa uongo false apostles cannot sway them mitume wa uongo hawawezi kuwapotosha wow wow i'm simply sitting and thinking about what does a sanctified state mean nina keti tu nakufikiria hali iliyotakaswa yamaanisha nini then he says kisha anasema totally separated ametengwa kikamilifu that is a Hiyo ni hali ambayo imetakaswa. Holy Spirit anointed. Amepakwa na Roho Mtakatifu. Hakima. Fear of God. Hofu ya Mungu. Mature Christian. Wakristo waliokomaa. Name in the book of life. Majina yao yako katika kitabu cha uzima. White God. Mavazi meupe. Those are the words. Tazama maneno. Kuelezea hali iliyotakaswa. Name in the book of life. Majina yako katika kitabu cha uzima. Garment is white. Mavazi ni jeupe. Faith is strong. Ile imani imekomaa ni thabiti. Destination is heaven. Hatimaji yake ni mbinguni. You can list your own unaweza ukaorodhesha yako mwenyewe haleluya haleluya so the book of revelation chapter 19 verse 8 kitabu cha ufunuo 18 mstari wa 8 the sanctified state hali iliyotakaswa So if I understand right, if you come na ile wavema, he is essentially saying, kimsingi anasema, that the sanctified state, kwamba hali iliyotakaswa, is now rapture ready. Sasa ako tayari kwa unyakuzi. He or she is now ready. Ako tayari akiwa wa kiume ama wa kike. She says, "Come Lord Jesus, come." Anasema njoo Bwana Yesu njoo. I'm ready to go. Niko tayari kwenda. Revelation 19 verse 8 says Ufunuo wa Yohana 19 mstari wa 8 anasema Finest linen bright and clean was given her to wear Finest linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people Akapewa kitani safi nyeupe inayongaa ili avae Hiyo kitani safi inawakilisha matendo ya haki ya watakatifu watakatifu wa Mungu watakatifu wa Mungu God's holy people watu wa Mungu watakatifu and then he says another sanctified state alafu anasema hali nyingine ya kutakaswa revelation chapter 3 verse 5 ufunuo mlango wa 3 mstari wa 5 he says anasema he says here anasema hapa he who overcomes yeye like them he who overcomes will like them be dressed in white and I'll never blot out his name from the scroll of life from the ledger of life the register of life the book of life from the book of the citizens of heaven yeye ashindaye atavikwa vazi jeupe kama wao nami sitafuta jina lake kutoka katika kitabu cha uzima 
He is vowing to you. Ana hapa kwako. He saying, anasema, in the sanctified state, katika hali ya utakaso, he won't touch your name on that book. Hataondoa jina lako katika hicho kitabu. Because I said one of the definitions of sanctified is white garment. Kwa sababu white garment. Nilisema moja wapo ya maelezo ya utakaso ni vazi jeupe. Obvious is for wearing, right? Kwa kawaida ni kwa ajili ya kuvalia, sio ya kupendwa namna hii. It's your life. Ni maisha yako. It's your life. Ni maisha yako. You cannot say I've left it in the wardrobe. Hauwezi kusema kwamba niliacha kwa wardrobe. Just wear it. Wewe ivalie tu because you have to accept it kwa sababu lazima uikubali and receive it na uipokee and walk it na ukaitembee haleluya haleluya and so in terms of the white garment nipo basi katika mambo ya vazi leupe again revelation chapter 3:18 just the same place tena ufunua wa Yohana 3 mstari wa 18 mahali pale pale tu verse 18 says mstari wa 18 asema I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Kwa hiyo nakushauri ununue kutoka kwangu dhahabu iliyosafishwa kwa moto so you can become rich. Ili upate kuwa tajiri. And white clothes to wear so you can cover your nudity and shameful nakedness. Na mavazi meupe ili uvae upate kuficha aibu na uchi wako. Himself so you can put in your eyes that you may see, you may see that na, you may see now. Now you can see. Na mafuta ya kupaka macho yako ili upate kuona. Ay. Sasa unaweza kuona. Sanctified state. Ile hali ya kutakaswa. He say anasema to be refined ili ukaweze kutakaswa. Then he says anasema taking the garment from the lord ukachukue vazi kutoka kwake bwana gratis ni nyongeza free of charge bure bila malipo and wear it na ukaivae sanctified state hali ya utakaso is fully covered imefunikwa kikamilifu now there is no shame he says no Sasa, shame hakuna aibu alisema hakuna aibu it is powerful hiyo ni nguvu garment vazi is white ni jeupe sanctified limetaka ametakaswa you have come from the uk my daughter uh, bishop helen are they wearing the white garment there umetoka uk or not yet they, they, ain't, had, they ain't had nothing about it je wanavalia vazi jeupe pale they ain't had nothing about it ama wajasikia kuhusu then i have to send you there to go and prepare london basi itabidi nikutume huko uende ukaiandae London. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ai. Ai. It is important to know ni muhimu kujua that the sanctified state the garment is white. Kwamba hali ya utakaso vazi ni jeupe which is the righteous acts of God's holy people. Ambayo ni matendo ya haki ya watu watakatifu wa Mungu. It is just important first of all to know to be aware of it. Ni muhimu kwanza kabisa kujua kuwa na ufahamu wake. And then go ahead and do it. Alafu kwenda na kuifanya. Ai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he goes on in Malaki chapter 3 verse 16. Na anaendelea na kuendelea Malaki 3 mstari wa 16. You remember this is a word conference. Kumbuka kwamba hili ni kongamano la neno. So I will give you scripture. Is anybody having a problem with that? Kwa hivyo nitawapeni maandiko. Je, kuna mtu yeyote aliye na shida na hiyo? Okay, my son Horace, you may not have a problem, but let's hear the rest also. Because you really violently 
<laughs> spoke for all anybody everybody is okay with scripture kila mtu yuko sawa na maandiko you know we base it on scripture unajua katika neno neno peke yake and is very powerful to do that right ndani yangu sana kufanya hivyo then it stands permanently from forever basi inasimama ya kudumu milele malaki chapter 3 verse 16 malaki mlango wa 3 mstari wa 16 haleluya haleluya He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. Malaki 3:16. Malaki 3:16. He says, Anasema, Then those who fear the Lord talk with each other. Ndipo wale waliomchabana wakasemezana wao kwa wao. And listened and heard. Naye bwana akasikiliza. And the Lord listened and heard. Thank you. Naye bwana akasikiliza. Naye akasikia. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who fear the Lord and honor his name. Kitabu cha kumbukumbu kikaandikwa mbele yake kuhusu wale ambao walimcha bwana na kuliheshimu jina lake. So in other words, kwa hivyo kwa maneno mengine, the sanctified state. Hali ya kutakaswa. It means your name is in the book of life. Inamaanisha jina lako liko katika kitabu cha uzima. And he says, naye anasema, the book of remembrance, the scroll of remembrance, the Lord saying, I still remember. Kitabu cha ukumbusho, gombo la ukumbusho bana anasema bado ninakumbuka i still remember bado ninakumbuka how you stood for me jinsi ambavyo ulisimama kwa ajili yangu you stood with me ulisimama pamoja nami you stood by me ulisimama kwangu kwa upande wangu when everybody else had fallen wakati ambapo kila mtu mwingine alikuwa ameanguka the scroll of remembrance gombo la ukumbusho wow wow that you may never be forgotten again kwamba kamwe usisaulike the world may forget you ulimwengu unaweza ukakusahau why don't i have a salary today ni kwa nini sina mshahara leo well uh, i don't see your name this time around uh, you see, the world may do those things vema sioni jina lako wakati huu ulimwengu unaweza ukafanya mambo kama hayo but for the righteous lakini kwa wenye haki he says anasema the scroll of remembrance anasema gombo la ukumbusho that he may remember you forever and ever and ever amen kwamba akakukumbuke milele na milele amina And then he says Alafu anasema Revelation 17 verse 8 Ufunuo 17 mstari wa 8 I tell you Nakwambia As we begin this sermon Tunapoanza mahubiri haya So we are talking about the sanctified state Kwa hivyo tunazungumzia katika hali ya utakaso There is so much scripture if you bear with me I give them to you and then we move to the heart of the matter Na kuna maandiko mengi ikiwa mtaniwia radi nitawapatieni alafu tutatwenda katika moyo wa wa ujumbe Revelation 17:8 says Ufunuo Yohana 17 mstari wa 8 inasema says This is the beast which you saw once was and now is not and who come up from the beast will go to the earth will, will, uh, to, will go to his destruction sorry 
Huyo mnyama ambaye ulimwona wakati fulani alikuwepo lakini sasa hayupo naye atapanda kutoka katika lile shimo lisilo na mwisho na kwenda maangami, na kwenda kwenye maangamizo yake the inhabitants of the earth whose names are not written in the book of life the book of remembrance from the creation of the world they will be astonished when they see the beast because he once was now is not and yet will come watu waishio duniani ambao majina yao hayakuandikwa kwenye kitabu cha uzima tangu kuumbwa kwa ulimwengu watastaajabu kumuona huyo mnyama kwa maana alikuwepo wakati fulani na sasa hayupo lakini atakuja so now he saying kwa hivyo sasa anasema from the creation of the earth kwa, of the world kuanzia kwa kuumbwa kwa ulimwengu already your name was engraved tayari jina lako liliandikwa please don't spoil it right tafadhali usiharibu just say it wewe idumishe tu just keep it there uhifadhi tu pale that lady i bless you eternally with eternity in heaven huyo dada that lady that made that thing of gelegele on the lord huyo dada ambaye amepiga vigelegele na kubariki na milele mbinguni. Revelation 13 verse 8 also. Ufunuo wa Yohana 13 mstari wa 8 pia. So then you begin to understand. Kisha basi unaanza kuelewa hii. If these are the things attributed to sanctification. Ikiwa haya ndio mambo ambayo yanahusiana na utakaso, then sanctification is now becoming critical. Basi utakaso sasa inafanyika nyeti because now kwa sababu sasa he has associated it amehusisha with the book of life na kitabu cha uzima the scroll of remembrance gombo la ukumbusho and we are simply still defining today's message we have not begun na kimsingi tunaelezea ujumbe wa leo hatujaanza bado just defining the terminologies around the message kuelezea tu terminolojia zinazouzunguka ujumbe because i simply asked kwa sababu kimsingi niliuliza the definition being that maelezo kuwa hiyo then what is the sanctified state what does it look like basi hiyo hali ya kutakaswa inafanana vipi that you may go and check yourself kwamba ukaende na ukajichunguze mwenyewe and find out and ask na ukagundue na uulize am i really sanctified je kwa kweli nimetakaswa because now he has said kwa sababu sasa amesema white garment ni vazi gani and then that white garment has directly tied you to the book of life ni vazi jeupe alafu hilo vazi jeupe ameliunganisha moja kwa moja na kitabu cha uzima imekushisha mara moja na lile kitabu la uzima i i tell you nakwambia revelation 13 verse 8 ufunuo 13 mstari wa 8 and i want to finish this part na nataka nimalize sehemu hii properly vizuri Hallelujah Hallelujah Revelation 13 verse 8 Ufunuo wa Yohana 13 mstari wa 8 He says Naye anasema All inhabitants of the earth will worship a beast Nao watu wote waishio duniani watamwabudu huyo mnyama All whose names have not been
been written in the book of life yeah. belonging to the lamb who was slain from the creation of the world yani wale wote ambao majina yao hayakuandikwa kwenye kitabu cha uzima cha mwana kondoo aliyechinjwa tangu kumbwa kwa ulimwengu so now kwa hivyo sasa There is something about your the disposition of your heart to this process. Kuna kitu kuhusiana na hali ya moyo wako katika hatua hii. In other words I want to ask. Kwa maneno mengine nataka kuuliza. With all this beauty being said about sanctification. Na, beauty beauty. Na urembo wote ambao unasema kuhusiana na utakaso. Urembo urembo. Because the words are so good about sanctification. Kwa sababu maneno ni mazuri sana kuhusiana na utakaso. Then the question is this. Basi swali ni hili. From whence cometh? Yatokea wapi? Who starts it? Who brings this on? Nani ambaye anaileta? Who initiates sanctification? Nani ambaye anaanzilisha utakaso? Because he says from the creation, the foundation of the earth. Kwa sababu anasema tangia kwa uumbaji misingi ya ulimwengu. The sanctification is a gift. Basi huo utakaso ni zawadi. Can I put it better for you? Je, naweza kuweka bora kwenu? Then basi belonging to be sanctified must be a gift by god given to you tamanio la kutaka kutakaswa lazima iwe ni zawadi iliyopeanwa na mungu kwako that only he from which it comes can kuto... be able to create a longing in the mortal heart to want it kwamba ni kutoka kwake yeye ambaye mahali ambapo inatoka anaweza kuweka lile tamanio ndani mwako ya mtu ambaye ni wakufa ili ukaitamani haleluya haleluya what is the sanctified state ni hali gani ya utakaso we need to be finishing the book of revelation chapter 7 9 kitabu cha ufunuo 7:9 hadi 17 still defining the sanctified state in terms of the white garment bado kuelezea hali ya utakaso katika nyanja ya vazi jeupe and this i have decided to bring up to you deliberately na hii nimeamua kuwaleteni kimakusudi that you may understand that sanctification is actually a process that allows you achieve the benchmark of heaven ili kwamba ukapate kuelewa kwamba utakaso ndio ambayo inaweza kukuruhusu kufikia viwango vya mbinguni kima kusudi that you need it you Kwa, really need it kwamba right? unahitaji unahitaji kweli kweli hallelujah hallelujah so the book of revelation chapter 7 kwa hivyo kitabu cha ufunuo mlango wa 7 verses 9 to 17 we may not read there mustari wa 9 hadi 17 wenda tutafika huko and he says the following na anasema yafuatayo he says the great multitude in white robes anasema umati mkubwa katika in white robes katika majoho meupe the power of sanctification the Il, gravity of sanctification the purpose ile nguvu ya utakaso kusudi la utakaso uzito wa utakaso after this i looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe people language standing before the throne and in front of the lamb baada ya hili nikatazama na hapo mbele yangu palikuwa na umati mkubwa wa watu ambao hakuna yeyote awezaye kuhesabu kutoka kila taifa kila kabila kila jamaa na kila lugha 
they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and the Lamb! And the Lamb! Walikuwa wamevaa mavazi meupe na wakiwa wameshika matawi ya mitende mikononi mwao na walikuwa wakipiga kelele kwa sauti kubwa wakisema wokovu na Mungu wetu yeye aketie kwenye kiti cha enzi na mwana kondoo so that celebration kwa hivyo huko kusherekea that celebration huko kusherekea that homecoming of Jesus huko kukucha nyumbani kwa Yesu that triumphant entry huko, of the Lord huko kuingia kwa ushindi kwake Bwana for you to partake of it kwako wewe kuweza kuishiriki he says anasema kitani safi white bright and clean nyeupe safi na inayongaa white robes majoho meupe white clothes mabazi meupe so if there is a process kwa hivyo ikiwa kuna hatua that polishes your clothes ambayo inasafisha mabazi yako to make them finest linen kuifanya kitani safi white bright and clean nyeupe safi na inayongaa oh you hold it close to your heart right unaishikilia karibu na moyo wako sivyo that process hiyo mchakato sanctification utakaso Can you sit down a moment? Je, mnaweza keti chini kidogo? He says this. Anasema hivi. Then I need to move on now, right? Kisha nahitaji kuendelea zaidi. How about the unsanctified state? Na, there is more about sanctified. Can I read or not? Na je, kuhusiana na hali ambayo haijatakaswa kuna mengi kuhusiana na utakaso. Je, naweza kuisikilizea? Thank you my daughter. What have you seen? Oh this is very powerful. Hii ni yangu sana. On video. Kwa video. The glory of God, right? Utukufu wa Mungu sivyo? This is the glory of God the Father. Huo ni utukufu wa Mungu Baba. On video, on video. Kwa video, kwa video. Can you share with the, with the, with the Randy? Je, unaweza ukapatia Randy? So now Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah mlango wa 66. The sanctified state. Ile hali ya utakaso. He is now worshiping God. Sasa ni kumwabudu Mungu. Ana Anamwabudu Mungu sasa. Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. From verse 1 says. Kwanza mstari wa kwanza anasema This is what the Lord says. Hili ndilo asemalo bwana. Heaven is my throne. Mbingu ni kiti changu cha enzi. And the earth is my footstool. Nayo dunia ni mahala pa kuweka miguu yangu. And then he goes on to say. Kisha anaendelea kusema. Where is the house you will build for me? Iko wapi nyumba mtakayojenga kwa ajili yangu? Where will my resting place be? Mahali pangu pa kupumzikia patakuwa wapi? Has not my hands made all these things? And so they came into being declares the Lord. Na hivyo vikawepo asema Bwana. This is the one I esteem. Mtu huyu ndiye ninayemdhamini. In other words, this is the one who is sanctified. Kwa maneno mengine huyu ndiye ambaye ametakaswa. Hallelujah. 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 That is it now. Ndio hiyo sasa. Using the lenses of sanctification. Kutumia ile kioo cha utakaso. Na miwani. Na miwani ya utakaso. Kwa Kiswahili waitai miwani haya haya machupa yanaitwa miwani. 
Chupa hizi zaitwa miwani. I tell you. Yes, sometimes we help him. So he says, he says, so this is the one I esteem. Anasema huyu ndiye ninayemdhamini. He who is humble yeye ambaye ni mnyenyekevu and contrite in spirit na mwenye roho yenye toba in other words these are the things that sanctification brings to you kwa maneno mengine kwamba haya ndio mambo ambayo utakaso inaleta kwako because who is humble unasema ambaye ni mnyenyekevu and contrite in spirit na mwenye roho yenye toba look at that the swahili is powerful swahili says yenye roho yenye toba with a heart a repentant heart swahili asema na mwenye roho yenye toba and he goes on to say na anaendelea kusema again he says this is the one i esteem mtu huyu ndiye ninayemdhamini another one is saying kwa maneno mengine anasema everybody focus on me kila mtu mnilenge In other words he's saying kwa maneno mengine anasema this is the one i respect huyu ndiye ambaye ninamheshimu this is the one i honor huyu ndiye ambaye ninamdhamini this is the one i love huyu, and i favor huyu ndiye ambaye nampenda na nampakibali this is the one i adore huyu ndiye ambaye ninamkweza one who is humble yule ambaye ni mnyenyekevu and contrite in spirit na mwenye roho yenye toba and trembles at my word na atetemekaye anaposikia neno langu so if the lord is fond of this kind of persons na ikiwa, if he loves them that much ikiwa bwana anawapenda watu wa aina hii anawapenda hivyo sana and i'm also able to know the process that can make me that na pia ninajua hali ambayo inaweza kunifanya hivyo humble nyenyekevu contrite in spirit repentant heart mwenye roho yenye iliyobondeka na mwenye roho yenye toba trembling at his word anayetetemeka asikia hapo neno lake and i'm told na ninaambiwa sanctification utakaso is the vehicle that can deliver me to that state ndilo gari ambalo linaweza kunipeleka katika hali hiyo ambayo Mungu anaipenda i'll take it nitaichukua i'll take that process nitachukua hatua hiyo i will take it nitaichukua he says anasema again isaiah 66 and then he says tena isaiah 66 But whoever now we are looking at the opposite the unsanctified state lakini sasa tunaangalia hiyo nyingine ambayo ni hali ya kutotakaswa now look at this now tazama hii sasa but whoever sacrifices a bull lakini yeyote atoaye dhabihu ya fahali but is like one who commits a homicide ni kama yeye au aye mtu who commits a murder ni mtu anayeua mtu that serious ni nyeti kiasi hicho hiyo ni mbaya hiyo ni mbaya that is serious hiyo ni mbaya sana that whoever sacrifices and is like one who has killed a human being kwamba yeyote anayetoa adhabu ni kama ambaye amemuua mtu i'm now describing the unsanctified state sasa naelezea hali ambayo haujatakaswa and he says na anasema and whoever offers a lamb and is like one who breaks the neck of a dog does an abomination na yeyote atoaye sadaka ya mwana kondoo ni kama yule avunjaye shingo ya umba hayo ni makufuru and you know when you break it when they break it na unajua wanapoivunja so it's unsightly 
ni kitu ambacho utaki kuona unsightly ni kitu ambacho utaki kuona kwa macho the dog lying the legs that this with the head is facing the back umbo amelala yuko hivi ameangalia upande huu miguu imeangalia upande wa nyuma the lord is now expressing the feeling of his heart towards the unsanctified state bwana anaelezea kuhisi katika moyo wake katika hali ambayo haijatakaswa then he says na kisha asema whoever makes a grain offering yoyote atoaye sadaka ya nafaka but is like one who presents pig's blood ni kama yule aletaye damu ya nguruwe and then he goes on and on alafu anaendelea na kuendelea so sanctification kwa hivyo utakaso is very central ni nyeti kabisa ni yakati kabisa in the life of the christian in the christian lifestyle katika maisha ya mkristo katika maisha ya mkristo in other words it is a must kwa maneno mengine ni ya lazima and there's so much i could share on sanctification na kuna mengi zaidi ambayo ningeweza kushiriki kuhusu utakaso the unsanctified state still katika hali isiyotakaswa pia can i read a few for you before we start the message je naweza kusoma chache kwenu kabla tuanze ujumbe Matthew 22:11 Hallelujah Hallelujah Matthew 22 Matthew 22 11 Mustari wa 11 Anasema But when the king came to see the guests Lakini mfalme alipoingia ndani ilikuwa ana wageni He noticed the man there akagundu akamuona mle mtu mmoja who was not wearing wedding clothes ambaye hakuwa amevaa vazi la harusi And he asked him Akamuliza Friend Rafiki What are you doing here? Uliingiaje huko ndani? In other words, what are you doing here? Unafanya nini hapa? In other words, you are not supposed to be here. Kwa maneno mengine haupaswi kuwa hapa. Have you seen the unsanctified state? Je, mmeona hali ambayo haijatakaswa? I think virtually an enemy of God, right? Ninakisia kwamba haswa ni adui wa Mungu, sivyo? Another one. Nyingine. Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64 Isaiah chapter 64 Isaiah 64 verse 6 Mustari wa 6 Isaiah 64 verse 6 Isaiah 64 mstari wake wa 6 All of us have become like one who is unclean Sisi sote tumekuwa kama mtu aliye najisi and our righteousness our righteous acts are like filthy rags nayo matendo yetu yote ya uadilifu ni kama matambara machafu are you beginning to understand the unsanctified state je mmeanza kuelewa hali ya kutotakaswa the sanctified state and now the unsanctified state hali ya kutakaswa na sasa hali isiyotakaswa Isaiah chapter 6 Isaiah mlango wake wa 6 We are still defining the unsanctified state Bado tunaelezea hali ya kutotakaswa 
so that when we start when we take off we are all on the same page ili tutakapoanza tutakaponoa nanga tutakuwa katika ukurasa mmoja Isaiah chapter 6 He says the unsanctified state is this. Anasema hali isiyotakaswa ndio hii. unto me I cried I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people a community of unclean lips and yet my eyes have seen the Lord Almighty. Ndipo nikalia ole wangu mimi nimeangamia kwa kuwa mimi ni mtu mwenye midomo michafu nami ninaishi katikati ya watu wenye midomo michafu nayo macho yangu yamemwona mfalme bana mwenye nguvu zote In other words kwa maneno mengine the unsanctified state hali ya kutotakaswa cannot approach God hawezi kumwendea Mungu cannot stand before the Lord hawezi kusimama mbele za bwana this what he saying here hicho ndicho ambacho alisema hapa and if you read further on in Isaiah na ukiendelea kusoma zaidi katika Isaya you will find utapata that one of the seraphim kwamba moja wapo ya serafi the angels at the throne position the throne of God mal, mal, the angels that serve him they minister at the throne position malaika wanaohudumu katika mahali pa enzi katika eneo la enzi one of them here how poor the state of Isaiah is moja wao anasikia how unsanctified jinsi ambavyo Isaiah hakuwa ametakaswa and you know when they fly they have lightning they give out lightning from their wings and everywhere na unajua wanapopana kuruka wanatoa radi miale ya radi kutoka kwa mabawa and fire na moto so it took a tongue and it took live call burning call from the altar of this temple akachukua koleo na akachukua kala moto kutoka katika hekalu linalowaka kutoka katika hili hekalu he had the cry the cry of isaiah akasikia kilio kilio cha isaiah isaiah is crying he's saying he's ruined he's finished isaiah analia anasema kwamba ameangamia amemalizika because all of a sudden he has realized he's unsanctified kwa sababu ghafla pinfu amegundua kwamba hajatakaswa and yet he's standing before the throne of majesty na ile hali amesimama mbele ya enzi ya mwenye enzi mwenye nguvu zote of the unapproachable glory of God. Mbele ya utukufu ambao huwezi ukauendea wa Mungu. So you can imagine. Kwa hivyo unaweza ukawazia. For the glory, the cloud of God to come from heaven through the sun, always through the sun. Kwa wingu kutoka mbinguni na kupitia kwa jua, kila wakati kupitia kwa jua. And settle on the heads of these two. Na kutua katika vichwa vyao wawili. And they walk with God. Na wanatembea na Mungu. So you can imagine how sanctified they are. Kwa hivyo unaweza ukawazia wametakaswa kiasi gani. To walk with God in that form tembea na Mungu katika umbo hilo You can imagine even settle like the mercy seat you can imagine how powerfully and purity and sanctified super sanctified they are na kutua kama vile kwa kiti cha rehema unaweza ukawazia ni wametakaswa na usafi kiasi gani wao walivyo sanctification utakaso he has put it for you there so now kwa hivyo sasa he say anasema that when one of these seraphim the angels take 
takes the life call from the altar of the temple kwamba wakati moja wapo ya seraphi anachukua leo lakala moto unaweza kuwazia ni wametakaswa kiasi gani ili kutembea na bwana namna hiyo You can imagine. Unaweza ukawazia. So this is a very important process for the church. Kwa hivyo hii ni hatua ya muhimu sana kwa ajili ya kanisa. But he takes live call. Kwamba anachukua koleo, anachukua kaa moto and he used to touch the lips of Isaiah. Na anaitumia kuguza midomo ya Isaya. And from that point on Isaiah is purged. Na kuanzia wakati huo na kuendelea Isaiah ametakaswa. It is this that is purged. Ni hii ambayo inaondolewa. The heart. Moyo. It is the heart that is the reservoir of evil. Ni moyo ambao unabeba uovu. And then Isaiah now can hear God, can speak to God at the throne position, can hear the command, can accept the calling of God, can go. Na alafu Isaiah anaweza kusikia amri ya Mungu, anaweza kumuona Mungu na anaweza kuitikia mwito wa Mungu. You'll give me one seat there for my son Mheshimiwa to sit. Utanipatia kitabu pale kwa ajili ya mwanangu Mheshimiwa Kuketi. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Okay, one seat has come. Thank you. Oh, you'll get another seat, right? Utapata Somebody give Kawa a seat. You you'll get, are there extra seats somewhere? They are, they are around eh? Oh okay. I thought you were saying they are around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is the mechanistics. That is the process of sanctification. Basi hiyo ndio hatua ya utakaso. The taking of life call kuchukua kwa kaa moto and touching somebody na kumguza mtu and purging out the sin from the heart and the soul na kusafisha dhambi kutoka kwa moyo na nafsi and then now you can hear god na alafu sasa unaweza kumsikia mungu now you can stand in front of the throne of god sasa unaweza simama mbele ya enzi ya mungu now you can speak with god sasa unaweza ukazungumza now you can take the calling of god sasa unaweza ukachukua mwito wa mungu so can i then say something to you today Je basi naweza sema kitu kwenu leo hii because kwa sababu after you, you remember Isaiah was finished una, said, I am done una, I am finished Isaiah, I am dead right nimeangamia nimekwisha nimekufa he was gone right alikuwa amekufa amemaliza because he realized kwa sababu aligundua his unsanctified state ako katika hali ya kutotakaswa was all of a sudden before the an approachable holiness of god gafla binvu alikuwa mbele ya utukufu wa mungu ambao hawezi kuendea and then alafu in that finished ruin dead katika hiyo hali ya kuangamia kukwisha mufu then a sanctification is ministered unto him alafu utakaso unahudumiwa kwake why did the seraphim take from the altar ni kwa nini serafi alichukua kutoka katika madhabahu but we know that at that altar only the blood of jesus has been poured lakini tunajua kwamba katika hayo madhabahu ni damu ya yesu peke yake ambayo imemwagwa so that is the instrument for sanctification kwa hivyo basi hicho ndicho chombo cha utakaso. So blood, kwa hivyo anachukua hiyo damu which is too hot for the angels to touch. Ambayo ni moto sana kwa malaika kuguza. And it touches Isaiah. Na namguza Isaiah. And then Isaiah now is able to hear God, hear Anaku, God. Isaiah sasa anaweza kumsikia Mungu, kumsikia Mungu. Number two, jambo la pili, to stand in front of the Lord. Kusimama mbele za Bwana. Number three, jambo la tatu, to speak 
back to, to answer God. Kuweza kumjibu Mungu. Number 4. Number 4. To accept the calling of God in a very enthusiastic manner. Kukubali enthusiastic. Kukubali mwito wa Mungu. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, I am saying that if you see somebody, ninasema kwamba ikiwa utamwona mtu, a son, a daughter, whoever yourself, binti, mwana, yeyote yule ama wewe mwenyewe, whom you are telling, please go serve God. Ambaye unamwambia kwamba tafadhali nenda kamtumikie Mungu. Please go serve God. Anasema tafadhali nenda ukamtumikie Mungu. And you find that they are not enthusiastic, they are being forced. Na uonekana kwamba hawana msisimko, ni wana wana usukumwa, wanalazimishwa. That is one of the barometric tests for the unsanctified state. Hiyo ni mojawapo ya pimio ya hali ya kutotakaswa. You know do you know the thermometer when children I don't know you don't do it today but they used to put between the tongue and close it as the doctor is doing other things doing things and whatever here writing things they put a thermometer in the tongue to measure this person the fever the level of the fever mnajua kile kipima hicho daktari anawekwa kwa watoto mambo mengine hapa ili thermometer kile kipima joto they put in the tongue between and they close the mouth and then he is doing other things anaweka kwa ulimi anafunga mdomo alafu anafanya vitu vingine when he takes it does this and does this anapoipeleka anapoichukua anafanya hivi na kufanya hivi i'm saying one of the measures as whether somebody is sanctified or not is ninasema moja ya kipimio kuchunguza kama mtu ametakaswa mabado ni hiki because isaiah kwa sababu isaiah after sanctification baada ya utakaso enthusiastically is enthusiastic he says lord here i am it's me it's me ana msisimko anasema bwana niko hapa ni mimi Do you understand? In other words I'm saying that in the Lord's army, in the Lord's church, in the Lord's priesthood, katika jeshi la Bwana, katika kanisa la Bwana, katika ukuhani wa Bwana, it is voluntary service. Ni ibada ya kujitolea ya hiari. Utumishi, utumizi I don't know. It is service that is voluntary. Ni utumishi wa hiari. Nobody is forced. Hakuna mtu amelazimishwa. But I'm also saying another thing. Lakini pia nasema kitu kingine. I'm saying. Ninasema that considering that after Isaiah has been purged, sin is purged. Kuongezingatia kwamba baada ya Isaiah dhambi zimeondolewa and sanctified na kutakaswa that is when he is able huo ndio wakati ambapo anaweza go down there to the world kwenda pale chini katika ulimwengu to preach to them the gospel this wonderful gospel he has just been through the gospel of purging of sin huweza kuwaletea na kuhubiria injili ambayo ameipitia ameipitia kwa dhambi He has just passed through it. Ameipitia tu. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, I am saying ninasema that we need to check the pastors of this day. We need to check them. Kwamba tunahitaji kuwachunguza wachungaji wa siku hizi. Tunahitaji kuwachunguza. Are they really sanctified? Je, kwa kweli wametakaswa? Because he's saying, kwa sababu anasema, how can you preach it? Unawezaje ukayubiri unless that you've tasted it, you felt ijapokuwa kwamba umeishi umeihisi Haleluya Haleluya 
How can you preach it? Even unga, if you are selling unga, you tell somebody, hii unga ni nzuri. This unga is good. I myself have cooked it, I've eaten it. Hata 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 kama kuuza tu unga, ukiuza unga unasema unga huu ni mzuri. Unawezaje ukasema hivyo kwamba ijapokuwa wewe mwenyewe umeupika na ukajua kwamba ni mzuri? So the Lord is speaking here about sanctification. Kwa hivyo Bwana anazungumzia hapa kuhusu utakaso. It is the measure anasema ni kipimio of your calling of your servanthood cha mwito wako cha utumishi wako before the lord kambele za bwana but if you are not sanctified there is no way you can preach it kama, that's why they are doing other things businesses and what have you kama hujatakazwa wezi ukaifanya ndio sababu wanafanya vitu vingine biashara na mambo kama hayo because he say kwa sababu anasema set apart from sin ametengwa kutoka kwa dhambi freed freed from sin amewekwa huru kutoka kwa dhambi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it goes on and on. Na naendelea na kuendelea. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 3. Zechariah mlango wa 3 mstari wa 3. I want to finish with the unsanctified state. Ninataka kumalizia katika hiyo hali ya kutotakaswa. But to be para in finishing it. Lakini kuwa na vilindi vyake katika kumalizia kwake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said Zechariah. Nilisema Zechariah chapter 3 mlango wa tatu. we are looking at the unsanctified state tunatazamia ile tunatazama hali ambayo haijatakaswa in other words you can sense wali, hali ya wokovu ile ambayo inaweza kasumbua kwa maneno mengine katika Kiswahili <laughs> hali ya wokovu ambayo inaweza ikasumbua on that day right katika siku hiyo so you rather sort it here right kwa afadhali uishughulikie hapa sivyo Zechariah chapter 3 Zechariah mlango wa 3 verse 3 Mustari wa 3 Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel Anasema wakati huo Yeshua alikuwa amevaa nguo chafu alipokuwa amesimama mbele ya malaika And then he says that is the unsanctified state Alafu anasema hiyo ni hali ambayo haijatakaswa Are we now walking together Je sasa tuatembea pamoja because now you understand the sanctified state i have defined for you and characterized and now we are characterizing the unsanctified so that we have the complete picture and then move and then move into the process the blueprint of sanctification tuna tunaelewa ile hali ya kutotakaswa ambayo nimeelezea vipengele vyake na hali ya kutakaswa ambayo nimeelezea vipengele vyake alafu tunaweza kuendelea mbele second chronicles 26 mambo yenye kati wa pili 26 This is para tonight. Hii ni abilindi sana usiku wa leo. Because it's the word conference. Kwa sababu ni kongamano. And that's why I told you by radio yesterday that this is literally a teaching. Na ndio sababu jana niliwaambia pia masafa radio kwamba hii halisia ni mafunzo. I told you to carry two tools. Niliwaambia mbebe vyombo viwili. Jembe vyombo viwili a pen and 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 a book. Hallelujah. Vifaa viwili eh, kalamu na na kitabu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles. Mambo ya nyakati wa pili. Chapter 26. Mlango wa 26. Verses 19. Mustari wa 19. I'm reading on a little bit. Ninasoma kuendelea kidogo. And 20. And 20. He says, Anasema Uzia that is king Uzia king Uzia Uzia huyo ni mfalme Uzia That's not Uza Uza also was in an unsanctified state but we're talking about king Uzia 
Uza pia alikuwa katika hali isiyo takaso lakini anazungumzia kuhusu mfalme Uzia. Anasema, Uzia had a censer in his hand ready to burn incense. Uzia ambaye alikuwa anachetezwa mkononi mwake tayari kufukuza kufukiza uvumba. He became angry. Akakasirika. While he was raging at the priests in their presence, alipokuwa anagadhibikia makuhani mbele ya madhabahu, before the incense altar, mbele ya madhabahu ya kufukuzia uvumba, in the Lord's temple, katika hekalu la Bwana, leprosy struck him. Ukoma ukamtokea. The unsanctified state, katika hali ya kutotakaswa. can be tragedious inaweza kuwa janga does somebody remember nadab and abihu je mtu anakumbuka nadabu na habihu also in the unsanctified state pia katika hali ya kutotakaswa trying to offer sacrifice wakijaribu kutoa dhabihu and so we could go on and on and on Never but th- that is pretty much a good picture of the sanctification of god the sanctified state and the unsanctified state the complete picture now Tungeweza kuendelea na kuendelea lakini hiyo ni hali ambayo inatosha ya hali ya kutakaswa na hali ya kutotakaswa. Okay now as we begin to enter now the message of the Lord today. Tunapoanza kuingia katika ujumbe wa Bwana leo hii, I want to ask you. Nataka niwaulizeni. What is God's provision then? Basi utualizi wa Mungu ni upi basi? What is his opinion, his view on sanctification? Maoni yake ni yapi? Msimamo wake ni upi kuhusiana na utakaso? I know the way we have presented it now, you can almost see it's obligatory. Right? Ninaweza kwa jinsi ambavyo tumeiwasilisha, unaweza kuona kimbele. You can see that that is the center core. I am going to come to you. You will find that that is the center mission of the Christ. Una utaenda kuona kwamba hiyo ndiyo huduma kuu ya Let us begin. What is God's position on sanctification? Hebu tuanze basi msimamo wa Mungu ni upi kuhusiana na utakaso. Obligatory. Ni ya lazima. lazima, ni ya lazima. Number 1, Leviticus chapter 20 verse 7. Nambari moja, uh, mambo ya Walawi 20:20 verse 7. Mustari wa saba Leviticus chapter so please say it because I'm on the English audience. Ma- Leviticus chapter 7 chapter 20 verse 7. Mambo ya walawi mlango wa 20 mstari wa 7. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. He says. Asema Sanctify yourselves jitakaseni basi consecrate yourselves jitakaseni basi and be holy nanyi iweni watakatifu because i mambo ya walawi 11 mstari wa 48 what is god's position on sanctification msimamo wa mungu ni upi kuhusiana na utakaso Leviticus 11:44 Mambo ya Walawi 11 mstari wa 44 anasema I am the Lord your God Mimi ndimi Bwana Mungu wenu 
sanctify yourselves, consecrate yourselves. Jitakaseni wenyewe. And be holy. Na muwe watakatifu. Because I am holy. Kwa sababu mimi ni mtakatifu. Be holy. Iweni watakatifu for I am holy. Kwa kuwa mimi ni mtakatifu. So then sanctification looks like a must do. It's a must in the church. Utakaso yaonekana kwamba ni jambo la lazima kwa kanisa. And then he says, Alafu anasema, do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves on the ground. Msijitie unajisi wenyewe kwa kiumbe chochote kile kiendacho juu ya ardhi. I am the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. Mimi ndimi bwana niliyewapandisha mtoke Misri to be your God. Ili niwe Mungu wenu. Therefore be holy. Kwa hiyo iwe ni watakatifu. Because I am holy. Kwa sababu mimi ni mtakatifu. So you are beginning to understand that God's position is that sanctification is a must. Are we together? Umeanza kuelewa kwamba msimamo wa Mungu ni kwamba utakaso ni lazima. Can I summarize this with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3? Je, naweza kuweka hii kwa mtasari kwa Wathesalonike wa kwanza mlango wa 4 mstari wa 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Wathesalonike wa kwanza mlango wa 4 verse 3. Mstari wa 3. What a mighty beautiful day in this city. Ni siku ya kupendeza kiasi gani katika mji huu? First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says, What the Thessalonians wa kwanza mlango wa 4 mstari wa 3 asema, It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Kwa maana hayo ndiyo mapenzi ya Mungu, ninyi muwe watakatifu that you should avoid sexual immorality ili kwamba mjiepushe na uasharati that each one of you should control should learn to control their own bodies ili kwamba kila mmoja wenu ajifunze kutawala mwili wake mwenyewe in a way that is holy and honorable katika utakatifu na heshima and not in passionate lust like in like the heathen si kwa tamaa mbaya kama watu wa mataifa who do not know god wasio mjua mungu so the lord uses this now bana anatumia hii sasa to deposit his mind his his will his opinion on sanctification kuweka mawazo yake msimamo wake kuhusiana na utakaso in other words kwa maneno mengine if you ask the creator of all men ikiwa utamuuliza muumbaji wa wanadamu wote he saying anasema oh how he longs ah ni kiasi gani anatamani each and every flesh walking the earth be sanctified kwamba kila mtu anayetembea katika ulimwengu atakaswe kila damu na nyama kila damu na nyama na mafupa na mafupa that every flesh kwamba kila damu na nyama na mafupa every being kila kiumbe that he created creator alichokiumba muumbaji be sanctified kikatakaswe that is powerful position hiyo ni msimamo wa nguvu sana to set up of wa kuanzia Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we realize it's obligatory. Sasa tunagundua kwamba ni lazima. It's not chosen pick. Sio ya kuchukua uchague. This is yet another time when the Lord has served the buffet. Is it a buffet or buffet? Huu ni wakati mwingine ambapo Bwana ameweka ameweka meza kama meza. What is it called? Is it a buffet or buffet my son? Lamura. Uh, I mean uh, sorry about that. Murei. Uh, Last time we agreed is what? Buffet. Thank you. So the Lord has served the buffet. Kwa hivyo Bwana ameandaa pia kula vingi mezani, meza. And he has 
invited everybody to eat from the same table. Na ameandika kila mtu kula kutoka meza ile ile. And he saying, Naye anasema, it is not possible to order a la carte at this table. Haiwezekani kuitisha that now you want to order the way you want. He said no, I have served for all. The standard is same. Kwamba nimeweka vyakula kwa wote, kiwango ni kimoja. The standard of righteousness before the Lord, God's righteousness is same. Kiwango cha uhaki wa Mungu ni kile tu You cannot say we are modern Australia, Awezi modern kumba. Germany. Sisi ni wa kisasa Australia, Ujerumani. We are from Darmstadt. Tunatoka Darmstadt. Tunatoka Then you say we are modern. We, we, that, that holiness is for Kenya. Alafu. We need ours. No. Alafu nasema sisi ni wa kisasa. Huo no. utakatifu ni wa Kenya. Sisi tunahitaji yetu. Hapana, hapana. Yet another moment. Wakati mwingine tena. When the Lord has set up his standard. Wakati ambapo Bwana ameweka kiwango chake. And this is not discussable. It's not debatable. Na sio ya mjadala. Kuweka katika mjadala. That everybody must be sanctified. Kwamba kila mtu lazima atakaswe. And he's saying. Naye anasema. Words maneno machache that avoid sexual immorality he raises one flag like this something that can unsanctify you in spaniol they say contamination contaminate you katika espanyola wanasema contamination ambayo itakuna jinsi defile you itakuna jinsi haleluya haleluya so then hivyo basi can i develop a global universal picture of sanctification then je sasa naweza kuendeleza ile taswira ya ulimwengu mzima kuhusiana na utakaso sasa are we still together je bado tuko pamoja thank you very much so now the global picture sasa ile taswira kubwa sanctification utakaso The way God designed sanctification. Jinsi ambavyo Bwana aliweka ule muundo wa utakaso. Sanctification utakaso is all about Jesus. Yote inahusiana na Yesu. Let me repeat it. Hebu nirudie. The way the Lord developed a blueprint Jin, of sanctification. Jinsi ambavyo Bwana aliendeleza ule muundo wa utakaso. When he drew it alipouchora and he designed it na kutengeza mundo wake and then set it na kisha kuianzilisha and tested it na kuijaribu and found that it works na kufanya kupata kwamba inafanya kazi after testing it found it working baada ya kuijaribu na kupata kwamba inafanya kazi then he says kisha anasema Sanctification utakaso is all about Jesus. Yote inahusiana na Yesu. Nobody else. Hakuna mtu mwingine yeyote. Wow. Wow. And then let me look at the Bible now also. Alafu wacha nitazame Biblia pia. When you look at the entire Bible as we are going to see. Unapoitazama Biblia yote kama vile ambavyo tunaenda kuona. You are going to find utakwenda kupata that the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about sanctification that means it's about Jesus hallelujah 
It's about sanctification. That means it's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So can we look at some of the genesis, the beginning, the preamble, the abstract, whichever way you want to put it, the introduction. Luke chapter 24. Are you ready to read the word? Inside the word conference. <laughs> That's very mighty, right? Luke chapter 24, blessed people. On a beautiful sunny Friday, summer day. The book of Luke 24, verses 25 to 27. He says the following. He says, He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into glory? Je, haikumpasa Kristo kuteswa kwa njia hiyo na kisha ingie katika utukufu wake? In other words he's saying kwa maneno mengine anasema that right from the beginning of the Bible kwamba tangia katika mwanzo wa Biblia to the end of the Bible hadi mwisho wa Biblia the oracles of all the prophets mahusia ya manabii wote is about the Christ coming ni kuhusiana na kukuja kwa Kristo to sanctify somebody kumtakasa mtu Hallelujah Hallelujah it's all about Christ coming Inausiana na kukuja kwa Kristo to sanctify somebody kumtakasa mtu In other words the entire the total kwa maneno mengine yote the entire bible biblia yote is about sanctification inausiana na utakaso In other words kwa maneno mengine about the mission of the Christ kuhusiana na huduma ya Kristo So you now tell me Kwa hivyo sasa wewe niambie Why do you want to divide it Ni kwa nini unataka kuigawa I only want to read some you have the whole Bible. He says, didn't all the prophets, why are you so slow? In understanding the oracles of God. Didn't all the prophets actually point at the coming of the Messiah to perform a sanctification of somebody in Utawala altar, somebody in Kericho altar, somebody in Yaya altar, somebody in Germany altar, Berlin altar, Darmstadt, Marburg, Frankfurt, everywhere. Coming to sanctify. Akija kutakasa. He said, that is the mission. Akasema, hiyo ndiyo utuma. That's all the prophets have been talking about. Hiyo ndiyo ambayo manabii wote wamekuwa kizungumzia. So you tell me. Kwa hivyo wewe niambie. He says, only that they have been talking about. Anasema, ni hiyo tu ambayo wamekuwa kizungumzia. 
Can we read the second scripture? As we begin this tremendous journey into the greater deep of sanctification. The book of Luke chapter 24, the same. Luke 24, we are still on the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Luke 24, he says. Verses 44 and 45. He says, He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. Everything that was written about me must be fulfilled. Kwamba yote yaliyoandikwa kuhusu mimi lazima yatimizwe. That is written about me again. Let me just read it and then you translate. He says, he said to them, anasema akawaambia, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Haya ndio yale niliyowaambia nilipokuwa bado pamoja nanyi. Everything must be fulfilled. Kwamba kila kitu lazima kitimizwe. That is written about me. Ambacho kimeandikwa kuhusu mimi. In the law of Moses. Katika Torati ya Moses. And the prophets. Na manabii. And the Psalms. Na Zaburi. So that is the entire Bible. Kwa hivyo hiyo ni Biblia yote. It's all about the Christ. Yote inahusiana na Kristo. And so that means about his mission. Na hiyo basi inamaanisha kuhusiana na huduma yake. Sanctify. Ya kutakasa somebody mtu the lord loved you so much bana anawapenda sana he placed aliweka he placed your interest at the core center of the mission of the christ aliweka mata kwa yenu katika shina la kati la huduma ya kristo the mission that in other words kwa maneno mengine that is the only reason the christ was sent hiyo ndio sababu ya pekee ambayo kristo alitumwa to sanctify man kumtakasa mwanadamu mankind mwanadamu fallen man mwanadamu alianguka hallelujah hallelujah the book of luke chapter 4 kitabu cha luka mlango wa 4 as we now wind up with this section tunapomalizia sehemu hii luke chapter 4 luka mlango wa 4 verse 21 This is what he says. Even ndivyo anavosema. He's reading verse 20 to 21 he says. Nasoma mstari wa 20 na 21 asema. Then he rolled up. Let me begin from verse uh, let me begin from verse 17. Hebu nianzie mstari wa 16. Mstari wa 16. He went to Nazareth in Israel they call it Nazareth. He went to Nazareth. Alikwenda Nazareth where he had been brought up mahali ambapo alilelewa and on the sabbath day he went right straight into the synagogue na katika siku ya sabato alikwenda katika sinagogi as was his custom kama ilivyokuwa desturi yake and he stood up akasimama mstari wa 17 the scroll of the prophet isaiah was handed to him Naye akapewa kitabu cha nabii Isaiah. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. 
akakifungua na kukuta mahali palipoandikwa the spirit of the lord is on me roho wa bwana yangu because he has anointed me kwa sababu amenitia mafuta to preach the good news to the poor kuwaletea maskini habari njema he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners amenituma kuwatangazia wafungwa kufunguliwa kwao and recovery of sight to the blind people na vipofu kupata blind generation kizazi ambacho kwa watu ambao ni vipofu and to release the oppressed na kuwaweka huru wanaonewa and to proclaim the year of the favor of Jehovah na kutangaza mwaka wa Bwana uliokubalika verse 20 says anasema then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant kisha akakifunga kitabu akamrudishia mtumishi ana akaketi and then he sat down kisha akaketi the eyes of everybody in the synagogue were fast and riveted on him watu wote waliokuamo katika sinagogi wakamkazia macho and he began by saying ndipo akaanza kwa kuambia today leo this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing maandiko haya yametemia mkiwa mnasikia so you see kwa hivyo unaona he took a central scripture of isaiah alichukua lile andiko la kati la isaiah what they would call sacred sacred to their religion kile ambacho wangeita takatifu kwa dini lao that defines the mission ambayo inaelezea huduma of the messiah ya messiah and they knew na walijua na walijua they knew walijua then he took it and read it kisha akaichukua na akaisoma and he told them na akawaambia that this scripture pamba andiko hili this word neno hili this bible biblia hii today leo has been fulfilled in your eyes and ears imetimilizwa masikioni penyu na macho yenu so the entire bible kwa hivyo biblia yote was really about the Christ is really about the Christ ilikuwa kuhusiana na Kristo kwa kweli ni kuhusiana na Kristo and hence na hivyo basi his mission huduma yake and hence na hivyo basi sanctification utakaso hallelujah hallelujah Then can we start walking slowly but stepwise blessed people basi je tunaweza anza kutembea polepole lakini kwa hatua watu wa dhamani There is now I want to get into the blueprint the design that God gave for sanctification of the church. Sasa nataka kuingia katika muundo ambao Mungu alipeana kwa ajili ya utakaso wa kanisa. And there's no other scripture you want to go to first. Na hakuna andiko lingine ambalo nataka kwenda kwalo kwanza. Except 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Ijapokuwa wa Korintho wa kwanza mlango wa 15. Verses 50-56. There is no better scripture that really really describes the framework of sanctification. Mustari wa 50 hadi 56. Hakuna mali pingine ambapo imeelezea ule muundo wa utakaso. Kwa kilindini sana. Kwa kilindini sana na maelezo ya juu sana. Na maelezo ya juu sana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was in greater detail. Kwa maneno mengine katika vilindi sana. The Lord bless you. Bana akubariki. Revival is in the air. Uvuvio uko hewani. The trumpets are sounding. Tarumbeta zinapigwa. The gospel of righteousness is being dispensed in the noonday in the center of the city. Hallelujah. Injili ya uhaki inahubiriwa. 
wakati wa mchana katikati mwa jiji haleluya haleluya people are seated watu wameketi taking the gospel wakichukua injili ya uhaki and holiness na utakatifu and the coming of the messiah na kukuja kwa mesia sanctification na utakaso he says verse 50 anasema mstari wa 50 first corinthians chapter 15:50 to 56 wa korinto wa kwanza mlango wa 15 mstari wa 50 hadi 56 and he says naye asema i declare to you brothers ndugu zangu nisemalo ni hili that flesh and blood cannot inherit the glorious golden kingdom of god nyama na damu haviwezi kuridhi ufalme wa mungu wa utukufu nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable wala kuharibika kuridhi kutoharibika listen i tell you a mystery sikilizeni nawaambia siri we will all not sleep but we will all be changed sote hatutalala lakini sote tutabadilishwa in a flash in the twinkling of an eye ghafla kufumba na kufumbua jicho at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound parapanda ya mwisho itakapolia then for the, for the trumpet will sound kwa maana parapanda italia the dead will be raised imperishable waliokufa watafufuka wasiokufa and we will be changed sote tutabadnasi tutabadilishwa the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable kwa 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 maana kutoharibika read 54 just read 54 kwa hiyo mwili huu wa kuharibika utakapovaa kutoharibika and the motto with immortality nao huu mwili wa kufa utakapovaa kutokufa then the saying that is written comes true ndipo lile neno laandikwa litakapotimia death mauti has been swallowed up in victory imemezwa kwa kushinda so he say kwa hivyo anasema that, that is the scripture kwamba hilo ndilo andiko that sets the framework ambalo lina weka muundo for sanctification kwa ajili ya utakaso all the other scriptures gravitate around this scripture kwamba maandiko mengine yote inazungukia andiko hili and he say anasema that this scripture spells out the following kwamba maandiko hili linaibua yafuatayo about sanctification kuhusiana na utakaso he says anasema that after the fall kwamba baada ya mwanguko the unsanctified state ile hali ya kutotakaswa and then he says that the purpose of the gospel kwamba kusudi la injili the purpose of the messiah kusudi la mesia coming to you kuja kwenu into your heart salvation katika mioyo yenu wokovu of his grace kwamba kusudi la neema yake is to come to you ni kuja kwenu and search you na kuwachunguza search you out na kukuchunguza and inspect you na kukuchunguza and search you thoroughly na kukuchunguza zaidi and if he finds anything that spoils na anything that is perishable na ikiwa atapata kwamba kuna kitu ambacho ni cha kuharibika remove it anakiondoa and replace it with imperishability na kukibadilisha na kutoharibika And he saying naye anasema he has a target ako na lengo the gospel has an object has an objective injili iko na lengo and he says naye anasema he continues working anaendelea kufanya kazi in your heart katika moyo wako but if he will meet anything that dies 
dies dies is dead lakini ikiwa atapatana na chochote ambacho ni cha kufa kimekufa moto ni cha kufa again tena it out atakiondoa and replace it with immortality na kukibadilisha na kutokufa and then he says alafu anasema i am still working bado ninafanya kazi the gospel is working injili inafanya kazi in other words kwa maneno mengine in the united states you say i am still work in progress katika majimbo ya progress kazi ambayo inaendelea And then he says, Alafu anasema, you continue feeding on the gospel. Unaenda kukula ile injili. Unaendelea. You continue you continue feeding on the gospel. Unaendelea kula ile injili. And when he finds anything that is corruption, na akipata chochote ambacho ni ufisadi, inside you, ndani mwako, you catch it. Anakichika. Anaki and hold it well. Na kukishika vyema. And uproot it from its root. Na kuingoa kutoka katika mizizi yake. Throw it into the fire na kukitupa motoni and establish na kuimarisha incorruptibility kuto, in you ndani yako anasema the formation of those pillars ule muundo wa hizo nguzo the imperishability pillar zile nguzo za kutoharibika the immortality pillar zile nguzo za kutokufa the incorruptibility pillar three of them zile nguzo za kutofisadishwa tatu yazo they are built with eternal material itano zimejengwa na vitu vya milele milele look at this now tazama hii sasa he says anasema then you launch your salvation on those pillars basi unazindua wokovu wako katika nguzo hizo then he says kisha asema that now kwamba sasa death mauti has been swallowed up in victory imemezwa katika ushindi meaning kumaanisha sin dhambi has been defeated imeshindwa the wages of sin is death kwa sababu mshahara wa dhambi ni mauti and then he says alafu asema now sasa behold tazama you can inherit the glorious eternal kingdom of god unaweza ukaridhi ufalme wa utukufu wa milele wa mungu i told you sanctification has a target niliwaambia utakaso uko na lengo your ultimate entry into heaven kuingia kwako hatimaye katika mbingu are we together je tuko pamoja allow me just read one more only one and then we now start the message mniruhusu tu nisome nyingine moja alafu tutaanza ujumbe Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Timotheo wa pili. Chapter 2 19 and 20, right? Mlango wa pili 19 na 20. On sanctification. The framework of sanctification. Kuhusiana na utakaso, muundo wa utakaso. Second Timothy. Timotheo wa pili. Chapter 2. Mlango wa pili. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Timotheo wa pili. Chapter 2. Mlango wa pili. Mustari wa 19 na 20. na 20. Anasema Okay, I begin 19. Naanza 19. Nevertheless, hata hivyo, God's solid foundation stands firm. 
msingi wa Mungu ulio madhubuti umesimama sealed with the inscription that says ukiwa na muhuri wenye maandishi haya the lord knows those who are his bwana anawajua walio wake and everyone that confesses the name of the lord tena kila alitajaye jina la bwana Turn away from sin. Lazima awache uovu. Turn away from evil. Lazima ageuke kutoka kwa uovu. Turn away from wickedness. Lazima aondoke kwa udhalimu. And he goes on to say verse 20. Na anaendelea kusema mstari wa 20. Of 2 Timothy chapter 2. ya pili mlango wa pili. But in a large house. Kwamba katika nyumba kubwa. There are articles not only of gold. Kwamba kuna vyombo vya dhahabu. Na fedha tu but also of wood and clay bali pia vimo vyombo vya miti na vya udongo some are for noble purposes vingine vya matumizi maalum while others are for ignoble purposes na vingine vya matumizi ya kawaida then he says akisha asema if a man cleanses himself from the latter ignoble basi ikiwa mtu amejitakasa na kujitenga na atakuwa chombo maalum made holy kilichofanywa kitakatifu and used to the master na kinachotumiwa na prepared for doing good work kinachomfahamu mwenye nyumba kimeandaliwa tayari kwa kila kazi njema mechanism that is the process of sanctification and the purpose hatua ya utakaso na kusudi that when you go through sanctification kwamba unapopitia utakaso a solid foundation is established ule msingi thabiti umeimarishwa with an inscription ukiwa na maandishi that you have quit sin kwamba umeachana na dhambi you have left sin umeachana na dhambi You've said bye bye to sin. Umesema kwa heri kwa dhambi. And so when he says such a thing, Then you can easily tell that he is already tagging in the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit in sanctification. Because I said in the present day life you are facing a lot of assaults, assaults, assaults. Nilisema katika nyanja ya sasa hivi unapitia mapigo mengi assault from the world mashambulizi kutoka kwa ulimwengu and he's saying naye anasema therefore you will need the holy spirit hivyo basi utamhitaji roho mtakatifu sensitize you akaweze kukushawishi and help you na kukusaidia now sasa i want to finally begin ninataka hatimaye nianze the structure the frame the blueprint of sanctification in the bible muundo muundo wa utakaso katika biblia how did the lord set it up in the bible bwana aliwekaje katika biblia so that he may execute it ili kwamba akaitekeleze and that it may achieve its purpose na kwamba ikatimize lengo lake hallelujah hallelujah and so right now naipo basi sasa hivi I want us to go straight to the book of Genesis chapter 3. Nataka tuende moja kwa moja katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa tatu. At the place where was the fall, where the fall took place. Mahali ambapo mwanguko ulifanyika. And you are going to find out. Na utaenda kugundua that, that is the exact spot. Kwamba hapo ndipo pahali haswa. At which the Lord God himself. Ambapo Bwana Mungu mwenyewe set up 
aliweka and designed na kuweka mundo the process ule muundo wote hadi yote sanctification to the end ya utakaso hadi mwisho how we together je tuko pamoja so genesis chapter 3 mwanzo mlango wa 3 hallelujah hallelujah genesis 3 mwanzo 3 Genesis chapter 3 Mwanzo mlango wake wa 3 I am reading Ninasoma I'm reading verse 15 Ninasoma mstari wa 15 of Genesis chapter 3 wa mwanzo mlango wa 3 How the Lord designed jinsi ambavyo Bwana aliweka and set up na kuanzilisha the sanctification of the church utakaso wa kanisa He says Anasema and I will put enmity nami nitaweka uadui between you and the woman kati yako na huyo mwanamke and between your offspring and hers na kati ya uzao wako na wake he will crush your head huo atakuponda kichwa and you will strike his heel nawe utamgonga kisigino and the lord is saying na ye bwana anasema that at that scripture there genesis 3:15 kwamba katika ile andiko pale mwanzo is the complete spectrum the complete length of sanctification ni ule urefu mzima wa hatua ya utakaso ai He saying that at that scripture kwamba katika lile hilo handiko where he saying mali ambapo anasema i will put enmity nitaweka uadui between you the woman and the serpent kati yako mwanamke na joka you the serpent and the woman wewe nyoka na mwanamke because there was an alliance kwa sababu kulikuwa na muungano a friendship kulikuwa na urafiki so it makes sense kwa hivyo inaleta that when he is coming to sanctify kwamba anapokuja kutakasa set apart from sin kutenga kutoka kwa dhambi look now tazama sasa kuwatenganisha kuweka uadui and he saying naye anasema inside that scripture ndani ya hilo andiko as you are going to see shortly the entire process atua yote of sanctification ya utakaso and then alafu also the final defeat of satan when you are entering heaven and coming back to rule with jesus kushindwa kwa mwisho kwa shetani wakati ambapo mnaingia mbinguni na kurudi na yeye ili kutawala in that scripture katika hilo andiko the lord is very powerful bwana ni mwenye nguvu sana the devil is very weak shetani ni mdhaifu sana sana because already from the fall kwa sababu tayari kuanzia kwa mwanguko this becomes the scripture hili lafanyika kuwa andiko the first scripture andiko la kwanza kabisa that actually promised the savior ambalo asua lilimwahidi mwokozi promised the savior liliahidi mwokozi that the savior would come kwamba mwokozi atakuja the sanctifier anayetakasa hallelujah hallelujah he promised aliahidi so this is now your first scripture in the bible right from the beginning so you are going to see that the entire bible and tonight we have a journey 
basi hili ndilo andiko la kwanza katika Biblia na katika kwa hivyo katika Biblia yote na usiku wa leo tuko na safari we have the journey inside scripture tuko na safari ndani ya maandiko all the way to the book of revelation kote kote hadi katika kitabu cha ufunuo and he saying naye anasema already after the fall he promised a savior Ta- a sanctifier tayari baada mwanguko aliahidi mwokozi anayetakasa Then he said, Kisha anasema, he also mentioned many things I'm going to open up here tonight. Kisha akataja mambo mengi ambayo nitakwenda kuyataja leo hii. The striking of the heel by the serpent. Kule kwa kisigino na nyoka. And the crushing of the head of the serpent. Na kuponda ponda kichwa cha nyoka. And you know the crushing of the head is a fatal blow, right? Na unajua kwamba kule kuponda ponda kichwa ni kichwa ni pigo la kufisha. It's a fatal blow. Ni pigo la kufisha. That means hiyo inamaanisha. He is already talking about the final defeat of Satan Revelation chapter 20 down there. Tayari anazungumzia kuhusu kushindwa kwa shetani katika ufunuo 20 pale chini. Right from the word go. Tangia tu pale mwanzoni. Very mighty blessed people. Kubwa sana watu wabarikiwa. And he says, naye anasema, that this is now your prophecy, the prophecy that promised the savior. Kwamba sasa huu ni unabii wako, unabii ambao uliahidi mwokozi. Can we look at the realization profile? Je, tunaweza kutazamia kwamba ule uhalisia wake. The realization profile. Ule uhalisia wake. How it began let me tell you one thing Hebu niwaambie kitu kimoja Immediately the Lord did this Papo hapo bana alipofanya hivi In Genesis 3:15 Katika mwanzo 3:15 Then everything else that followed in the Bible Kila kitu kingine kilichofuatilia katika Biblia became a cascade series of several oracles and promises and several fulfillments that have promises also about the savior they point at one single principle called Christ Jesus the Messiah na utimilizo kadhaa ambayo pia inazungumzia kuhusu mwokozi yote inazungumzia kuhusu Kristo Messiah so can we look at that prophecy and now see the roll out roll out of the realization profile i call it a profile because i put together many scriptures for you je tunaweza angalia ule uzinduzi because i put together many scriptures kwa sababu niliweka maandiko mengi kwa ajili yenu. Luke chapter 1 blessed people. Luka mlango wa kwanza watu wabarikiwa. But before we go there can you just focus on me for a little moment? Lakini kabla tuende a little bit. Kidogo tu. We are together. Tuko pamoja? Thank you, thank you. Asante, asante. He says this. Anasema hivi. He says. Anasema that in the garden kwamba katika bustani Adam and Eve Adamu na Hawa before the fall kabla ya mwanguko they were in a sanctified state sanctified walikuwa katika hali iliyotakaswa takaswa 
totally sanctified obedient to God righteous and holy wametakaswa kikamilifu watiifu kwa Mungu na watakatifu na wenye haki then he says kisha anasema there was the fall kulikuwa na mwanguko then that became basi hiyo ikafanyika the unsanctified state hali ya kutotakaswa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then there is another phase now when the redeemer the prophecy is fulfilled comes to re-sanctify restore. Alafu kuna ile sehemu nyingine wakati ambapo mkombozi anakuja kurejesha kutakasa. Just focus. sometimes I like when you focus on me and then I flow. Wakati mwingine napenda mnaponilenga kisha natiririka. Thank you for coming from Uganda. God bless you very much. Asante kwa kuja kutoka Uganda. Mungu akubariki sana. Thank you so much. Asante I appreciate sana. It. I honor you very much. Ninakuheshimu sana. So he says, kwa hivyo anasema that in the sanctified state, kwamba katika hali ya kutakaswa Adam and Eve, Adamu na Hawa were walking with God. Walikuwa wanatembea na Mungu. Because if you read Genesis 3:8 it says. Kwa sababu ukisoma mwanzo 3:8 yasema. Look at what it says. Tazama vile inavyosema. It says here. Anasema hapa 3:8 says. 3:8 anasema. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden ndipo yule mwanamume na mkewe waliposikia sauti ya bwana Mungu alipokuwa akitembea bustanini wakati wa utulivu wa jioni just focus on me a little bit please hebu mnilenge kidogo second floor ili niweze kutiririka he says anasema sanctified state before the fall hali ya utakaso kabla ya mwanguko they are righteous ni wenye haki they are obedient they are holy ni watiifu ni watakatifu they are walking with god in the cool of the day wanatembea na mungu wakati wa utulivu wa jioni and he says naye anasema when they fall to sin walipoanguka kwa dhambi disobedience kutotii thank you for focusing on me so we can communicate they fall to sin walianguka kwa dhambi they enter the unsanctified state wakaingia katika hali ya kutotakaswa but look at this now lakini tazama hii sasa adam where are you adamu uko wapi they heard him and ran away walimsikia na wakatoroka just focus keep focusing munilenge tu muendelee kunilenga meaning kumaanisha anasema the sanctified state hali iliyo ambayo umetakaswa adam and eve mankind is walking with god adamu na hawa mwanadamu anatembea na mungu sanctified ametakaswa he falls to sin anaingia kwa dhambi anaanguka kwa dhambi there is somebody he falls to sin anaanguka kwa dhambi the unsanctified state hali ya kutotakaswa look at this now tazama hii sasa genesis 324 mwanzo 324 look what happens to him tazama kinachomtendekea 
Anasema after he drove the men out and placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way the sea of life to shut them out baada ya kumfukuzia mbali Adamu Mungu akaweka makerubi mashariki ya bustani ya Edeni pamoja na upanga wa moto ukimulika huku na huko kulinda njia ya kuendea muti wa uzima follow me on this munifuate katika hii he saying anasema before the fall kabla ya mwanguko man mwanadamu is mankind mwanadamu is sanctified ametakaswa but if you check the characteristic lakini ukichunguza tabia of that sanctified state yeyo hali ya kutakaswa look tazama side by side kando na kando walking with God anatembea na Mungu and then alafu he falls to sin anaanguka kwa dhambi the unsanctified state hali ya kutotakaswa if you check that state of unsanctified ukichunguza hiyo hali ya kutotakaswa it is characterized iko na tabia ya by Adam Adam where are you na Adamu Adamu uko wapi sin has separated men from God dhambi imemtenganisha mwanadamu kutoka kwa Mungu Remember Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani Je mnakumbuka Eloi Eloi lama sabakidhani Eli 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 Why have you abandoned me Ni kwa nini umeniacha Even the Messiah that has never ever separated from God Hata Mesia ambaye kamwe hajawahi kutenganishwa na Mungu The moment he bore your sin Siku wakati ambapo alibeba dhambi yako Then he was separated from God unsanctified Basi alitenganishwa na Mungu katika hali ya unsanctified for you Akafanyika kutotakasika kwa ajili yako So he said Kwa hivyo ana sema the sanctification of the church kwamba utakaso wa kanisa therefore can be defined hivyo basi naweza kuelezewa man walking with god man walking with god mtaamu anatembea na mungu maana sanctified basi umetakaswa oh yes ndio so now you have god with you kwa hivyo sasa uko na mungu pamoja characteristic of bread there hiyo ndio tabia ambayo nimeisoma pale That is the characteristic. Because he is saying when he is fully sanctified, he is walking with God. You can see very clearly that this one is characterized by walking with God, even Enoch walking with God. Wawazi kabisa kwamba hii inaelezewa na kutembea na Mungu. Walking with God. Everybody can see. But he saying the unsanctified state when they fall. You just check, let me study what is the characterization. What is the characteristic? Adam, where are you? Adam uko wapi? They are running away and hiding. Wanatoroka na kujificha. No longer with God anymore. Hawako na Mungu tena. That means. Hiyo yamaanisha. Wow. Wow. You need God. Unamhitaji Mungu. Ili ukatakaswe. And that's why. I now want to read the fulfill the realization profiles because there are many scriptures put together. The profile of the fulfillment. Of this beautiful prophecy that gave us hope in the midst of darkness. But this is powerful. Lakini 
because I've already hinted unto you I have told you that within that prophecy the trigger, the ignition that ignites everything within that prophecy he begins and he goes all the way to where Jesus crushes the head of Satan and throws him into the lake of fire so everything is finished there everything is finished there everything is there everything was finished there so there is no reason for sin Kila kitu kimemalizika no. everything has been finished hapa tena even here the devil touched me again and again oh, and then here he touched me again no it is finished it is over God is so powerful so can you sit down so we look at the profile Luke chapter 1 now so again can we read for a moment before we go to Luke let me open for you because it's a word conference it's a word, word. it's a conference that's looking at the word the word is being given and people are writing and they are reading it together in the broad sunny summer day in the, mid, in the middle of a working day how will the world know that this nation has been visited with a historic revival if they don't meet here today at this time in the middle of a working day a Friday working day wow so let me read scripture can I go ahead and read scripture hallelujah because now he's saying that the presence of God you almost begin to understand why the Lord Jesus came and you started receiving him are we together <laughs> I tell you and you started receiving him hallelujah hallelujah the, the book of let us let us look at the unfallen the sanctified state first a few scriptures and then we go to the fulfillment profiles right are we together Genesis chapter 1 the unfallen state the sanctified state this is a beautiful gospel already pointing at the cross we are headed there to Calvary on Mount Calvary because with what we are doing today then you can inherit this glorious eternal kingdom of glory and in that city at the gates all the tears will remain there no more mourning because I know some of you are used to crying in the morning or something loud 
you can't it's finished no more sorrows no more cancer no more diabetes no unemployment no depression Hakuna masumbufu na mateso no depravity lack hakuna ukosaji no abandonment no abandonment hakuna kuachwa so let us prepare them kwa hivyo uacheni tujiandae basi kupitia hatua hii sivyo kwa hivyo tunaweza endelea let us look at the state When Adam and Eve, mankind the church is still fully sanctified. Hebu tuone hali ambapo mwanadamu ametakaswa kikamilifu. Kanisa bado limetakaswa. Kanisa bado limetakaswa. Lijaanguka. Halijaanguka. The point where man had not yet fallen. Mahali ambapo mwanadamu hajaanguka. That's where I want us to begin from today. Hapo ndipo nataka kuanzia leo hii. Blessed people, watu wabarikiwa. And he says Naye anasema that the sanctified state is characterized by the following number one. kwamba hali ya utakaso ina tabia zifuatazo nambari moja. Genesis chapter 1:26 and 27 Mwanzo 1:26 Anasema Then God said Ndipo Mungu akasema Let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness Tumfanye mtu kwa mfano wetu na kwa sura yetu And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air wakata wale juu ya samaki wa baharini na ndege bangani and over the livestock over all the earth juu ya mifugo juu ya dunia yote and over all the creatures that move along the ground na juu ya viumbe vyote watambao juu ya nchi so god created man in his own image kwa hiyo mungu alimuumba mtu kwa mfano wake mwenyewe and in the image of god he created him kwa mfano wa mungu alimuumba male and female created he mwanaume na mwanamke aliwaumba very powerful ya nguvu sana sana he say that is the form before the fall anasema huo ndio hilo ndilo umbo kabla ya mwanguko sanctified obedient righteous holy ametakaswa mtiifu mwenye haki mtakatifu that mankind lakini mwanadamu is now in the image and likeness of god ako katika umbo na sura ya Mungu fully sanctified ametakaswa akimtii Mungu loving God serving God akimpenda Mungu akimtumikia Mungu he has not fallen hajaanguka a beautiful state hali ya kupendeza so you can see that god created his creation perfectly kwa hivyo unaweza kuona kwamba mungu aliumba wake kikamilifu bila ya makosa kikamilifu And also you can see number two. Na pia unaweza kuona nambari mbili. That if the Lord can create man Kwam, in his own image. Kwamba ikiwa Mungu anaweza kumumba mwanadamu katika umbo lake mwenyewe. And devolve power devolution. Na, devolve power. Na kupeana mamlaka. Delegate some power, surrender some power to him to rule over the seas, the creatures, the everything. Kisha anapeana baadhi ya mamlaka kutawala viumbe katika bahari na kila kitu. Mankind image of God. Mwanadamu katika umbo la Mungu. 
Look at this now. Tazama hii sasa. He is now in the image and likeness of God. Sasa yuko katika umbo na sura ya Mungu. And God has created the universe, the earth, mankind. Na ye Bwana ameumba dunia na ulimwengu kwa ajili ya mwanadamu. And then, alafu, he gives man even power to rule. Anampatia mwanadamu hata nguvu na mamlaka ya kutawala. That can tell you. Hiyo inaweza ikakwambia right away. Moja kwa moja. That the Lord invested in man. Kwamba Bwana aliyekeza katika mwanadamu. This is what he invested. Hiki ndicho alichowekeza. He created man. Alimuomba mwanadamu the earth and the universe. Dunia na ulimwengu and he placed men at the very center of that creation. Na akamweka mwanadamu katikati ya huo umbaji. At the center of that creation. Katikati ya huo umbaji. And so we are going to see very shortly. Ndivyo basi tunaenda kuona kwa muda mfupi ujao. That therefore it's going to be very important. Ndivyo basi inaenda kuwa muhimu zaidi. That if sanctification is defined by functional, functional. Fit for purpose. Fit for worship fit for glorifying kwamba ikiwa utakaso inaenda kuwa inayofaa kwa ajili ya kazi kufaa kwa ajili ya ibada kufaa kwa ajili ya huduma na utumishi functional ya inayofaa kufanya kazi to function for the purpose for which he was created to worship kutenda kazi kwa ajili ya lile jambo aliloumbwa kuabudu that means hiyo yamaanisha if he ikiwa atanguka he becomes dysfunctional anakosa kuwa na utendakazi and because he's sitting at the center of god's creation so much investment na kwa sababu ameketi katikati katika umbaji wa mungu kwa kazi nyingi sana kwa kazi nyingi sana so much investment uwekezaji mwingi sana then the dysfunction of man is going to make all the creation of god dysfunctional kutofanya kazi kwa mwanadamu inaenda kusababisha viumbe vingine vyote kutofanya kazi they will go down vitaenda chini because man was put at the very center kwa sababu mwanadamu aliweka katika shina la kati but he is now in the right state of mind lakini, in the right state of the heart lakini sasa yuko katika hali inayofaa ya mawazo hali inayofaa ya moyo and then look at genesis chapter 131 alafu tazama mwanzo moja 31 the universe when he created the universe ulimwengu alipoumba ulimwengu and he says the following na akasema yafuatayo in 31 genesis 1 katika 31 moja mwanzo moja and then he says Isha anasema once i get it i read it he says god saw that all he had made God, just a moment god saw all he had made and it was very good mungu akatazama vyote alivyoviumba na tazama ilikuwa vizuri sana and there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day ikawa jioni ikawa asubuhi siku ya sita are we together with me here je tuko pamoja mko pamoja nami hapa what is the lord saying here bwana anasema nini hapa he saying anasema that he created kwamba aliumba he created aliumba created man perfectly alimuumba mwanadamu kikamilifu in the image and likeness of god katika umbo na mfano wa mungu and he put 
him at the very center of all his creation na akamweka katika shina la kati la umbaji wake wote to the extent kwa kiwango that even when men fell kwamba hata wakati mwanadamu alipoanguka and the redeemer needed to come na, to redeem na mkombozi alihitaji kuja na kukomboa he had to come in the image of man ilipidi aje katika umbo la mwanadamu to restore the church and the universe kulejesha kanisa na ulimwengu Hivyo ndivyo alivyojenga katika mundo. So, basi we are seeing this phase, this part tuna not ona, yet fallen. Tuna is fully sanctified. Tunaona hii sehemu ambayo haijaanguka, imetakaswa kikamilifu. He is still fully sanctified. Bado ametakaswa kikamilifu. And we are seeing that it is characterized by the following. Na tunaona kwamba iko na tabia zifuatazo. In the image and likeness of God number one. Katika mfano na sura ya Mungu nambari moja. Mankind. Huyo ni mwanadamu. And then he says. Alafu anasema. As for the universe. Kwa ulimwengu. After he created everything. Baada ya kuumba kila kitu. It is as though the Lord sat back. He sat back. Nikana You know the way you do something and then you sit back and, and reflect on it. Unaona vile ambavyo unaweza fanya jambo na reflection. Na kuanza kurejelea jambo hilo. And test it. Na kulijaribu. And manufacturer. Na yule ambaye mtengenezaji bidhaa after manufacturing he has to test it he has ba- to sit back and now reflect is it performing the purpose for which it's created baada ya kutengeneza bidhaa lazima achunguze na ajaribu kuona kama inafanya jambo ambalo kwalo aliitengeza because kwa sababu it can fail inaweza ikakosa But I think the Lord would not be that kind everything he does is according to his intent kwamba kila kitu anachokifanya ni kulingana na kusudi lake. Lakini anasema that when he had created evening and morning, night and day, kwamba alipoumba jioni na asubuhi, usiku na mchana, man is already in the perfect image of God. Mwanadamu tayari yuko katika umbo na mfano mkamilifu wa Mungu. And the likeness of God. Na katika mfano wa Mungu. He took the rib he created a suitable helper akachukua ubavu akatengeza yule msaidizi anayefaa so everything was set kwa hivyo kila kitu kilikuwa tayari and the lord went to test to test his creation na ye bwana alitaka kujaribu ule umbaji wake to check is it fit for the purpose na kuchunguza je inafaa kwa ajili ya kusudi of glorifying god la kumtukuza mungu is this creation fit je umbaji unafaa the sun the moon the sun is it able to Chua. clap Mwe, to, 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 is it uh, to Mwe. check things jeli can worship god na kuona kama vinaweza kumwabudu mungu and he say naye anasema when god was looking through testing is god quality check wakati ambapo Mungu alikuwa akichunguza inaitwa uchunguzi wa udhamana because Michael and the rest they say one, two, three, praise the lord testing praise the lord testing you have to test it kwa sababu Michael na wenzake wanafanya moja mbili tatu kuchunguza kuchunguza hapana nimesema praise the lord ndani yake hapo 
So praise the Lord testing. So now listen. So he's saying that when he was in that state, he was examining the following. Number one, is man happy? Is he going to be happy? Katika hali hiyo alikuwa anachunguza je mwanadamu anafuraha je atakwenda kuwa na furaha Is he going to be happy je atakwenda kuwa na furaha And number two, does he have the right food je nambari mbili, ako na chakula kinachofaa The voice is he able to praise to worship to to sing to God is he having the good voice the right voice Yatatu sauti je anaweza kumwimbia bwana ana sauti ya glorify God je anaweza kumtukuza Mungu and he tested many things how about the helper is she a suitable helper akachunguza vitu vingi na je msaidizi je ni msaidizi ambaye anafaa does she have the right food also the je, suitable helper ako na chakula kinachofaa pia is she going to be happy Je, ataenda kufurahia? How about the animals? Na je, kuhusu wanyama? Are his animals going to be comfortable? Comfortable. Are they going to have enough food, the right food? Je, wanyama watakwenda kustareheka, wataenda kuwa na chakula kinachofaa na cha kutosha. The right food. Chakula kinachofaa. If they need protein, you say lucan, whatever it is. Are you having those things around so the animals can also be happy and comfortable and grow to support him? kama wanahitaji protein nasema luzani hours tell me are these daylight hours enough for him to do his things Mambo. and rest and then also to glorify and all that masaa je masaa haya ya mchana yanafaa kwake yeye kuweza kufanya shughuli zake na kumwa na kumwabudu and he tested all these things and he found that everything was perfect na akachunguza vitu hivi vyote na akagundua kwamba kila kitu kilikuwa kizuri kamilifu there is no excuse for going into sin hakuna sababu ya kwenda katika dhambi everything was perfect alisema kila kitu kilikuwa kikamilifu there was no need to say let me eat from this tree to gain wisdom wisdom you don't get through the back door he says behold it is the fear of god that is wisdom so you don't get wisdom through the disobedience of god how so, the lord tested these things bwana alichunguza vitu hivi haupati hekima kupitia mlango wa nyuma anasema kumcha bwana ndio mwanzo wa hekima Hallelujah hallelujah and so he tested everything Na hivyo basi akachunguza kila kitu And everything was perfect Na kila kitu kilikuwa kikamilifu And the image of God was in him Na umbo la Mungu lilikuwa ndani mwake The way they intended Jinsi alivyokusudia The image of God was in him Mfano wa Mungu ulikuwa ndani mwake He was excellent Alikuwa bora zaidi He had everything he needed Alikuwa kila alikuwa na kila kitu alichohitaji They looked at him Wakamtazama He had suitable food Alikuwa na chakula kinachofaa katika bustani and remember i drew in genesis 5 nakumbuka kwamba nilileta mwanzo 5 verse 21 all the way to 24 we are not reading mstari wa 21 hadi 24 hatusomi 
How Enoch also walked with God. Jinsi ambavyo Enoch pia alitembea na Mungu. Totally sanctified. Akiwa ametakasika kikamilifu. Separated from the moral decay of this world. Ametengwa na muozo wa tabia wa ulimwengu huu. Then he entered. Kisha akaingia. How about the fallen state? Na je, katika hali ya mwanguko? Genesis chapter 2 blessed people Mwanzo mbili watu wabarikiwa We need to move a little faster Tunahitaji kusonga kwa haraka kidogo zaidi Haleluya He says Anasema Genesis 2 Mwanzo mbili Verses 16 17 says wa 16 na 17 asema And the Lord God commanded man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat of it you will surely die Bana Mungu akamwambia huyo mtu akamwambia Uko huru kula matunda ya mti wowote katika bustani lakini kamwe usile matunda ya mti wa ujuzi wa mema na mabaya kwa maana siku utakapokula matunda yake hakika utakufa and genesis 3 another part characterizing the fallen state the unsanctified state na mwanzo tatu sehemu nyingine ambayo inaelezea hali ya mwanguko hali ya kutotakasika i'm just choosing here and there ninachagua tu hapa na pale for example verse 7 kwa mfano mstari wake wa 7 then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked so they sewed fig leaves together and made covering for themselves ndipo macho ya wote wawili yakafumbuliwa wakajiona kwamba walikuwa uchi hivyo wakashona majani ya mtini wakajifunika so this fallen state kwa hivyo hali hii ya mwanguko thank you for bringing water all the way asante kwa kuleta maji all the way kutoka kote kote come just come with it please we don't have time mheshimiwa is here and dr kaspoi professor kaspoi the two of them mheshimiwa and then professor kaspoi the honorable mheshimiwa my son is here Okay. <laughs> Mushimwe is one of oh, their two but the active one <laughs> you see that. So now listen to this now. Sikiliza hii sasa. So the fallen state. Kwa hivyo hali ya mwanguko. The warning is given. Onyo limepeanwa. The disobeying of the warning. Kutotii onyo. And is characterized by separation from God. Na iko na ile hatua ya kutengwa kutoka kwa Mungu. And you see also uh the the book of um in the fallen state we can read Matthew chapter 7 for example katika, verse 21 katika hali ya mwanguko tunaweza soma Mathayo 7:21 kwa mfano to illustrate the fallen state kuelezea hali ya mwanguko haleluya haleluya Matthew chapter 7 Mathayo mlango wa 7 real quick kwa haraka kabisa we are home tuko nyumbani <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. East or west home is best, right? Mashariki ama magharibi nyumbani ni bora zaidi, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 blessed people. Mathayo 7 watu wabarikiwa. Verse 21 I'm reading. Mstari wa 21 ninasoma. We are looking at now the fallen state. Tunaangalia ile hali ya mwanguko. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
si kila mtu aniambiaye bwana bwana atakayeingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven bali yeye atendaye mapenzi ya baba yangu aliye mbinguni bali yeye tu thank you so so only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven bali yeye tu afanyaye mapenzi ya baba yangu aliye mbinguni Many will say to me on that day, Lord Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Wengi wataniambia siku ile, Bana Bana, hatukutoa unabii kwa jina lako, na kwa jina lako kutoa pepo wachafu na kufanya miujiza mingi. Then I'll plainly them I never knew you away from me you evildoers ndipo nitakapomwambia wazi siku and then the last stage when now the Christ do you remember the prophecy the prophecy we just read did somebody hear the prophecy alafu ile Genesis 15 right ule unabii ambao tuliusoma je mtu alisikia unabii mwanzo 3:15 what did that prophecy say that prophecy said the seed the seed of the woman Right? Is that not true? Are we together? Even abroad? Because remember we already said that everything about the bible is about the messiah and the mission of the messiah and center in that mission central was sanctification and that's why i said the sanctifier yule anayetakasa mtakasaji the first prophecy that prophesied him promised him U- to come to sanctify ule unabi- wa kwanza uliomwaahidi kwamba atakuja kutakasa genesis 3:15 mwanzo 3:15 atakuwa atakuwa mbegu ya mwanamke hey that is powerful right because he has to come in the image of man because the human being was put at the center of creation right so we are looking at the seed of the woman right and then he says anasema isaiah chapter 7 isaiah mlango wa 7 verse 14 mustari wa 14 Isaiah 7:14. Isaiah 7:14. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. Says, "Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us again." Kwa hiyo Bwana mwenyewe atapata atawapa ishara bikira atachukua mimba naye atamzaa mwana naye ataitwa Immanuel Mungu pamoja nasi tena tena 
Because the purpose is to sanctify men, right? Kwa sababu kusudi ni kumtakasa mwanadamu. So we are beginning the profile of the rollout, the realization of that prophecy, right? Tunaanza You see Isaiah also gives the prophecy. Unaona Isaiah pia anatoa unabii about the seed kuhusiana na mbegu of the woman. Ya mwanamke. Are we together? Je, tuko pamoja? Because he said, kwa sababu alisema, the offspring uzao but the other version said the seed lakini hiyo tafsiri nyingine inasema mbegu he would crush ataiponda ponda the head of the serpent right kichwa cha nyoka so now kwa hivyo sasa we are beginning to roll out tunaanza kuzindua and you see now Isaiah makes the prophecy the affirmation he saying he is coming and his name will be Emmanuel na Isaiah anatoa unabii na anasema anakuja na jina lake litakuwa Emmanuel he is the sanctifier yeye ndiye mtakasaji so that man may get to walk with God again and realize sanctification ili kwamba mwanadamu apate kutembea na Mungu tena na akaweze kupata utakaso He goes on to say Anaendelea kusema Jeremiah 31 Jeremiah 31 The profile Maelezo Jeremiah 31 blessed people Jeremiah 31 verse 22 Msari wa 22 He says Anasema Jeremiah 31:22 Jeremiah 31:22 He says, how long will you wonder? Anasema utatangatanga hata lini? Again, how long will you wonder? Utatangatanga hata lini? Oh unfaithful daughter. E binti usie mwaminifu. The Lord who created a new thing on the earth. Bwana ameumba kitu kipya duniani and a woman will surround a man. Mwanamke atamlinda mwanaume. You should read the other versions. Unapaswa kusoma tafsiri zinginezo. Will behold a seed, will behold a man. Atabeba mbegu, atabeba mwanaume. Are we walking together? Je, tunatembea pamoja? I know we are starting to go into the deep, right? Najua tumeanza kuingia katika vilindi, sivyo? That is good, right? Hiyo ni nzuri, sivyo? And then he says the following. Alafu anasema yafuatayo. John chapter 3. Yohana mlango wa 3. Still building on the realization profile of the first prophecy. The first one from Genesis 3:15 going this way, right? Bado kujenga mfululizo kuzingatia ule unabii wa kwanza. Hallelujah. Mwanzo 3:15 Hallelujah Jesus is Lord Yesu ni bwana Genesis uh, John 3:16 Yohana 3:16 Sasa anasema For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life kwa maana jinsi hii Mungu aliupenda ulimwengu hata akamtoa mwanawe wa pekee ila kila mtu amaminie asipotee bali awe na uzima wa milele Luke chapter 132 then i will explain together Luka mlango wa kwanza verse 31 and 32 mstari wa 31 na 32 
Then I'll put them together and explain to you. Kisha nitaziunganisha pamoja na kuwaelezea. The fulfillment profile. Ile mfululizo wa utimizo. Luke chapter 1. Luka 1:31-32. He says the following. Anasema yapatayo. You can start wherever you want. I just started from there, but you could start even 29. He said, "Mary was so greatly troubled at these words, at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be." Maria akafadhaishwa sana na maneno haya, akajiuliza moyoni, "Salamu hii ni ya namna gani?" But the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary." Ndipo malaika akamwambia, "Usiogope Maria. You have found favor with God. Umepata kibali kwa Mungu. In other words, mankind has found favor with God. Kwa maneno mengine mwanadamu amepata kibali na Mungu. You will be with child and give birth to a son. Tazama utachukua mimba nawe utamzaa mtoto mwanamume. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Na utamuita jina lake Yesu. <laughs> and then he says on. Alafu anaendelea kusema, He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Yeye atakuwa mkuu naye ataitwa mwana wa aliyejuu sana. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Bana Mungu atampa kiti chake cha enzi cha Ataimiliki nyumba ya Yakobo milele na ufalme wake hautakwisha hautakuwa na mwisho kamwe From Genesis 3:15 kwa by step kuanzia mwanzo 3:15 hatua kwa hatua Everything encompassed there Kila kitu kimewekwa pale for the deliverance of the church kwa ajili ya ukombozi wa kanisa sanctification of the church utakaso wa kanisa the sanctifier is promised there mtakasaji ameahidiwa pale but now we are running into other prophecies that are rolling out the same lakini sasa tunapitia katika unabii zingine ambazo zinaelezea mambo sawia because he said kwa sababu alisema that that was so potent kwamba hiyo ilikuwa muhimu sana in genesis 3:15 katika mwanzo 3:15 that he rolled out others across the bible kwamba alizindua zinginezo kote kote katika biblia and all of them point at one thing na yote inaelekezea jambo moja they are connected by a string imeunganishwa na kiunganishi the blood the blood the blood the blood That's why we are doing this step by step. That you may understand that the entire agenda of the Bible is about the Christ and the sanctification of the people going to the city of New Jerusalem inside heaven. Kwamba Biblia yote Otherwise why? Otherwise why? What will be the need? You must enter. Lazima muingie. Luke chapter 2. Luke mlango wa pili. 
We are still on this Genesis 3:15. Bado tuko katika hii mwanzo 3:15. Luke chapter 2:4-7. Luka mlango wa pili mstari wa 4 hadi 7. The realization profile of this prophecy. Ule the fulfillment profile. How other prophecies were generated in that line? Mfululizo wa utimizo wa huo unabii, jinsi ambavyo unabii zingine zilijitokeza. Luke chapter 2:47. Luka 2 mstari wa 4 hadi 7. Then he says, kisha asema 4:7. Mstari wa 4 hadi 7. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in the Galilee of Judea. Hivyo Yosefu akapanda kutoka katika mji wa Nazareti ulioko Galilaya kwenda Uyahudi. To Bethlehem the town of David. Mpaka Bethlehem mji wa Daudi. The town of bread. Mji wa mkate because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Kwa sababu ilikuwa katika nyumba ya ya Daudi na ukoo wa Daudi. He went there to register with Mary. Alikwenda huko kujiandikisha pamoja na Maria. Who was pledged to marry him? ambaye alikuwa amemposa and was expecting a child naye alikuwa mjamzito while they were there wakiwa pale the time came for the baby to be born wakati wa maria kujifungua ukawa umetimia and she gave back to her first born son naye akamzaa nawe kifungua mimba her first born a son mzaliwa wake wa kwanza mwana akamfunika nguo and placed him in a manger na kumlaza katika hori because there was no room in the inn katika hori la kulia ngombe kwa sababu hapa kuwa na nafasi katika nyumba ya wageni i'm going to explain together nitaenda kuelezea pamoja hebrews chapter 2 waibrania mlango wa pili verses 9 to 14 mstari wa 9 hadi 14 the fulfillment of that prophecy of genesis 3:15 Kutimilizwa kwa huo unabii wa mwanzo 3:15 Hebrews chapter 2 9:14 Waebrania mlango wa pili mstari wa 9 hadi 14 He says the following Anasema yafuatayo But we see Jesus Lakini tuwaona Yesu Lakini tuwaona Yesu But we see Jesus Lakini tuwaona Yesu Who was made a little lower than the angels Aliyefanywa chini kidogo kuliko malaika But now crowned with glory Sasa akiwa amevikwa taji ya utukufu and honor na heshima Because he suffered death kwa sababu alisaimili mauti So that by the grace of God ili kwamba kwa neema ya Mungu he might taste death for everyone apate kuonja mauti kwa ajili ya kila mtu verse 10 says that wa 10 anasema bringing many sons to glory ili kuwaleta wana wengi katika utukufu it was fitting that it was fitting that god for whom through whom everything exists ili mpendeza mungu kwa ajili yake kwa kupitia yeye kila kitu kilichopo should make the altar of their salvation perfect kumkamilisha kumkamilisha mwanzilishi wa wokovu wao perfect kamilifu through suffering kupitia mateso both the one who makes men holy yeye anayewafanya mwanadamu kuwa mtakatifu and those who are made holy na wale wanaofanywa kuwa watakatifu are the same family 
ni wa jamii moja. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. Hivyo Yesu auni aibu kuwaita ndugu zake. He says, na yeye husema, I'll declare your name to my brothers. Nitalitangaza jina lako kwa ndugu zangu. In the presence of the congregation I'll sing your praises. Mbele ya kusanyiko nitaimba sifa zako. And again he says, Tena anasema, I'll put my trust in him. Nitaweka tumaini langu kwake. And again he says, Tena anasema, Here am I. Niko hapa. The children of God has given me. Mimi pamoja na watoto Mungu alionipa. Watoto ambao Mungu alionipa. Since the children of flesh and blood. Kwa kuwa watoto wana nyama na damu. He to shared in their humanity. Yeye pia alishiriki katika ubinadamu wao. So that by his death ili kwamba kwa kifo chake he might destroy him who holds the power of death apate kumwangamiza huyo mwenye nguvu za mauti that is the devil yani shetani and he says and free those who all their lives were held in, in slavery by their fears of death na kuwaweka huru wale waliokuwa utumwani maisha yao yote kwa sababu ya kuogopa mauti what is he saying anasema nini He's saying that when it came to redemption anasema kwamba ilipofika kwa ukombozi the price of sanctification ile gharama ya utakaso Genesis 3:15 we see the prophecy to come and deliver you Mwanzo 3:15 tunaona unabii wakuja kuwakomboa deliver the church kulikomboa kanisa And then we read other prophecy Isaiah spoke. Alafu tukasoma unabii zinginezo Isaya akanena. The angel came to announce also. Malaika akaja kutangaza pia. But he saying, lakini anasema that the sanctification of the church, kwamba utakaso wa kanisa. The seed of the woman, ile mbegu ya mwanamke, the sanctifier anayetakasa the sanctification of the church utakaso wa kanisa was so critical ulikuwa nyeti zaidi that the lord jesus the king of glory kwamba bwana yesu mfalme wa utukufu the lord of lords bwana wa mabwana having the same glory as the father akiwa na utukufu ule ule kama baba up there in glory he is inside glory kule juu ako ndani ya utukufu ako na utukufu the angels worship him malaika wanamwabudu The angels worship the Messiah. Malaika wanamwabudu Mesia. It was so critical. Ilikuwa nyeti kabisa. That he abandoned the glory. Kwamba aache utukufu. Today you will understand. Leo mtaelewa. The price of salvation. Ile gharama ya wokovu. Abandon the glory with the Father. Aache utukufu pamoja na Baba. And come all the way. Na kuja kote kote. Because
of the church kwa sababu kanisa need to enter linahitaji kuingia need sanctification linahitaji utakaso come all the way kuja kote kote and make himself lower than the angels na kujifanya yeye mwenyewe kuwa mdogo kuliko malaika wa malaika mdogo wa malaika kuliko wa malaika kuliko wa malaika angels please i'm on the english audience please on the camera so amazing ya shangaza abandon the glory be less than the angels that worship him kuachana na utukufu kuwa mdogo kuliko wa malaika ambao wanamwabudu and be like man take the human form na kuwa kama mwanadamu kuchukua umbo la mwanadamu why panini because we saw already kwa sababu tuliona tayari that sanctification kwamba utakaso is you walking with god you with god ni wewe kutembea na Mungu wewe na Mungu but then lakini basi lower than the angels kumdogo kuliko malaika the likeness of man umbo la binadamu follow me on this this is follow me on this munifuate katika hii munifuate now lower than the angels sasa mdogo kuliko malaika now he has come to redeem men redeem men so equalize we call them brothers brothers sasa kuja kuwakomboa wanadamu kutoshanisha na anawaita ndugu now he calls them brothers equal sasa anawaita mdugu he is not ashamed to call them brothers hana aibu ya kuwaita wandugu But there is a problem. Lakini kunayo shida. Because now the execution of that sanctification. Kwa sababu sasa kutekeleza kwa huo utakaso. Even put him lower. Hata kuikamweka chini zaidi. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. Step by step. Hatua kwa hatua. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. That you may understand Kwamba. the center of the mission of the Christ kwamba mpatie kula Kristo na utakaso wenu the mission of the Christ huduma ya Kristo and your sanctification na utakaso wenu that you may never drop it again kwamba usije ukauacha tena he is now equal to man sasa anatoshana na mwanadamu he is lower than the angels yuko chini mdogo kuliko malaika Isaiah 52 Isaiah 52 I'm reading verse 13 Nasoma mstari wake wa 13 See my servant will act wisely Tazama mtumishi wangu atatenda kwa hekima He will be raised and lifted up Atatukuzwa na kuinuliwa juu and highly exalted Na kuukwezwa sana Just as there were many who were appalled at him kama ambavyo walikuweko wengi walioshangazwa naye his appearance uso wake was so disfigured ulikuwa umeharibiwa sana beyond that of any man zaidi ya mtu yote sasa chini zaidi and then he says anaponasema his form umbo lake was damaged beyond human likeness liliharibiwa zaidi ya mfano wa mwanadamu so he sprinkles many nations hivyo atashangaza mataifa mengi and kings will shut their mouths now wafalme watafunga vinyo vyao because of him 
kwa sababu yake what did the lord say bana anasema nini He's saying the prophecy was given. Anasema unabii ulipeanwa and we are rolling out every other profile that mentions towards the realization he is coming to fulfill everything all the way to the end. Na tunazindua nabii zinginezo ambazo zilizinduliwa kutimilizwa hadi mwisho. The king of glory. Mfalme wa utukufu becomes lower than the angels that worship him anakuwa mdogo kuliko malaika ambao wanamwabudu that he may be like you that when he enters there he may not redeem the angels but redeem you kwamba awe kama wewe kwamba atakapoingia pale asiwakomboe malaika lakini akukomboe wewe but then lakini in the process katika hiyo hatua disfigured lower than man akaribiwa akawa chini kuliko mwanadamu the price of sanctification ile hatua ya utakaso gharama ya utakaso the cost ile gharama ya utakaso of sanctification gharama ya utakaso wa ibrania mlango wa 9 the realization profile still stepwise right hebrews chapter 9 says wa ibrania mlango wa 9 asema 9:11 to 15 9:11 hadi 15 Hallelujah Hallelujah Hebrews 9:11 on says Wa Ibrania 9:11 kuendelea asema When Christ came as high priest Kristo alipokuja kama kuhani mkuu of the good things that are already here wa mambo mema ambayo tayari yameshawasili He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle. Alipitia kwenye hema iliyokuwa zaidi na bora zaidi. That is not man made, not made by human hands. Ambayo haikutengenezwa kwa mikono ya binadamu. That is to say, hii ni kusema is not part of this creation ambayo si sehemu ya uumbaji huu he did not enter by means of the blood of goats hakuingia kwa njia ya damu ya mbuzi and calves na ndama but he entered the most holy place lakini aliingia patakatifu papatakatifu once for all mara moja tu by his own blood kwa damu yake mwenyewe having obtained eternal redemption akiisha kupata ukombozi wa milele the blood of gods and bulls damu ya mbuzi na mafahali and ashes of heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean na majivu ya mitamba waliovyonyunyiziwa wale waliokuwa najisi sanctified them so that they were outwardly clean kwa taratibu za kiibada vili watakasa hata kuwaondolea uchafu wa nje how much more then with the blood of christ basi si zaidi sana damu ya kristo Who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God cleanse our consciences from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God ambaye kwa roho wa milele alijitoa nafsi yake kwa Mungu kwa sadaka isiyo na wa kutusafisha dhamiri zetu kutokana na matendo yaletayo mauti ili tupate kumtumikia Mungu aliye hai So blessed people. Kwa hivyo watu wabarikiwa. You see very clearly what I've tried to demonstrate to you now. Unaona waziwazi kabisa kile ambacho unajaribu kuwaashiria kwenu sasa. Is the following. Ni yafuatayo. 
that upon that prophecy being given kwamba katika uo unabii kupeanwa a great expectation consumed the church matarajio makubwa kabisa yanalikumba kanisa the lord used that prophecy to create a big expectation within the human kind bana alitumia huo unabii kuleta matarajio makubwa kabisa katika mwanadamu that the mediator is coming kwamba mpatanishi yuaja that the messiah is coming kwamba mesia anakuja that whoever will receive him kwamba yeyote atakayempokea the sacred blood of jesus would sanctify them back damu takatifu ya yesu itawatakasa na kuwarudisha hallelujah hallelujah step wise hatakwatua lakini how about sin na je kuhusiana na dhambi before the fall kabla ya mwanguko there was already sin on the earth tayari kulikuwa na dhambi katika dunia how about sin na je kuhusiana na dhambi before the fall kabla ya mwanguko there was already sin on the earth tayari kulikuwa na dhambi katika dunia second peter chapter 2 petro wa pili mlango wa pili Second Peter chapter 2 Petro wa pili mlango wa pili mstari wa 4 He says Anasema He says Anasema For if God did not spare angels kwa maana kama Mungu hakusamehe malaika when they sinned walipotenda dhambi but sent them to hell bali aliwatupa kuzimu putting them into gloomy dungeons akawatia katika vifungo vya giza to be held for judgment meaning waiting for that day wakae humo mpaka ije hukumu wakingojea siku hiyo there's already sin on the earth tayari kulikuwa na dhambi katika dunia so the earth also needs sanctification kwa hivyo dunia pia inahitaji utakaso Why? Kwa nini? Because later, kwa sababu baadaye, when time comes to an end, wakati uta, wakati utakapofikia mwisho, there will be a new earth. Kutakuwa na dunia mpya. Even a new heaven. Hata mbingu mpya. But step wise, can we handle one section now? Lakini hatua kwa hatua. Je, tunaweza shughulikia sehemu moja sasa? How about? Na je, kuhusu the trail to victory. Ile na, mondoko wa ushindi that, that prophecy gives genesis 3:15 ambao huo unabii unapeana mwanzo 3:15 the path to victory ile barabara ya kwenda katika ushindi because we said kwa sababu tulisema it already assured victory tayari ni ushindi uliohakikishwa even unto the end hata katika mwisho when the devil will be crushed wakati ambapo shetani atapondwa pondwa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now he said Minanane. He says Anasema That is the rock of the 
by my father in heaven bali na baba yangu aliye mbinguni then verse 18 kisha mstari wa 18 i tell you nami nakwambia that you are peter kwamba wewe ndiwe petro and on this rock na juu ya mwamba huu that is the rock of the decree the, the, the revelation that he is christ the son of the living god right hiyo ni katika huo mwamba wa ilo tangazo huo ufunuo kwamba yeye ni mwana ni kristo mwana wa mungu not peter sio petro i tell you ninakwambia that you are peter kwamba wewe wewe ndiwe petro and on this rock of of acknowledging christ the son of the living god na juu ya mwamba huu wa kumtambua yesu mwana wa mungu aliye hai i will build my church nitalijenga kanisa and the gates of hate na malango ya kuzimu will not overcome it hayataweza kulishinda so now kwa hivyo sasa in that prophecy katika huo unabii already said tayari alisema that the enemy will be crushed kwamba adui atapondwa pondwa finally hatimaye and thrown into the lake of fire na kukutupa katika ziwa la moto the seed of the woman mbegu ya mwanamke the now he says kisha sasa anasema but the messiah the king kwamba messiah mfalme when he comes to sanctify the church anapokuja kulitakasa kanisa coming from highest glory above the higher heavens akitoka katika utukufu wa juu katika mbingu za juu zaidi coming down akishuka chini and went under na kwenda chini and that when he goes under na anapokwenda chini there also he will lock the gates of hell did you understand uko pia atafunga malango ya jehanamu je unaelewa and that's why na hiyo ndio sababu in the next one we are going to look at here katika inayofuata ambayo tutakwenda kuitazama hapa that says inayosema that huyo mwokozi kwamba waliangalia juu zaidi katika mwambingu on the earth katika dunia under the earth chini ya dunia and found nobody na wakumpata yeyote because kwa sababu this is the conquest huyu ndiye mshindi this is the way he conquered death hivi ndivyo alivyoshinda mauti even down there hata pale chini but lakini if you read the scripture ikiwa utasoma andiko hili he is transferring 
the victory to the church anapeleka huo ushindi kwa kanisa he says the church anasema kanisa should now prevail over the hate and death sasa atashinda dhidi ya mauti na kuzimu just the first one genesis ya kwanza tu mwanzo 3:15 And he says, Naye anasema Revelation chapter 20 verse 10. Ufunuo 20 ni mstari wa 10. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. How he is going to crush death finally. Jinsi ambapo atakwenda kushinda kifo hatimaye. Revelation 20 verse 10. Ufunuo 20 ni mstari wake wa 10. He says, Anasema And the devil na shetani who deceived them anaye aliyewadanganya was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur naye ibilisi aliyewadanganya akatupwa katika ziwa la moto na kiberiti where the beast and the false prophet have been thrown walikokuwa wametupwa yule mnyama na yule nabii wa uongo and he say they will be tormented by day and by night forever and ever watateswa humo mchana na usiku milele na milele also revelation 19 pia ufunuo 19 at his coming katika kuja kwake So can I summarize everything for you now? Je, naweza kuweka kwa mkutasari kila kitu kwenu sasa? So now, kwa hivyo sasa, what is the Lord saying? Bana anasema yapi? From the prophecy of Genesis 3:15. Kutoka katika unabii wa mwanzo 3:15. He saying, anasema that when Eve gave birth Cain kwamba wakati hawa was not the seed alipomzaa Kaini hiyo haikuwa mbegu just slowly follow me you'll catch it pole pole tumnifuate mtaishika that when eve kwamba wakati hawa gave birth alipomzaa to Cain alipomzaa Kaini That was not the seed of the woman that crushed the head of the serpent. Hiyo haikuwa mbegu ya mwanamke ambayo inaponda ponda kichwa cha nyoka. Anasema In Genesis 3:21 katika mwanzo 3:21 They are covered with leaves walikuwa wamejifunika kwa matawi walikuwa wamejifunika kwa matawi then is not a lamb kisha akamchinja mwana kondoo i bless you eternally for that is not a lamb ale kamchinja mwana kondoo follow me munifuate Adam and Eve Adamu na Hawa 
have not yet murdered. Hawajaua. They have not slaughtered. Hawakuwa wamechinja. No death has occurred yet. Hakuna kifo ambacho kilikuwa kimefanyika bado. And then, alafu The Lord slaughtered a lamb. Bana akamchinja mwana kondoo. And he was a ram by the way, ram. Na alikuwa mwana kondoo dume. Yeah, a ram. Mwana kondoo dume. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, alafu he covered them. Akawafunika. Step by step. Hatua kwa hatua. And then in the process. Alafu kuna hatua. In that process, katika mchakato huo, he now established the sacrifice of the blood. Sasa akaimarisha dhabihu ya damu. And that's why, na hiyo ndio sababu when you read, unaposoma which we are not reading ambayo hatuisomi Genesis 4 mwanzo 4 when now wakati ambapo sasa Cain and Abel Kaini na Abeli they are approaching God they are appearing before Jehovah wana mwendea Mungu wanajiwasilisha mbele ya Jehovah to offer sacrifice kutoa dhabihu and then alafu one offers cereals moja anatoa nafaka the others take the first bones and slaughters na mwingine anachukua wazaliwa wa kwanza na kuchinja and one is accepted na moja amekubalika and the other rejected na mwingine anakataliwa from that day on kuanzia siku hiyo na kuendelea after genesis 3:15 baada ya mwanzo 3:15 and the roll out na uzinduzi 321 the slaughter of the ram 321 kuchinjwa kwa kondoo dume then the sacrifice of the blood kisha began dhabihu ya damu damu yenyewe aswa ambayo sasa inakuja kuwa takasa nyewe i'm simply looking at the design ninatazama tu muundo how god designed the sanctification of somebody sitting here jinsi ambavyo bwana aliweka muundo wa utakaso wa mtu ambaye ameketi hapa i need to move on nahitaji kuendelea the next inayofuata next prophecy unabii unaofuata he says anasema the sanctifier anayetakasa would be the seed of Abraham atakuwa mbegu ya Abrahamu we have touched on the seed of the woman right tumeguzia kuhusu mbegu ya mwanamke sivyo 
The seed of Abraham. Mbegu ya Abrahamu. Can we look at that now? Je, tunaweza tazama hiyo sasa? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you are going to see? Kile ambacho utaenda kuona. Is a string. Ni uzi. A connection. Kiunganishi. Waiting for the savior. Waiting for the redeemer. Kumngojea mwokozi, kumngojea mkombozi. Connected with blood. Imeunganishwa na damu. And laying prophecy. Na kuweka unabii. Na kuweka kuweka unabii. Na kuweka unabii. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would be the seed of Abraham. You're going to find. Itakuwa mbegu ya Abraham utaenda kuundua. As we start reading. Tunapoanza kusoma. That the life of Abraham. Kwamba maisha ya Abrahamu. Was characterized by sanctification. Ilikuwa na tabia ya utakaso. That God had to separate him out. Kwamba Mungu ilibidi amtenganishe. For this purpose. Kwa ajili ya kusudi hili. God begins to lay promises to Abraham. Mungu anaanza kupeana ahadi kwa Abrahamu. And Abraham, naye Abrahamu lived the entire of his life around the promise of God. The promise of God. The promise of God. Anaishi maisha yake yote katika kuzungukia ahadi za Mungu. Ahadi za Mungu, ahadi za Mungu. Hadi la Mungu, hadi la la Ahadi la Mungu ahadi la Mungu The promise of God Ahadi la Mungu He lives his life anaishi maisha yake in that anticipation katika kutarajia huko But the journey we are going to walk through now Lakini safari ambayo tunaenda kuitembea sasa is going to be even more revealing Inaenda kuwa hata ya ufunuo zaidi And you're saying okay let's do it. You see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. More revealing. Ya kufunua zaidi. Let us begin right away. Hebu tuanze moja kwa moja. From the book of Genesis chapter 12. Kutoka katika kitabu cha mwanzo 12. The sanctifier anayetakasa would be the seed of Abraham. Atakuwa mbegu ya Abrahamu. So that is tricky. Kwa hivyo hiyo ni nyeti. Because we have already said the seed of the woman. Kwa sababu tayari tumesema mbegu ya mwanamke. So that seed might not be Isaac. Kwa hivyo hiyo mbegu huenda ikawa sio Isaaki. Let's be careful. Hebu tumakinike. Can we start? It might not be Isaac. Huenda ikawa sio Isaaki. Because it's connected throughout the Bible. Kwa sababu imeunganishwa kote kote katika Biblia. Amen. Ameunganishwa kote kote katika Biblia. Genesis chapter 12. Can we begin there? Mwanzo 12. Tunaweza anzia hapo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So blessed people. Kwa hivyo watu wabarikiwa. As we start on this one now. Tunapoanza katika hii sasa. You realize that the Lord has run into some mankind has run into some head winds unaona kwamba mwanadamu amepitia katika hali ya 
resistance a bit ule mabishano kidogo because he tried upinzani kidogo kwa sababu alijaribu he tried to put adam alijaribu kumweka adamu on the works works katika kazi do this do fanya this hizi, fanya if you hizi. don't touch this Usi, so it did not work usiguze hii kwa hivyo haikufanya kazi so now kwa hivyo sasa you see the roll out of the covenant of the grace unaona kuzinduliwa kwa agano la neema because the works are not working kwa sababu kazi hazifanyi kazi because remember genesis 2:16-17 kwa sababu kumbuka mwanzo 2:16-17 then they disobeyed kisha wakakosa kutii genesis 3:6 mwanzo 3:6 so now kwa hivyo sasa the seed of abraham mbegu ya abrahamu hallelujah hallelujah i'm reading now ninasoma sasa Genesis 12 Mwanzo 12 verses 1 to 4 for example Mustari wa kwanza hadi wa 4 kwa mfano He says Anasema The Lord has said to Abraham he is not yet Abraham he is still Abraham Bwana akamwambia Abrahamu bado hajakuwa Abrahamu bado anaitwa Abrahamu Leave your country ondoka katika nchi yako your people watu wako and your father's household na nyumba ya baba yako and go to the land i will show you uende mpaka nchi nitakayokuonyesha what is the lord doing bwana anafanya yapi the lord wants to sanctify bwana anataka kutakasa and so na hivyo he wants to have a conversation with Abraham anataka kuwa na mazungumzo na Abrahamu a certain type of conversation aina fulani ya mazungumzo so he has to remove him kwa hivyo inabidi amuondoe from his familiarity kutoka katika uzoefu wake he knows anajua that the type of conversation kwamba aina ya mazungumzo He is going to have with Abraham Abraham anaenda kuwa nayo na Abraham Abrahamu If he is within the family ikiwa ako katika familia public opinion maoni ya watu the family will win wale familia wataanza kupima contestation kutakuwa na mabishano and debate na mjadala That's why the first thing separate out. Ndio sababu jambo la kwanza mtenge. Leave your people. Ondoka kwa watu wenu. Kwa land I will show you. Katika nchi nitakayokuonyesha. Then he says, Kisha anasema, I'll make you into a great nation. Nitakufanya kuwa taifa kubwa and I'll bless you. Nami nitakubariki. How when he has no child? Namna gani wakati ambapo hana mtoto? And he says, Nanasema, I'll make your name great. Nitalikuza jina lako and you will be a blessing. Nawe utakuwa baraka. And I'll bless those who bless you. Nitawabariki wale wanaokubariki and whoever curses you I will curse. Na yeyote akulaanie nitamlaani. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed 
through you na kupitia kwako mataifa yote duniani yatabarikiwa did you understand je ulielewa just a moment did you understand je ulielewa he has no child hana mtoto totally no child hana mtoto kabisa many years sunset years miaka mingi miaka mingi ya uzeni then the lord come kisha bwana anakuja and he says na anasema first of all sanctify separate out kwanza kabisa kutakasika kutengwa because there is something kwa sababu kuna kitu I want something to come out of you. Ninataka kitu kitoke kwako. Hold on a second. Ngoja kidogo. He's saying, anasema, because kwa sababu I want to engage you. Ninataka kuwa na wewe. Kuongea na on a certain type of conversation. Katika aina fulani ya mazungumzo. Which is also strange. Ambayo pia sio ya kawaida. Somebody needs to be sanctified. Mtu anahitaji kutakaswa. And I have chosen you. Na nimekuchagua wewe. Because I want to sanctify. Kwa sababu nataka kutakasa the church. Kanisa. And so, na hivyo, the seed of the woman, mbegu ya mwanamke. And now, na sasa, the seed of Abraham, mbegu ya Abrahamu. Then he says, kisha anasema, in your old age, katika uzeni wako, no child, hakuna mtoto. But then, lakini you will be a great nation. Utakuwa taifa kubwa and you will be a blessing to many nations. Na utakuwa wa baraka kwa mataifa mengi. Can we read and see the rollout? Je, tunaweza kusoma na kuona ule uzinduzi? Step by step I told you. Hatua kwa hatua niliwaambia. The seed of the woman has now become the seed of Abraham. Mbegu ya mwanamke sasa imefanyika mbegu ya Abrahamu. Probably that is not Isaac. Huenda ikawa kwamba huyo sio Isaac. Be careful. Makinikeni. Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. Mwanzo 12 mstari wa 7. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. Probably it's not Isaac. Huenda ikawa sio Isaac. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we move on now? Je, tunaweza kuendelea zaidi sasa? He says. Anasema The Lord appeared to Abraham. Bwana akamtokea Abrahamu and said akamwambia To your offspring I will give this land nitawapa uzao wako inchi hii so he built an altar there unto the lord hivyo hapo abraham akamjengea bwana madhabahu who appeared to him aliyekuwa amemtokea and genesis 13 i will explain everything na mwanzo 13 nitaelezea kila kitu verses 15 and 16 mstari wa 15 na 16 he says the following anasema yafuatayo Genesis 13:15-16 Mwanzo 13:15-16 All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring Inchi yote unayoiona nitakupa wewe na uzao wako forever hata milele I'll make your offspring like the dust of the earth nitaufanya uzao wako uwe mwingi kama mavumbi ya inchi so that if anyone could count the dust then your offspring could be counted 
Hivyo kama kuna yeyote awezaye kuhesabu mavumbi basi uzao wako utahesabika. How he has no son. Namna gani hana mwana? And then alafu Genesis 15 mwanzo 15 Genesis 15 blessed people mwanzo 15 watu wabarikiwa He says the following Anasema yafuatayo verses 3 to 6 mstari wa 3 hadi 6 And Abraham said Abraham akasema You have given me no children Ukunipa watoto So a servant of mine hivyo mtumishi katika nyumba yangu within my household will be my heir ndiye atakuwa mridi wangu Eliezer Eliezer And then he says alafu kisha anasema then the word of the Lord came to Abraham ndipo neno la Bwana lilipomjia Abrahamu man will not be your heir mtu huyu atakuwa mridi wako but the son coming from your own flesh and blood bali mwana atakayetoka katika viuno vyako mwenyewe will be your heir ndiye atakayekuwa mridi wako verse 5 watano he took him outside and said akamtoa nje na kusema look up tazama juu at the heavens and count the stars kuelekea mbinguni na uhesabu nyota If indeed you can count them. Kama hakika utaweza kuzihesabu. Then he said to him. Ndipo akamwambia. So shall your offspring be. Ndivyo hivyo ndivyo uzao wako utakavyokuwa. Abraham believed the Lord and was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham akamwamini Bwana naye kwake hili likahesabiwa kuwa haki. So now Aipo sasa he has promised Abraham a son. Amemwaahidi Abraham mwana an offspring mwana to advance him kuweza kumuendeleza and the blessing to the nations na baraka kwa mataifa remember the seed of abraham kumbuka mbegu ya abrahamu that's what we handle hicho ndicho ambacho tunashughulikia that the redeemer the sanctifier kwamba mkombozi anayetakasa would be the seed of abraham atakuwa mbegu ya abrahamu the same genesis 15 verse 18 mwanzo hiyo mstari wa 18 he says on that day the lord made a covenant with abraham siku hiyo bana akafanya agano na abrahamu and he said na anasema to your descendants i give this land nitawapa wazao wako inchi hii from the river of egypt kuanzia mto wa misri to the great river of euphrates hadi mto ule mkubwa efrati in the land of the kenites yani inchi ya wakeni and kenizites wakenizi kadmonites wakadmoni hitites wahiti perizites waperizi rafaites warefai emorites wamori kenenites wakanani gajishites wagrikashites na wayebusi so now hivyo basi follow me on this munifuate katika hii The seed of Abraham mbegu ya Abrahamu That is the promise hiyo ndio ahadi The redeemer will be the seed of Abraham mkombozi atakuwa mbegu ya Abrahamu The one that comes to sanctify you yule ambaye anakuja kuwatakasa 
He has no son. Hana mwana. Then the Lord promises a son. Kisha bana anaahidi mwana. But then, lakini basi, because of the seed, kwa sababu ya mbegu, he also looks for the land. Pia anatafuta ardhi. A particular land. Ardhi fulani haswa. To deliver somebody here. Ili kumkomboa mtu hapa. A land, hold on. Ardhi that has two hills. Ambayo iko na milima miwili. Of great Important to Jehovah. Ya umuhimu mkubwa zaidi kwa Jehovah. Hey. Hey. Step by step. It's a word conference. Hatua kwa hatua ni Allow me roll it out. Kuwa na subira mniruhusu nikaizindue. He promises the son. Aliahidi mwana. From his own flesh and blood. Kutoka kwa damu yake na nyama yake. And then alafu land ardhi inchi and i said nani kasema that has two very important mountains ambayo iko na milima miwili muhimu zaidi can we look at the covenant on that land je tunaweza angalia agano ya hiyo inchi kabla hiyo hiyo mwanzo 15 haleluya haleluya jesus is lord yesu ni bwana the price of salvation ile gharama ya wokovu genesis 15 mwanzo 15 is this the following anasema yafuatayo verse 2 mstari wa pili but abraham said also when lord lakini abraham akasema e bwana mwenyezi what can you give me since i remain childless utanipa nini na mimi sina hata mtoto And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. Na atakayeridhi nyumba yangu ni huyu Eliezeri Mdameski. Inherit my estate. Hivyo mtumishi katika nyumba yangu ndiye atakayekuwa mridhi wangu. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Ndipo neno la Bwana lilipomjia. This man will not be a heir to you. Mtu huyu atakuwa mridhi wako. And your estate na hata kwa mridhi wako but the son coming from your own flesh and blood bali mwana atakayetoka katika viuno vyako mwenyewe will be your heir ndiye atakayekuwa mridhi wako he took him outside akamtoa nje and told him to look into the heavens na kusema tazama juu kuelekea mbinguni and count the stars na uhesabu nyota if indeed you can count them kama hakika utaweza kuzihesabu then he said ndipo akamwambia so shall your offspring be hivyo ndivyo uzao wako utakavyokuwa Abraham believed him Abraham akamwamini kwa and him righteousness was credited naye kwake hili likahesabiwa kuwa haki he also said to him pia akamwambia I'm the Lord who brought you out of the land of Ur Mim, of the Chaldeans Mimi ndimi bwana niliyekutoa katika Uru ya Wakaldayo to give you this land to take possession of it nikupe inchi hii uimiliki but Abraham said lakini Abraham akasema oh sovereign lord eh bwana mwenyezi 
How can I know that I will gain possession of it? Nitawezaje kujua kwamba nitapata kuimiliki? So the Lord said to him, Hivyo Bwana akamwambia, Bring me a heifer. Niletee mtamba wa ngombe. A goat. Mbuzi. And a ram. Na kondoo dume. Each three years old. Kila moja wa miaka mitatu. Along with the dove. Pamoja na hua. And a young pigeon. Na kinda la njiwa. Abraham brought these to him. Abraham akamletea hivi vyote. And them into halves. kila mnyama vipande viwili. And arrange the halves in opposite sides. Akavipanga kila kimoja kuelekea However, he did not cut into halves. Lakini hata hivyo ndege hakuwa pasua vipande viwili. Then the other birds came to eat the carcasses and Abraham drove them away. Kisha ndege walao nyama wakatua juu ya mizoga lakini Abrahamu akawakufukuza. Listen to verse 12. Sikiza mstari wa 12. As the sun was setting, wakati jua lilipokuwa linatua, Abraham fell into a deep sleep. Abrahamu akashikwa na usingizi mzito. And a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Giza nene na la kutisha likaja juu yake. Then the Lord said to him. Kisha Bwana akamwambia, No for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. Ujue hakika kwamba wazao wako watakuwa wageni kwenye nchi ambayo sio yao wenyewe. And they will be enslaved. Nao watakuwa watumwa. And mistreated for 400 years. Na watateswa kwa miaka 400. And he says, but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. Lakini nitaliadhibu taifa lile watakalolitumikia kama watumwa. After which they will come out with great possession. Hatimaye watatoka huko na mali nyingi. You however will go to rest with your brothers in peace. Wewe hata hivyo utakwenda kwa baba zako kwa amani. And buried in a good old age. Na kuzikwa katika uzee mwema. In the fourth generation your descendants will come back here. Katika kizazi cha nne wazao wako watarudi hapa. For the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. Kwa maana dhambi ya Wamori bado haijafikia kipimo kilichojaa. Verse 17. Mstari wa 17. Then the sun when the sun had set and darkness had fallen. Wakati jua lilipokuwa limezama na giza limeingia. A smoking pot Tanuru la moshi mtungi uh, smoking pot mtungi wa moshi with a blazing fire na moto na mwali wa unaowaka vikatokea kupitia katikati ya vipande vipande vya nyama and on that day the lord made a covenant with abraham siku hiyo bana akafanya agano na abrahamu and say to him na kumwambia to your descendants i give this land Nitawapa wazao wako nchi hii from the river of Egypt kuanzia mto wa Misri the great river of Euphrates hadi mto ule mkubwa Ifrati and all the way to the lands i mentioned yani nchi katika nchi zote hizo ambazo nilitaja what is the lord saying here bana anasema yapi hapa about the seed of abraham husiana na mbegu ya abrahamu hallelujah hallelujah he saying anasema But first, kwamba kwanza kabisa. He had to promise, okay, if you don't write we can communicate better. He had promised Abraham. Alikuwa amemwaidi Abrahamu the flesh of his flesh. Damu ya damu ya nyama ya nyama yake. Son, mwana. But because of the seed of Abraham, lakini kwa sababu ya dhambi ya Abrahamu 
that is now coming ambayo sasa inakuja and all this is preparation naya yote ni maandalizi for the sanctifier kwa ajili ya anayetakasa that is coming ambaye anakuja after promising the son baada ya kumwaahidi mwana the now kisha sasa the land inchi ardhi also ardhi pia that has two hills you are going to see the importance of those two hills ambayo iko na milima miwili tunaenda kuona umuhimu wa hiyo milima miwili and then everybody focusing on me now so, so i don't lose you and then alafu they covenant for the land agano kwa ajili ya ardhi he says bring the following animals anasema leta wanyama wafuatao a heifer ukalete mtamba a god mbuzi he listed them akawanakiri including a pigeon and a dove kuhusisha huwa na pia njiwa then he said kisha anasema slaughter them ukawachinje but the type of this is important you have to catch this because of where i'm taking you the type of sacrifice aina ya dhabihu yes is slaughter into half itabidi aichinje mara nusu open into half aifungue katika nusu and put one half here na kuweka kipande kimoja cha nusu and one half here na nusu nyingine hapa and the way they arrange them na jinsi ambavyo alipanga in that time they used to arrange them katika wakati huo walikuwa wakipanga is that the place at which you lay them would be like this ni kwamba mahali ambapo unaiweka itakuwa namna hii a little trough kuna mtaro kidogo one half here moja nusu moja hapa another half here na nusu nyingine hapa and then he went into a deep sleep alafu akaingia katika usingizi mnene but remember lakini kumbuka he does not slaughter the dove and the pigeon hajamchinja njiwa na hachinji hachinji njiwa na kinda na njiwa he doesn't slaughter Hachi the the nusu moja upande huu imefunguliwa na nusu nyingine hapa and then a thick darkness come alafu giza nene likaja i am very familiar with that darkness nimezoelea ninafahamu giza hilo Can you wait a moment? When the Lord one time brought me inside. Wakati bana wakati moja aliponileta ndani. Inside the throne room in heaven. Ndani ya enzi mbinguni. And he made me know that God the Father was sitting there. Na akansababisha kujua kwamba Mungu Baba alikuwa ameketi pale. But he covered me with tremendous darkness. Lakini akanifungunika na giza nene totoro. Then he left akawacha kisha akawacha fire that was burning by his side like this moto ambao ulikuwa unachoma his left hand side ilikuwa upande this side ulikuwa upande wake wa kushoto nilipotazama hivi so darkness falls kwa hivyo giza linaanguka 
And then, alafu, Abraham falls asleep. Abraham wanalala usingizi. After the slaughter. Baada ya kuchinja. Then he sees a pot. Kisha anaona chungu with smoke. Na moshi. Tremendous smoke. Moshi wa ajabu. By the way, a huge pot. Hata hivyo moshi mkubwa kabisa. Chungu kikubwa kabisa. Mtungi for the local people who the simple people mtungi. Mtungi. A big pot. Mtungi mkubwa kabisa. With smoke ikiwa na moshi and fire na moto passing ukipita he falls asleep now he's able to see passing between the halves that have been slaughtered amelala usingizi lakini anaweza kuona ikipita katikati ya vipande hivyo viwili alivyokuwa amevichinja at that time kwa wakati huo when you covenanted ulipofanya agano a covenant agano that is how you slaughtered hivyo ndivyo ulivyochinja for the covenant to be binding ili agano likaweze kuwa la kudumu follow me on this munifuate katika hii the animal halves their blood flows to the center wanyama ni nusu pande huu na upande huu damu inatirika katikati and the covenanting parties used to walk inside the blood na wale ambao wanaingia katika agano walikuwa wanatembea katikati ya hiyo damu and na also pia to depict kuonyesha kuonyesha What the seed of Abraham is coming to do? Kile ambacho mbegu ya Abrahamu inakuja kufanya. I told you it's a roll out of many prophecies. Niliwaambia ni uzinduzi. But it is. Lakini anaona the Lord himself Bwana mwenyewe passing akipita between the halves. Kati ya vipande hivyo viwili nusu na nusu and along the blood na katikati ya hiyo damu the same kind of smoke aina hiyo hiyo ya moshi and fire na moto that was on mount sinai ambao ulikuwa katika mlima sinai now is passing between the two animals blood sasa inapita kati ya hawa wanyama wawili ndani ya damu at that time kwa wakati huo they said walisema that we are doing this covenant together contracting law we are underbound by this contracting law kwamba tunafanya agano hili kwa pamoja tuko katika chini ya sheria hii ambayo ni ya kufungamanishwa but if you default if you fail to observe your side lakini ikiwa utashindwa kuzingatia upande wako You will be slaughtered into half like these animals. Utachinjwa nusu kama hawa wanyama. So, that is what the Lord uses. Hicho ndicho ambacho Bwana anatumia to prepare the title deed of the real estate property where the seed of Abraham is going to be slaughtered. Hicho ndicho ambacho Bwana anatumia kwa mdaa cheti za Mount There are two mountains of interest. Milima miwili. 
ambayo anapendezwa nazo sana anapendezwa nayo sana Mount Moria Mlima Moria and Mount Calvary na Mlima Calvary ketini Can we continue? Je, tunaweza kuendelea? Can we now continue? Je, sasa tunaweza kuendelea? I say don't push me. I want to roll it out slowly. Nilisema usinisugue. I want to enjoy it. Kuizindua polepole nataka kuifurahia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He say anasema that there is a covenant now kwamba kuna agano sasa for the land kwa ajili ya inchi and for the seed na kwa ajili ya mbegu and he goes on to say na anaendelea kusema I think now we can read Genesis 14 to open up the picture now for you na fikiria sasa naweza soma mwanzo 14 ya kuifungua hiyo picha kwako sasa now to make you be to make your eyes now see what you are preparing kusababisha macho yenu kuona kile ambacho walikuwa wakiandaa Genesis 14 mwanzo 14 we are reading verses 17 tunasoma mstari wa 17 hallelujah hallelujah Genesis 14 I'm reading 17 probably to 23 Mwanzo 14 nasoma 17 huenda hadi mstari And the kings allied with him na wale wafalme waliojiunga naye The king of Sodom, mfalme wa Sodoma, he came out to meet him, akatoka kwenda kumlaki in the valley of Shaveh, katika bonde la Shawe. That means the king's valley. Yaani the king of Salem, mfalme wa Salemu, brought out bread, alipoleta mkaivei. He was priest of God most high. Alikuwa kuhani wa Mungu waliye juu sana. And he blessed Abraham. Akambariki Abraham. Saying, akisema, Blessed be Abraham by God most high. Abarikiwe Abraham na Mungu waliye juu sana. Creator of heaven and earth. Muumba wa mbingu na nchi. The other version say, tafsiri zingine zinasema possessor of heaven and earth mumiliki wa mbingu na dunia and then he goes on to say alafu anaendelea kusema and blessed be god most high abarikiwe mungu aliye juu sana who delivered your enemies into your hand ambaye amewaweka adui zako mkononi mwako then abraham gave him a tenth of everything nipa abraham akampa melki zedeki sehemu ya kumi ya kila kitu the king of sodom said to abraham falme wa sodoma akamwambia abrahamu give me the people and keep the goods for yourselves nipe hao watu na hizi mali uchukue wewe mwenyewe but abraham said to the king of sodom lakini Abraham akamwambia mfalme wa Sodoma I've raised my hand to the Lord God Nimeinua mkono wangu kwa Bwana Mungu aliye juu sana The creator and possessor of heaven and earth Muumba wa mbingu na dunia na mmiliki wa mbingu na dunia And I've taken a note na nimeapa That I will accept nothing belonging to you kwamba sitapokea kitu chochote kilichochako Not even a thread or a throng of a sandal So that you will never say I am made Abraham rich. Hata kama ni uzi au gidamu ya kiatu ili kamwe usije ukasema nimemtajirisha Abrahamu. 
Now something new has happened. On the way to the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what has happened. All of a sudden now, Melchizedek appears. Melchizedek And when he appears, He appears before Abraham. There was a crisis. Kulikuwa na shida. Lot, Lutu, he lived in another city. Aliishi katika mji mwingine. And Kedalomer, na Kedlaoma was invaded. Alishambuliwa. He was a powerful king. Alikuwa mfalme mwenye nguvu. And many other small kings have subscribed to his dominion. Na falme zingine ndogo ndogo zilikuwa zimejitiisha katika ufalme wake. And then he was attacked by another king from the east. Alafu akashambuliwa na mfalme mwingine kutoka mashariki. So he went to battle. But when he went to battle, the smaller kings that were under him, they did a rebellion. So when he came, he fought them and took them hostage. And Lot was among the people there. So Abraham, kwa hivyo Abrahamu prepared a team akaandaa kikundi of 318 strong men ya watu 318 wenye nguvu and they counterattacked na wakakwenda kushambulia and when they attacked na waliposhambulia they won the battle wakashinda vita and when they won the battle na waliposhinda vita He now came back. Sasa akarudi. But at the valley of Shaveh. Lakini katika bonde la Shawe. All of a sudden, ghafla binvu. Melchizedek appears. Melchizedek anajitokeza. And when he appears, na anapojitokeza, he is carrying bread and wine. Amebeba mkate na divai. Follow me on this. Munifuate katika hii. The seed of Abraham, please follow me. Abraham, tafadhali munifuate katika hii. The sanctifier who is coming to sanctify JJ, kumbuka anayetakasa baya anakuja kumtakasa JJ. He has to be the seed of Abraham. Lazima awe mbegu ya Abrahamu. He say, anasema Melchizedek now appears. Melchizedek sasa anajitokeza. Now we have a picture. Sasa tuko na picha of the land. Ya ya inchi. The real estate. Ile inchi. The holy land. Inchi takatifu na makaaji. And the covenant has happened. Na agano limekwishatendeka. Now the sacrifice. Sasa dhabihu. So Melchizedek appears. Kwa hivyo Melchizedek anajitokeza. With bread na mkate and wine. Na divai. And when he comes, lakini anapokuja, this is what he does. Hiki ndicho anachokifanya. He comes before him. 
anakuja tu mbele zake suddenly from nowhere ghafla binvu kutoka mahali ambapo haijulikani carrying bread and wine amebeba mkate na divei which we know ambayo tunajua symbolizes inaashiria the new covenant in the new testament agano jipya katika agano jipya did you understand je ulielewa so he has come Baibo amekuja but God has promised Abraham lakini Mungu amemwaahidi Abraham that the redeemer kwamba mkombozi the sanctifier anayetakasa will be the seed of Abraham atakuwa mbegu ya Abrahamu look at this now tazama hii sasa so he appears baibo anajitokeza with bread akiwa na mkate and wine na divai and then at that time alafu katika wakati ule as he comes anapokuja with bread na mkate before abraham mbele ya abraham he makes reference anafanya kurejelea all the time wakati wote he is referencing god most high Ana god reje- most high anarejelea mungu most high mungu aliye juu sana mungu aliye juu sana his reference kurejelea kwake like somebody i know here kama mtu najua hapa whose reference is also god most high ambaye kurejelea kwake ni mungu aliye juu sana mungu aliye juu sana like today when i walked in here you see what happened kama leo nilipotembea hapa ndani mliona kilichotendeka so hivyo You, you see what happened today when we just walked in there too. And there too. And there too. And he entered up to inside. Na kaingia hata ndani. And so, na hivyo basi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we continue the message too long? Je, tunaweza endelea na uchume ni mrefu sana. And there are many others. Na kuna zinginezo nyingi zaidi. Through the sun. Kupitia kwa jua. All the way down. Kote kote hadi chini from the gate there kutoka kwa kule langoni pale entering here na kuingia hapa ndani to the corrugated roof you kwa, can see in that video the corrugated roof kwa paa ambalo liko na mabati unaweza kuona so now kwa hivyo sasa melchizedek appears with bread melchizedek anajitokeza na mkate in other words kwa maneno mengine telling abram akimwambia abram god has promised you a blessing mungu amekuahidi baraka the seed of abram the nations must be blessed through you begu ya abram wataifa lazima wabarikie kupitia wewe then he arrived kisha akawasili abram abram the bread the wine the cross and the blood the body and the blood mukate na divei msalaba na damu Many says Kisha anasema Abraham Abraham Your blessing has arrived Baraka zako zimewasili Baraka lako lako Baraka lako limefika Baraka lako limefika Baraka lako amefika Baraka lako amefika Oh yes. Ondio. I told you step by step. Niliwaambia hatua kwa hatua. Step by step. I don't want to cut my scriptures. Hatua kwa hatua. Sikukata kukutaka kukatisha maandiko yangu. But now, lakini sasa, 
from on high kutoka juu sana he has now arrived sasa amewasili and when he arrives na anapowasili carrying bread akuameketa amebeba mkate and wine na divai and saying na kusema that my blood has poured kwamba damu yangu imemwagwa so really when he promised him the seed kwa hivyo kwa kweli alipomwaahidi mbegu the seed of abram mbegu ya abramu i said not isaac nilisema sio isaka no hapana because kwa sababu now it's amazing to me sasa yashangaza kwangu mimi that melchizedek kwamba melchizedek priest of god most high his reference is there kuhani wa mungu aliyejuu sana he has arrived amewasili and then alafu he presents the bread and the wine anawasilisha mkate na divai which are precursors of the cross ambavyo ni vitangulizi vya msalaba the new covenant on the other side agano jipya katika upande ule mwingine in the new testament katika agano jipya wow wow and then alafu he arrives anawasili priest of god most high kuhani wa mungu aliyejuu sana the pre-incarnate I don't want to read the book of Psalm 76 to know that he is the one that sits on the right hand side of the father but he is pre-incarnate Christ sitaki kusoma kitabu cha Zaburi 76 njoo kwamba ndiye anayeketi katika mkono wa kuume wa Mungu Baba lakini yeye ndiye Kristo aliye katika mwili he is the Christ before he has gone through Bethlehem yeye ni Kristo kabla apitie Bethlehemu but lakini I want to add in one mix and then I'll come back to the bread. Ninataka niongezee jambo moja alafu nitarudi kwa mkate. When God the Father wakati ambapo Mungu Baba also come pia anakuja and is incarnated na pia ako katika umbo la binadamu. So it is complicated here. Kwa hivyo ina utatanifu mwingi zaidi hapa. But this one happening here lakini hii ambayo inatendeka hapa The seed of Abraham, mbegu ya Abrahamu, appertains what is going to happen through Isaac. Inaangazia kile ambacho kitatendeka kupitia kwa Isaka. Then when Jacob appears, basi wakati ambapo Yakobo anapojitokeza, God the Father also comes and becomes incarnated and wrestles with him. Mungu Baba anakuja katika pia ile umbo ya kubadilishwa na kupigana pamoja naye. Ai. Ai. This is complicated now. Hii This seed of Abraham is complicated. Hii mbegu ya Abraham sasa ina utatanifu mwingi. So when he promised him a seed, kwa hivyo alipomwaahidi mbegu that all the nations would be blessed through him. Kwamba mataifa yote yatabarikiwa kupitia kwake. What did God promise Abraham? Mungu alimwaahidi nini Abrahamu? Was it Isaac? Je, ilikuwa Isaka? I know you are wise, you are not shaking. Was it Isaac? Je, ilikuwa Isaka? Could it be true? Je, yawezekana kwamba ni ukweli? 
that God promised Abraham kwamba Mungu alimwahidi Abrahamu and told him I want to give you a gift na kumwambia nataka nikupatie zawadi through which the nations will be blessed ambayo kwayo kupitia mataifa yatabarikiwa could it be true yawezekana kwamba ni ukweli that he was saying kwamba alikuwa akisema that I want to give you the gift I will give you God as a gift kwamba nitakupatia zawadi nitakupatia yeah. Mungu kama zawadi This is Christ pre-incarnation. Huyu ni Kristo no. pre-incarnated. Ambaye kabla This is God the Son. Let us read. Huyu ni Mungu mwana. Let us read a bit and then I'll give you notes. Hebu. I know you want to write. Hebu. Let us read a little bit of scripture. Because I want to handle the bread before I move to the mountain, right? Kwa sababu nataka kushughulikia mkate kabla niende kwa mlima. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us read a little bit. Hebu tusome kidogo. The seed of Abraham. Mbegu ya Abrahamu. The book of Galatians chapter 3:16. Kitabu cha Wagalatia mlango wa 3:16. And then I will handle the bread very comprehensively. Alafu, the bread. Alafu nitashughulikia mkate kwa vilindi zaidi mkate. Galatians chapter 3:16 blessed people. Wagalatia mlango wa 3:16 watu wabarikiwa. Could it be that he promised him God as a gift? Je, yawezekana kwamba alimwahidi Mungu kama zawadi? Professor Ambula. Professor Ambula. Could it be that he promised I will give you God as, a, as your blessing so you take God? Je, yawezekana kwamba alimwambia nitakupatia Mungu, uh, Mungu kama baraka yako ili ukamchukue Mungu? Otherwise how will the seed of Abraham sanctify the whole earth and baptize them because that is the blessing he meant la sivyo basi mbegu ya Abraham itawezaje kuweza kuwa baraka kwa ulimwengu wote kwa ulimwengu wote na kuwabatiza wabinadamu wote kwa maana hiyo ndio baraka alisema itatoka kwake Abrahamu kwa ulimwengu mzima ya kwamba watu wataokoka na kutakazwa Hallelujah Hallelujah The blessing of God Baraka ya Mungu Galatians chapter 3:16 step by step blessing Kwa Galatia mlango wa 3:16 hatua kwa hatua Because I know you Kwa maana nawajua Kwa maana nawajua You like the gospel of fire Unapenda injili ya moto You don't like processor Amtaki hatua. Unbelievable. Galatians. Wakalatia. Chapter 3:16 it says the following. Mlango wa 3:16 anasema yafuatayo. The promises were spoken to Abraham. Ahadi zilinenwa kwa Abrahamu and to his seed na kwa mzao wake. The scripture does not say seeds. Maandiko hayasemi kwa wazao mambegu mambegu meaning many meaning many people yakimaanisha watu wengi but to your seed lakini kwa mbegu yako meaning one person yani mtu mmoja Christ Jesus is his name ndiye Kristo Yesu yake hallelujah so is it true je kwamba ni Give him God 
atampatia Mungu you give him God the son kama baraka yake before we go to the mountain kabla tuende kwa mlima and he says the following hebu niseme yafuatayo galatians chapter 3:28 wa galatia 3:28 and 29 na 29 because you love the gospel of fire kwa sababu mnapenda injili ya moto haleluya haleluya who doesn't they are saying who doesn't wanasema nani hapendi please you understand me unanielewa galatians chapter 3:28 wa galatia mlango wa 3:28-29 anasema There is neither Jew nor Greek. Wala hakuna tena Myahudi au Myunani, slave nor free, mtumwa au mtuhuru, male nor female. Wanaume wala mwanamke, for you are all in Christ Jesus. Maana nyote mmekuwa wamoja ndani ya Kristo Yesu. You belong to Christ. Nanyi mtiwa ndani ya Kristo. Basi ninyi ni uzao wa Abrahamu. Na warithi sawa sawa na ile ahadi. So he expounds but now he brings them in the context of the salvation, the blessing. Kwa hivyo anaipanua lakini sasa anaileta katika muktadha wa wokovu baraka. I'll explain read more. Nitaelezea nitasoma zaidi. John chapter 8:58. Yohana 8:58. He says the following. John 8:58 says. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. Kabla Abrahamu hajakuwa ko mimi niko. And then 56 he says. Alafu 56 anasema, Your father Abraham Baba yenu Abrahamu rejoice at the thought of seeing my day. Alishangilia kwamba angaliona siku yangu. He saw it and he was glad. Naye akaiona na akafurahi. Very powerful. Ya nguvu sana sana. So step by step before Kwa I go to the bread. Kwa hivyo atua kwa atua kabla niende kwa mkate. But now you see. Lakini sasa unaona that this was one seed. Kwamba hii ilikuwa mbegu moja that is Christ Jesus ambayo ni Kristo Yesu the seed of Abraham mbegu ya Abrahamu and he says naye anasema he would bless all the nations atabariki mataifa yote through this seed kupitia mbegu hii can we look at the bread now je tunaweza kutazama mkate sasa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The bread. Mukate. Matthew chapter 14. Matayo 14. I tell you. Nakwambia. Matthew chapter 14:13 to 21. Matayo 14:13 hadi 21. What is the message from Melchizedek to Abraham when he brought the bread and the wine? Ujumbe ni upi kutoka kwa Melchizedek kwa Abraham alipoleta mkate na divei. Matthew 14:13-21 he says the following. Matayo 14:13 hadi 21 anasema yafuatayo. When Jesus heard what happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place 
Yesu aliposikia haya yaliyokuwa yametukia aliondoka kwa chombo akaenda mahali pasipo na watu ili awe peke yake What did the Messiah hear? Mesia alisikia nini? He heard that John the Baptist had been beheaded and Alis- served on a plate. Alisikia the head was served on a plate and the little girl took now to the mother. Alisikia kwamba Yohana mpatizaji alikuwa amekatwa kichwa na kichwa chake kikapeanwa kwa sahani kupewa yule msichana mdogo akapelekea mamake. So he withdrew to a private place. Hivyo akaenda katika mahali ambapo hapana watu. Hearing of this the crowds followed him on foot from town to towns. Yesu Okay, you Lakini can... watu walipopata habari wakamfuata kwa miguu kupitia inchi kavu kutoka mijini. Anasema mstari wa 14. When Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. Yesu alipofika kando ya bahari, aliona makutano makubwa ya watu, akawahurumia na akawaponya wagonjwa wao. Evening approached and the disciples came to him and said Ilipofika jioni wanafunzi wake wakamjia wakamwambia This is a remote place and it's already getting late send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy for themselves some food Mali hapa ni nyikani na muda na muda sasa umekwisha waage makutano ili waende zao vijijini wakajinunulie chakula Jesus replied do they do not need to go away you give them something to eat Yesu akawaambia hakuna sababu ya wao kuondoka ninyi wapeni chakula We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish they answered Wakamjibu tuna mikate mitano na samaki wawili tu Bring them here he said akawaambia nileteni hivyo vitu hapa and he directed the people to sit down on the grass akawaagiza makutano wakae chini kwenye nyasi taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up towards heaven now you know that heaven is where up where the glory comes from right akaichukua yes. ile mikate mitano na wale samaki wawili akainua macho yake akatazama mbinguni he says looking up to heaven he gave thanks and broke the loaves akainua macho yake akatazama mbinguni akabibariki na kuimega ile mikate then the disciples gave them to eat kisha akawapa wanafunzi wake hiyo mikate na hao samaki wanafunzi wakawagawia makutano they all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over wote wakala wakatosheka na wanafunzi wake wakakusanya vipande vilivyosalia wakajaza vikapu viwili. the number of those who ate were 5000 men besides the women and children idadi ya wale watu waliokula walikuwa wanaume 1500 bila kuhesabu wanawake na watoto so probably we are talking about uh, 20000 or more people if you add the women and the children ikiwa utaongeza watoto na wanawake so what was jesus saying 
basi Yesu alikuwa akisema yapi and what is melchizedek saying here na melchizedek anasema nini hapa when he comes before abraham anapokuja mbele ya abrahamu with bread akiwa na mkate and wine na divei and we know natsi tunajua that at that time as today kwa wakati ule kama ilivyo leo hii people depend on the rain rain watu wanategemea mvua mvua it must rain lazima inyeshe you till the land ulime shamba get food upate chakula and keep reserves na ukaweke hifadhi but there used to be famines lakini kulikuwa na njaa shortages upungufu there in the bible iko katika biblia including the great famines kuhusisha ile njaa kubwa that the lord orchestrated to move israel to egypt ambayo bana alisababisha ili kuwapeleka waisraeli misri Abraham is standing here Melchizedek presents bread and wine Abraham amesimama hapa Melchizedek analeta mkate na divei And bread is scarce na mkate umepungua In the land katika inchi where bread is scarce there is a shortage mali ambapo kuna upungufu wa mkate then you appear with bread kisha unajitokeza na mkate can i read a little more je naweza soma zaidi because i know you don't like process but you you have to pass through it benhams maana tunajua mpindi atua lakini lazima muipitie Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 6 verse 47. Yohana mlango wa 6 mstari wa 47. He says the following. Anasema yapatayo. John chapter 6:47. Yohana mlango wa 6 mstari wa 47. All the way to 51. Kote kote hadi 51. He says, I tell you the truth. Anasema amina mimi nawaambia, you believe has everlasting life yeye anayeamini ana uzima wa milele i am the bread of life mimi ni mkate wa uzima your forefathers ate the manna in the desert the wilderness baba zenyu walikula mana jangwani yet they died lakini walikufa but here is the bread that comes down from heaven lakini hapa kuna mkate utokao mbinguni Which a man may eat and not die. Ambao mtu yeyote akiula hatakufa. I am the living bread. Mimi ni mkate wa uzima. That has come down from heaven and is standing in front of Abraham. Ule uliotoka mbinguni na umesimama mbele ya Abrahamu. What was he saying? Alikuwa akisema yapi? In front of Abraham. Mbele ya Abrahamu. Bread mkate and why na divai what can you sit down a moment what was he saying kichini kidogo alikuwa akisema nini now you understand 
Sasa unaelewa. It's very powerful. Ni nguvu sana. When the Lord sets out to sanctify the church. Wakati Bwana anapoweka ili kulitakasa kanisa. He is literally unstoppable. Kimsingi hawezi akasimamishwa. He must win. Lazima ashinde. And the devil must lose. Na shetani lazima apoteze. And somebody must enter. Na mtu lazima aingie. Eternity. Umilele. You understand? Unaelewa. Step by step. Hatua kwa hatua. The living bread. Mkate unaoishi. John chapter 6:53 to 63. Yohana 6:53. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again 53 to 63. 53 hadi 63. Jesus said to them, Yesu akawaambia, I tell you the truth. Amen, amen nawaambia. Unless you eat the flesh, msipoula mwili Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand what was happening when he met Abraham? Je, unaelewa kilichokuwa kinatendeka alipokutana na Abraham? Unless you eat my flesh, ijapokuwa ule mwili wangu and drink my blood. Na unywe damu yangu. Let me just read it all and then I will explain everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, Jesus said to them, Hivyo Yesu akawaambia, I tell you the truth. Amina mimi nawaambia, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man, msipoula mwili wa mwana wa Adamu, and drink his blood, na kuinywa damu yake, you have no life in you. Hamna uzima ndani yenu. Whoever eats my flesh, mtoyote aulaye mwili wangu, and drinks my blood, na kuinywa damu yangu, has eternal life. Ana uzima wa milele. And I'll raise him up at the last day. Na mimi nitamfufua siku ya mwisho. For my flesh is real food. Kwa maana mwili wangu ni chakula cha kweli. And my blood is real drink. Na damu yangu ni kinywa cha kweli. My flesh. Yeyote alaye mwili wangu. And drink my blood and, and my blood remains in me. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. Na yeyote alaye mwili wangu na kunywa damu yangu atakaa ndani yangu nami nami nitakaa ndani yake Mustari wa 57 Just as the living father sent me kama vile baba aliye hai alivonituma mimi I live because of the father na kama nami ninavyoishi kwa sababu ya baba So the one that feeds on me hivyo anilaye mimi we live because of me ataishi kwa sababu yangu This is the that came down from heaven huu ndio mkate ushukao kutoka mbinguni your forefathers ate manna mababu zenyu walikula mana nao wakafa but he who feeds on this bread lakini yeye aulaye mkate huu will live forever ataishi milele and he said this while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum Yesu alisema maneno haya alipokuwa akifundisha katika sinagogi huko Capernaum and on hearing this na katika kusikia hivi many of disciples said his disciples said wengi wa wafuasi wake wakasema this is a difficult gospel mafundisho haya ni magumu this is a hard teaching haya ni mafundisho magumu 
Who can accept it? Because this is literally cannibalism. That's what they were saying. Aware of his disciples grumbling about this. He said to them. Does this offend you? What if you see the son of man ascend? to where he was before the spirit gives life and the flesh counts for nothing the words are spoken to you are spirit and they are life so, so what was the conversation that was going on here between Melchizedek and Abraham because the Lord has already promised Abraham that the seed of Abraham the seed will bless the universe will sanctify the universe sanctify all men all flesh and prepare forth a people unto the Lord that was the blessing and then the Lord tells Abraham when he was still Abram to sacrifice, to slaughter animals by splitting them into two. Put one half here and another half here. And the blood is flowing. And then the Lord passed there in smoke, smoke and fire. If you read Exodus 19, 18, okay. you see the smoke and fire that passed between the two, uh, the, the two halves of each of the animals. Ukisoma kitabu cha kutoka 19:18 utaona ile moto na moshi iliyopita kati ya wanyama wawili. Alafu anasema, for the dove and the pigeon, kwa ajili ya huwa na kinda wanjiwa. Don't slaughter them. Usiwachinje into half like that. Kwa nusu namna hiyo. Why? Kwa nini? There's so much here. Kuna mengi zaidi hapa. Why not the dove the dove and the pigeon don't slaughter them why can I explain this a bit on my way to the bread because he says the blood is in between one half here, one half here. The covenanting parties. The dove and the pigeon represent the Lord. That's why he could not split them. 
And then, alafu, that was for the land. Hiyo ilikuwa kwa ajili ya inchi. Melchizedek appears now. Melchizedek anajitokeza sasa with bread na mkate and wine. Na divine. And he says, na anasema I am the living bread. Mimi ni mkate uishio. And that if any man eat of this bread na kwamba ikiwa mtu yeyote ataula mkate huu I am the true bread from heaven mimi ni mkate wa kweli kutoka mbinguni He said not manna ha akasema sio manna And then he says alafu anasema My flesh mwili wangu is the true food ni chakula cha kweli and my blood na damu yangu is the true drink ni kinywaji cha kweli so you must eat and drink what was he saying kwa hivyo lazima ule na unywe alikuwa akisema nini can i now open up a little bit je naweza kuifunua kidogo to release you a bit kuachilia kidogo <laughs> I tell you. Nakwambia. Number one. Jambo la kwanza. You remember the referencing that he is doing. Unakumbuka kule kurejelea ambako anafanya. I remember. Ninakumbuka the following. Yafuatayo. That when the Lord brought me to meet Melchizedek. Kwamba wakati Bwana aliponileta kukutana na Melchizedek in heaven. Mbinguni. Dr. Joe imparted some water for her. In heaven binguni and he was sitting his garment was different na alikuwa ameketi vazi lake lilikuwa tofauti larger stripes also likiwa na mistari mikubwa mikubwa pia the two types of stripes aina mbili ya mistari and he is sitting na ameketi on a throne seat katika kiti cha enzi like this namna hii with the armrest with the armrest ikiwa na mahali pa kuwekelea mkono let me show the nations abroad with the armrest ikiwa na mahali pa kuwekelea mikono and then there was a path that led to him lit up by the glory of god the path alafu kulikuwa na ile ile njia kwenda mahali ambapo ameketi na imeangazwa na utukufu wa mungu then god the father announced kisha mungu baba akatangaza and he said na akasema behold Tazama Melchizedek kwa sauti. And then alafu at that time katika wakati huo God the Father Mungu Baba he told me to tell the person that was here akaniambia nimwambie mtu aliyekuwa hapa with a bottle of alcohol in his hand akiwa na chupa ya pombe mkononi mwake to tell him kumwambia to go to Melchizedek. Kwenda kwa Melchizedek. The path was lit up by the glory. Ile barabara ilikuwa imewashwa na utukufu hata naiona leo hii. Right now. Sasa hivi. And so, na hivyo, this person asked me, shall I go with I have alcohol, I cannot go. 
Huyu mtu akaniuliza je naweza kwenda niko na pombe siwezi kwenda And then Melchizedek spoke. Kisha Melchizedek akaongea. Say tell him to come as he is. Akasema mwambie aje jinsi alivyo. And so when I told him. Hivyo basi nilipomwambia. When he began to walk. Alipoanza kutembea. The bottle dropped. Ile chupa ikaanguka. And he walked the path. Na akatembea katika ile njia. And Melchizedek received him. Naye Melchizedek akampokea. Then I knew that that was the mission to the earth. I knew kwamba hiyo ilikuwa huduma kwa huduma hii basi anajitokeza na na kuheshimu Mungu aliyejuu sana Mungu aliyejuu sana anapokisha asema katika jangwani hapa Where people are hungry. Mali ambapo watu wako na njaa. For bread. Do you remember when they followed him? Kwa ajili ya mkate. Je, unakumbuka walipomfuata? Because of bread. Kwa sababu ya mkate. Then he arrives with bread where there is no bread. Kisha akawasili na mkate mali ambapo hakuna mkate. Listen. Sikiza. Ugali, ugali. Ugali, ugali. And bread na mkate In Israel it is bread. Israeli ni mkate. Even here is bread. Hata hapa ni mkate. But you mix with ugali. Lakini mwachanganya na ugali. In this kind of setting where Abraham was living, katika muundo huu ambapo Abraham alikuwa akiishi, bread, mkate was a basic necessity of life lilikuwa hitaji la lazima katika maisha for you to be alive sustain your life energy walking doing things seeing wako wewe kuweza kuwa na nguvu ukitembea ukifanya vitu ukiona you needed bread ulihitaji mkate for existence kwa basic subsistence survival ili uweze kuendelea kuishi huh? what was melchizedek saying then melchizedek alikuwa akisema yapi basi he saying anasema they were digging the land abraham was digging the land they had wells they kept livestock abraham alikuwa akilima ardhi wako na visima wanafuga mifugo But when you have now wheat in storage then now that is for survival your life is stable. stable. Sasa ukiwa na ngano galani sasa hiyo ni kwa ajili ya kuendelea kwa maisha yako maisha yako because it supported life without listen without bread you died. Bila ya mkate ulikufa. Are you beginning to understand something? Unaula kila siku kwa ajili ya maisha ya kila siku. Then Melchizedek arrives with bread. Kisha Melchizedek anafika na mkate. Then he says, Kisha anasema, I am the living bread. 
Mimi ndimi mkate ulio hai. Then he goes ahead to say. Kisha anaendelea mbele kusema I'm the true bread of life. Mimi ni mkate wa kweli wa uzima. Then he turn around and say. Kisha anageuka na kusema my flesh. Mwili wangu you must eat. Lazima muule mwili wangu. The disciples wanafunzi they throw in the towel. Wana wanakata tamaa. They walk away. Wanaondoka. They say this is a difficult gospel. Wakasema hii ni hard gospel. Hii ni injili ambayo ni ngumu sana. Nani anayeweza kuamini hii? The gospel of eating human flesh. Injili ya kula mwili wa binadamu. So when Melchizedek arrived, wakati Melchizedeki alipofika with bread, na mkate, and wine, na divai. He was essentially saying, kimsingi alikuwa akisema number one, jambo la kwanza, that my mailing address is in heaven. Kwamba mahali ambapo nimetoka ni mbinguni. Anwani yangu ni mbinguni. Number one. Jambo la kwanza. My mailing address is in heaven. Anwani yangu ni mbinguni. I come from heaven. Ninatoka mbinguni. Number two, Jambo la pili. He was saying, alikuwa akisema, that just as you need bread to sustain your life, kwamba kama vile unavyotuhitaji mkate ili uweze kuishi on a daily basis, katika nyanja ya kila siku. If you don't eat it you die, right? Ikiwa hautaula utakufa, sivyo? So you were saying, Bible alikuwa akisema that he is the source of life. Kwamba yeye ndiye chanzo cha uzima. Are we starting to understand a little bit? Je, tumeanza kuelewa kiasi? That he is the source of life. Kwamba yeye ndiye chanzo cha maisha. Then to eat my flesh. Nasema kula mwili wangu. Drink my blood. Na unywe damu yangu. Number three. Nambari tatu. He was saying alikuwa akisema But if I do not go to the cross at Calvary and die no man can live kwamba nisipoenda msalabani pale Calvary na nife hakuna mwanadamu awezaye kuishi If I don't go to the cross at Calvary kama sitakwenda msalabani Calvary no man can live hakuna mwanadamu awezaye kuishi At that time katika wakati ule bread was an absolute necessity mkate ulikuwa hitaji kabisa linalohitajika for life kwa ajili ya maisha for existence kwa ajili ya kuishi for sustenance kwa ajili ya kuendelea for survival kwa ajili ya kuishi for energy kwa ajili ya nguvu for function to be functional ili uweze kufanya kazi at that time katika wakati ule There was an acute shortage of bread. Kulikuwa na upungufu wa mkate. Like I have said. Kama vile nilivyosema, the famines were there. Kulikuwa na njaa. Acute shortage of bread here on the earth. Uhaba mdogo wa mkate hapa duniani. And we all know. Na sote tunajua that no bread had arrived yet 
kwamba hakuna mkati ambao ulikuwa umefika kutoka mbinguni so there was a true shortage kwa hivyo kwa kweli kulikuwa na uhaba wa kweli for spiritual life kwa ajili ya maisha ya kiroho Are we understanding a little bit? Je, tunaelewa kiasi? So there was a true shortage. Kwa hivyo kulikuwa na uhaba wa kweli. For spiritual life. Kwa ajili ya maisha ya kiroho. Because while the fall had taken place. Kwa sababu mwanguko ulikuwa umefanyika. But the bread had not come. Lakini mkate haukuwa umekuja. Suddenly without warning he appears with bread and wine. Ghafla bila onyo anajitokeza na mkate na divai. We continue. Tunaendelea. Melchizedek Melchizedek was essentially telling mankind Kimsingi alikuwa akimwambia mwanadamu Abraham Abraham mankind mwanadamu that he is the bread of life kwamba yeye ni mkate wa uzima Melchizedek Melchizedek was also telling Abraham pia alikuwa akimwambia Abrahamu the this covenant he is carrying kwamba agano hili ambalo analibeba is for the new testament ni kwa ajili ya agano jipya and therefore na hivyo basi he that is going to pour that blood there yeye ambaye atakwenda kuimwaga hiyo damu huko look now tazama sasa he appeared before him akajitokeza mbele zake and he said na akasema I am your blessing that God promised. Mimi ndio baraka yako ambayo Mungu aliahidi. Many said, na kisha akasema, I am the seed of Abraham. Mimi ndiye mbegu ya Abrahamu. Then he sanctified the lineage. Kisha akatakasa ukoo. Through which he would come through Bethlehem. Ambayo kwao angekuja kupitia Bethlehem. Are we together? Je, tuko pamoja? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. He essentially said, Kimsingi alisema, when he said he is the source of life, a life giver. Look now, Alipose. the Father gives life. I've read it for you. The Father gives life, so even I give life. He he wrote there. The Messiah said, Messiah alisema kwamba baba anapeana uzima, hata hata yeye pia anapeana uzima. We just read that. Tumesoma hiyo pia. So by saying so hivyo kwa kusema hivyo Melchizedek was telling Abraham Melchizedek alikuwa akimwambia Abraham that are you aware kwamba je unajua I am the bread of life mimi ni mkate wa uzima meaning I'm the source of life kumaanisha mimi ndiye chanzo cha uzima but are you aware lakini je unajua that i am part of the trinity kwamba mimi ni sehemu ya utatu if the father gives life ikiwa baba anapeana uzima and i also give it nami pia naipeana that means i am part of the trinity hiyo yamaanisha kwamba mimi ni sehemu ya utatu source of life chanzo cha maisha melchizedek was saying melchizedek alikuwa akisema that his blood was given during the laying of the foundation of this earth kwamba damu yake ilipeanwa katika kuwekwa kwa misingi ya dunia hii 
John chapter 1 verse 1. Yohana mlango wa kwanza mstari wa kwanza. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The bread of life. Mkate wa uzima. katika dunia second peter chapter 2 petro him all things were made vitu vyote viliumbwa kwa kwa yeye without him pasipo yeye nothing was made hakuna chochote kilichoumbwa ambacho kiliumbwa that is what melchizedek was saying to abraham hicho ndicho ambacho I am part of the Trinity. Mimi ni sehemu ya utatu and I am the seed of Abraham. Nami ni mbegu ya Abrahamu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says, Kisha anasema Because he said, kwa sababu alisema, the father and him are one. Baba na yeye ni kitu kimoja. Unless somebody eat of his flesh, ijapokuwa mtu ale mwili wake and drink his blood, na kunywa damu yake, you cannot have life. Hawezi kuwa na uzima. Meaning, kumaanisha He was essentially saying to humanity Kimsingi alikuwa akiwaambia wanadamu that look kwamba tazama I am one with the Father in the Trinity Mimi ni kitu kimoja pamoja na Baba katika utatu But lakini the Father has sent me Baba amenituma mimi to you kwenu And yet na ile hali between the father and I kati ya baba na mimi we have an eternal covenant and that's what I've just read tuko na agano la milele hicho ndicho ambacho nimesoma tu the word was and the word was with god and the word was god na neno lilikuwa na mungu na neno alikuwa ni mungu so hivyo Melchizedek, Melchizedek and God the Father the Lord God na Mungu Baba Bwana Mungu they have a covenant of eternity eternity wako na agano la umilele umilele and the father na baba is the redeemer ni mkombozi so the father kwa hivyo baba the redeemer mkombozi has sent melchizedek amemtan amemtuma melchizedeki mwana the son mwana and as he sent the son na anapomtuma mwana to bring the covenant of the grace kuleta agano la neema but lakini the son still holds the covenant of eternity with the father mwana bado anashikilia agano la umilele pamoja na baba and so na hivyo 
in that way katika njia hiyo the people that come to the son watu wanaokuja kwa mwana they receive salvation of the grace wanapokea uokovu wa neema and as they do so na wanapofanya hivyo they are able to now access the covenant of eternity wanaweza sasa kufikia agano la umilele through the covenant that melchizedek has with the father kupitia agano ambalo melchizedek alionalo na baba and that's why he said na hiyo ndio sababu akasema my body my flesh is the true food mwili wangu ni chakula cha kweli unless a man eats from my flesh ichapokuwa mwanadamu ale mwili wangu he cannot live hawezi akaishi meaning kumaanisha he was saying alikuwa akisema that he is the source kwamba yeye ndiye chanzo of your salvation cha wokovu wako that god the father kwamba mungu baba has taken the salvation of the grace amechukua wokovu wa neema and placed in his life na kuweka katika maisha yake so which means ambayo inamaanisha only those that eat his flesh ni wale tu wanaoula mwili wake can now access eternal life wanaweza sasa kufikia uzima wa milele in other words kwa maneno mengine the holy to repent and receive jesus kutubu na kumpokea yesu and the holy communion na meza ya bwana ai ai did you understand the conversation with melchizedek je ulielewa mazungumzo na melchizedek and there's so much and not much time na na kuna mengi na sina muda mwingi can i come to now unveiling the seed of abraham je sasa naweza kuja kwa kufunua mbegu ya abrahamu in a more real way now katika njia ya uhalisia zaidi sasa are we together je tuko pamoja are we ready je tuko tayari the book of genesis 22 kitabu cha mwanzo 22 genesis 22 mwanzo 22 This one says He inasema because he is the seed of Abraham kwa sababu yeye ni mbegu ya Abrahamu but he says lakini anasema the savior mwokozi would be the glorious lamb of god atakuwa now i want to go into some very deep conversation here atakuwa maana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu manake sasa the other sacrifice we had je now is going to be unveiled here sasa inaenda kuwa ya bilindi sana. Hai. Hai. I tell you. Nakwambia. No it's a journey. I told you it's an expedition through the Bible. There's so much I have cut because I look at your faces. You're not patient. You want real quick reactionary gospel. <laughs> You're not into processes. Hamtaki kupitishiwa katika hatua. My daughter uh, Caro Bishop Caro you don't like processes this generation Caro kizazi hiki akitaki kupitia kwenye mchakato But he saying lakini anasema that God took salvation and put on Melchizedek on Jesus kwamba Mungu alichukua wokovu na akaweka kwa Melchizedek kwa Yesu And is also saying na pia anasema that when the time for the return of the Messiah is near kwamba wakati wa kurudi kwa Mesia umekaribia Then he writes me a note. Kisha ananiandikia. A note. Ananiandikia the way a friend writes to a friend. Kama vile rafiki anavyomwandikia rafiki. 
and he, he write me a note and that note na katika huo waraka is written imeandikwa Melchizedek's day siku ya Melchizedek is known as the day of light inajulikana kama siku ya nuru then he brings it all the way close to me to read kisha anaileta kote kote karibu nami ili kusoma can you imagine that And, and then reading it you know and, and now telling me so many things mambo mengi zaidi number one jambo la kwanza that melchizedek is christ kwamba melchizedek ni kristo because you know the bible goes silent over there kwa sababu unajua biblia imenyamaa upande ule the bible sometimes goes quite silent no genealogy No father, Biblia. no mother, no beginning of days, no end of days, no origin. He just appeared and disappeared. Biblia inaweza ikanyamaa kwa sababu hamna ukoo, hakuna mwanzo wala mwisho. But when the day of rapture is near. Lakini wakati siku ya unyakuzi imekaribia. Then I understand the prayer. Kisha nikaelewa ombi. Father, Baba, sanctify me nitakase and mimi. sanctify them na ukawatakase pia because they are not of the world anymore just kwa, as i am not kwa sababu wao sio wa ulimwengu tena kama vile mimi ni sivyo wa ulimwengu then he says kisha anasema father baba now i've finished the work i've glorified you on the earth sasa nimemaliza kazi nimekutukuza ulimwenguni father can i'm coming back can you now put me back to the original glory i had with you before i came je sasa unaweza kuniweka katika ule utukufu niliokuwa nao pamoja nawe kabla nije i understood that prayer very much nilielewa hilo ombi sana sana from the note the written note melchizedek day is known as the day of light kutokana na ile waraka iliyoandikwa kwamba siku ya Melchizedek iliyojulikana kama siku ya nuru because in other words what i understood is this kwa sababu kwa maneno mengine nilichoelewa nicho hiki i understood nilielewa that now kwamba sasa when christ said that prayer please return me back to melchizedek wakati kristo aliposema ombi hilo kwamba tafadhali nirudishe katika melchizedek the lord did it bwana aliitenda only that this time around ni kwamba tu wakati huo he added more glory akamongezea utukufu zaidi because now the victory he has achieved on the cross kwa and redeemed his people also kwa that was added right sasa ushindi aliupata msalabani na kuwakomboa watu wake hiyo pia ikaongezekwa ikaongezwa hiyo pia ikaongezwa that was added to him also hiyo pia ikaongezwa kwake but you can understand you can understand now lakini unaweza ukaelewa sasa because he's saying kwa sababu anasema when the day of rapture is near wakati siku ya unyakuzi imekaribia then he is calling it melchizedek's day kisha anaita siku ya melchizedek does it mean when he went back the king of glory now of course definitely he went back and took his original glory je yamaanisha kwamba aliporudi hata hivyo aliporudi ali but he has many crowns lakini yako na taji nyingi but now i've been alerted that he is also called melchizedek lakini sasa nimepewa ila nime, nimeweza kuambiwa kwamba pia anaitwa melchizedek nimepashwa tayari nimepashwa tayari kwamba anaitwa melchizedek pia hallelujah hallelujah and so now na hivyo basi sasa 
This salvation of the grace has to be accessed through Jesus alone. alone. There, there is no Hindu priest that can take you to heaven. There is no Laibon that can do enchantments and bring you to heaven. It's only through Christ Jesus. There is no Islam that can take you to heaven. That is very clear here. Hallelujah. So can we look at the seed of Abraham, the, the Lamb of God? Then you will understand Melchizedek better. Are you ready or not yet? How many are ready? Thank you. You are still very energized. Let us read then. The book of Genesis 22. The seed of Abraham that come to sanctify the church. And there are many things that will come out of there as we, as we read along. Are we ready now? Do you remember what Abraham was longing for? A son. And he called him. Isaac. One and only begotten son. Now let us see if that was the seed of Abraham. Let us read. Genesis 22. Some time later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your one and only son, whose name is called Isaac. Ambaye jina lake ni Isaki whom you love most umpendaye and go with him to the region of the Moria wende pamoja naye katika inchi ya Moria does somebody remember the covenant on the land je mtu anakumbuka agano la inchi ya ardhi agano la ardhi when we were we found the right land with the two hills we needed Moria and Calvary then we purchased it by a covenant tulipata ardhi tuliyohitaji ikiwa na milima miwili Moria na Karmeri na tukainunua does somebody remember the sacrifice by splitting into half je mtu anakumbuka dhabihu ya kukatwa mara mbili then he says here kisha anasema hapa look what he says he says here take your son your only son Isaac whom you love very much and take him to the region of the Moria and sacrifice him there for me as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I'll tell you about over there 
Abraham knew exactly what God was talking about. Abraham alijua aswa Mungu alikuwa anazungumzia nini. He knew to he would have to take Isaac and split into half. Alijua kwamba itabidi amchukue Isaac na kumkata mara mbili. Do you remember when I told you hold on to this sacrifice I'm coming back to you. Je, mnakumbuka nilipowaambia kwamba ngojeni katika dhabihu nitarudi kwenu. He was bad. Ilikuwa mbaya. Because kwa sababu it is contradictory ina kinzana to what he had received na kile alichopokea in Genesis 12 katika mwanzo 12 he had been told alikuwa ameambiwa the descendants uko would be like the stars utakuwa kama nyota you know sometimes unajua wakati mwingine if it is in this real life here ikiwa iko katika maisha haya ya hapa because sometimes kwa sababu wakati mwingine the reason he moved abraham away sababu ambayo alimuondoa abrahamo is because ni kwa sababu he knew he was going to tell him this kind of thing alijua atakwenda kumwambia kitu ya aina hii and with family around this can be problematic right na familia ikiwa karibu hapo hii inaweza kuwa na shida sana sana all of a sudden the grandparents have entered the uncles have entered the house everybody has now seated kila mtu sasa wameketi they have come from far wametoka mbali sisi pia wanasema sisi pia kule kwetu kule kwetu hatukuona ubaya yoyote hatukuona ubaya yoyote mvua hata imekuja kidogo ikaisha tu hivi they start saying things like that in the living room and you know that these people have an agenda na unajua kwamba watu hawa wako na agenda and they start saying you know na wanaanza kusema mambo mambo ya dini 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 inasumbua <laughs> mambo ya dini dini inasumbua they would dissuade him wangemshawishi that's why god separated him first you remember alimtenganisha kwanza mungu ilibidi amtenganishe because he knew he was going to tell him this kind of thing kwa sababu alijua ataenda kumwambia kitu kama hichi take your son kwamba mchukue mwana wako you are one and only son mwana wako tena mmoja wa kipekee yule ambaye ulimpata katika mambo ambayo ni ya ugumu zaidi after giving up baada ya kukata tamaa a miracle son na mwana ambaye ni wa miujiza and one like this na mmoja tu na ambaye kwa ahadi imewekwa take him there muchukue huko and slaughter him for na muchinje huko kwa ajili yangu they knew that that would amount to human sacrifice or cult walijua kwamba hiyo itaisifika kuwa dhabihu ya kibinadamu it's human sacrifice they call it kafara ya binadamu kuleta chini na kuchinja. Hey. So he had to separate him. Kwa hivyo ilibidi amtenganishe. Alone peke yake. So he can tell him such things. Ili kwamba akamwa He wants to bring out the seed of God. Anaongea na huyu mwana. Na huyu mtu kwa njia. Anataka kuleta mbegu. He wants to bring out the savior. Anataka kuleta mwokozi. But they would pull him out. Lakini watamvuta kumuondoa kwa hiyo. They would dissuade him. 
watamushawishi and that's why now you understand the separation na hiyo ndio sababu sasa unaelewa kutenganishwa hallelujah hallelujah and so na hivyo basi abraham abrahamu he had heavy things alikuwa na mambo mazito alisikiza mazito alisikiza mazito because to go and cut into half kwa sababu kwenda kupasua mara mbili you people have sons nyinyi watu mnawana please tafadhali to tell to tell somebody he, he might think he might say hiyo ujumbe imetoka kwa Mungu ama imetoka wapi Somebody may ask is that message from God or from who? He will start wondering is that the voice of God or I've heard a bad voice. Ataanza kushangaa je hiyo ni sauti ya Mungu au ni sauti mbaya? He may think a devil is telling him God brought you here. But the Lord wants to bring out the sanctifier, the Messiah, the redeemer, the savior. He wants to bring out a savior. Anataka kumleta mwokozi. To sanctify the church. Ili kulitakasa kanisa. With his own blood. Na damu yake mwenyewe. And right now. Na sasa hivi. Jehovah has the land. Jehovah ako na ardhi. And he has Abraham who is willing. Na ako na Abraham ambaye ana hiari. So God is too complicated right now. Kwa hivyo Mungu sasa ana utaratifu mwingi. He is virtually unstoppable now. Hata hivyo hawezi kusimama. The Messiah must come. Masii lazima aje. Hey. It's an unbelievable situation. Ni tukio ambalo ni la kushangaza. Because you might wonder what voice you heard, right? Kwa sababu unaweza ukashangaa ni sauti gani uliyoisikia. You have a son, my daughter. Wewe una mwana binti wangu. You might quit a religion. Unaweza ukaachana na dini. You might quit a religion. Unaweza ukaachana na dini. It's bad. It's mbaya. Ni mbaya sana. The Messiah has to come. Masihi lazima aje. And it's in a stunning way. Na iko katika njia ya kushtua. Melchizedek has already stood before him. Melchizedek tayari amesimama mbele yako. And said we must do it. Na kusema lazima tuitende. Can you sit down a moment? Je, mnaweza keti chini kidogo? And then he says the following. Kisha anasema yafuatayo. He says go to the region of Moria. Anasema nenda katika eneo la Moria. Remember the two mountains. Kumbuka milima miwili. There is Mount Calvary. Kuna mlima Calvary and then Mount Moria. Alafu mlima Moria. This is very powerful. Hii ni ya nguvu sana. Mighty, my daughter just kubwa sana binti wangu. Okay, very powerful. Ya nguvu sana. Thank you so much. You share with them, right? Asante They're sana. Tashiriki na wao. So now kwa hivyo sasa the two mountains milima miwili we have moria and calvary be very careful as we, na moria as we move forward now be careful about that makinika tunapoendelea sasa the two mountains milima miwili and then he says alafukisha anasema ali the next morning abraham got up and saddled the donkey abraham akaamka asubuhi na mapema siku iliyofuata akamtayarisha punda wake he took with him his two servants 
akawachukua watumishi wake wawili and his son Isaac pamoja na Isaki mwanawe when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering baada ya kuchanja kuni za kutosha kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka ya kuteketezwa he set out for the place God had told him about akaondoka kuelekea mahali Mungu alipokuwa amemwambia mstari wa 4 on the third day Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance ya tatu Abrahamu akainua macho akapaona mahali pale kwa mbali Can I say something? Jeremiah sema kitu He had enough room of three days to change his mind. Alikuwa na muda wa kutosha wa siku tatu ya kubadilisha mawazo yake. Siku tatu change his mind. Ya kubadilisha mawazo yake on that journey. Ya hiyo safari. But he did not. Lakini hakubadilisha. That is so powerful. Hiyo ni ya nguvu sana sana. For three days. Kwa siku tatu he traveled. Akasafiri. He was going. Alikuwa akienda. Amazing. Ya shangaza. And then he says. Kisha akasema He looked up and saw the place in the distance. Akaangalia akaona mahali kwa umbali. Mustari wa 5. He said to his servants, akawaambia watumishi wake, stay here with the donkey. Kaini hapa pamoja na punda. While I and the boy go over there. Wakati mimi na kijana tunakwenda kule. We we will worship. Tutakwenda kuabudu. And we then we we will come back. We. Na kisha tutarudi tutarudi wakiwa wawili. How? Namna gani? Do you hear the prophecy Abraham gives now? Je, unaona amba unawasikia unabii ambao Abraham anapeana sasa? Is somebody with me? Je, mtu yuko pamoja nami? Now Abraham gives a prophecy. Sasa Abraham anapeana unabii. He knows what Jehovah has told him to do. Anajua kile ambacho Yehova amemwambia akifanye. To split open. Akakate mara mbili. And now, na sasa In verse 5 of Genesis 22. Katika mstari wa 5 wa mwanzo 22. He goes ahead and tells the servants. Anaenda mbele na kuambia watumishi that for you remain here. Kwamba kwenu nyinyi bakini hapa mnaweza kubaki hapa. The boy and I we are going up this mountain. Kijana na mimi tunakwenda katika mlima huu to worship. Kwenda kuabudu and then alafu when we are finished tutakapomaliza we will come back. Tutarudi. Can you imagine that? Je, unaweza ukawazia hiyo? What is it that Abraham knew? Ninini you don't know. Ninini hicho ambacho Abraham alijua ambacho haujui wewe. How can you go and slaughter him and then say we will come back with him? Unawezaje kwenda na kumchinja alafu useme tutarudi pamoja na yeye? We we tuta tu. That is now the prophecy. Sasa huo ni unabii. That is a big prophecy to the church. Huo ni unabii mkubwa kabisa kwa kanisa. To the church. Kwa kanisa. The mighty prophecy. Unabii mkubwa sana. The those that will believe in Jesus will eat that flesh and drink that blood. Kwamba wale watakaoamini katika Yesu watakunywa hiyo damu na kuula mwili huo. They will go. Watakwenda and they will come back na watarudi because it is sacrifice the paying for sins 
ni dhabihu kulipia for sins to pay kulipia dhambi kulipia dhambi judgment hukumu things are tough mambo ni mazito you cannot even say that he feared that the servants were going to ask him questions hauwezi hata ukauliza kwamba watumishi watakwenda kuuliza maswali huwezi ukasema ya kwamba aliogopa kusema ya kwamba atarudi peke yake kwa maana alijua hao vijana wangesikia huyu mzee anasema anaenda huko atarudi peke yake wangeleta utata pale na yeye Did you understand in English now? So he's saying that you cannot even say that Abraham feared the servants that if I tell them that I'm going to sacrifice the boy they're going to tie me up and report me to the authorities, right? Did you understand? Je ulielewa? You cannot. He said, we are going to worship. Tunaenda kuabudu. And we will come back. Na tutarudi. Yeah. And that became a big prophecy for the church. Na hiyo ikafanyika unabii mkubwa kabisa kwa kanisa. And verse 19 is even a bigger prophecy we are going to get to it 19. Na mstari wa 19 ndio unabii mkubwa zaidi tutaifikia. Now encompassing so this one here talks about resurrection everything this one also. Hii inazungumzia kuhusu kila kitu hapa. Huu unabii hapa. The seed of Abraham has to come out. Mbegu ya Abraham lazima ijitokeze. Let us proceed and see. Hebu tuendelee na tuone. He says, Anasema Verse 6. Come back. Na tutarudi. Yeah. And that became a big prophecy for the church. Na hiyo ikafanyika unabii mkubwa kabisa kwa kanisa. And verse 19 is even a bigger prophecy we are going to get to it 19. Na mstari wa 19 hata ndio unabii mkubwa zaidi tutaifikia. Now encompassing so this one here talks about resurrection everything this one also. Hii inazungumzia kuhusu kila kitu hapa. Huu unabii hapa. The seed of Abraham has to come out mbegu ya abrahamu lazima ijitokeze let us proceed and see hebu tuendelee na tuone he says anasema mastic abram took the wood for the jack isaki akasema the fire and the wood are here moto na kuni zipo Isaac said Isaki akasema But where is the lamb for the burnt offering Je Yuko wapi maana kondoo kwa ajili ya sadaka ya kuteketezwa Very logical question right Very The little, the little boy just thought about it and said just a moment kijana mdogo akafikiria right? akasema nini kinaendelea hapa can i ask you understand je naweza kuuliza unaelewa 
and he asked the father na baba. he said the fire and the wood i see anasema moto na kuni ninaona but where is the lamb for the burnt offering for the burnt offering the lamb lamb lakini yuko wapi mwana kondoo kwa ajili ya sadaka ya kuteketezwa what is going on here what is this going on here nini kiambacho kinaendelea hapa and then he says kisha anasema Abraham answered Abrahamo akamjibu Look at that powerful prophecy of the seed of Abraham Azama unabii huo wa nguvu wa mbegu ya Abrahamo Mbegu ya Abrahamo Mbegu ya Abrahamo Abraham answered Abrahamo akajibu God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son Mungu mwenyewe atajipatia mana kondoo kwa ajili ya sadaka mwanangu. And they still went on together. You see that? Nao hawa wili wakaendelea mbele pamoja. Unaona hiyo? When they reached the place God had told him about. Walipofika mahali pale alipokuwa ameambiwa na Mungu. Abraham built up an altar. Abrahamo akajenga madhabahu and arranged the wood on it. Akaziweka kuni juu yake because the parallel that you are seeing here. Kwa sababu huyo mfululizo ambao unaona hapa. The parallel. Ile sambamba ambayo unaiona hapa. The similarity. Kule kufanana is that Isaac carries the wood. Ni kwamba Isaki anabeba kuni up the mountain. Juu katika mlima and on another mountain we're going to discuss shortly na kwa mlima mwingine ambao utakwenda kujadili kwa muda mfupi jesus carries the wood yesu anabeba mbao mti towards the mountain kuelekea katika mlima and then alafu as we are seeing here shortly isaac is being offered on the altar of the wood kama vile ambavyo tunaona hapa isaki anatolewa kustadabiu katika juu ya mbao and the lord jesus was also offered on the altar of the wood na bwana yesu pia alitolewa dhabihu katika madhabahu ya mbao did i tell you that genesis 3:15 would open up a cascade of every prophecy pointing at the messiah every prophecy every prophecy everything pointing at the messiah je siniliwaambia mwanzo 3:15 itafunua ule mfululizo wa kila unabii ukikonyezea na kumuelekezea messiah church service on a friday ibada ya jumapili katika siku ya ijumaa an extended sermon mahubiri yaliyoendelezwa sana ai amazing yashangaza that now they are going up kwamba sasa wanapaa juu wanaenda juu he is carrying his the wood anabeba kuni the father the knife and the fire baba kisu na pia moto ai ai the level of abraham is a classic nicha ajabu can somebody give me some water to the pastors from uganda please they are here so the, the level of sanctification of abraham kiwango cha utakaso cha abraham you can be so sanctified to that level that you just go like that Unaweza kutakasika kwa kiwango kama hicho kwamba unaenda tu hivyo People quit religion Watu wanaachana na dini They literally quit it takes another route Kialisia wanaachana The Ugandan pastors are here thank you Thank you so much Thank you Thank you give my daughter also 
Thank you so much indeed. The Lord bless you. And then the Archbishop from Uganda is somewhere. Thank you so much. And so, the level of sanctification of Abraham is a lesson on his own about sanctification. You can be so separated from the world like that. Just, it's unbelievable. But I realize that there is one also undergoing this kind of sanctification walking like that. Lakini nikagundua kwamba kuna mmoja pia ambaye anapitia aina hiyo ya utakaso namna hiyo. If heaven ikiwa mbinguni can testify on his behalf. Inaweza kushuhudia kwa niaba yake. Which other human being does he need? Je, ni mwanadamu mwingine anayehitaji ashuhudie kwa ajili yake? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so now. Na hivyo basi sasa. The level of sanctification of Isaac is also disturbing. Kiwango cha utakaso cha Isaka pia kinachukua. Can disappear for you in the forest for one week, right? Kwa sababu mtoto anawe until you go to your grandmother is where you find him seated there hadi uende kwa nyanya yako utampata huko ameketi but even there ako chonjo chonjo if a guest comes is in the bush lakini hata huko ako chonjo chonjo mgeni akija ameingia kichakani the present child watoto wa sasa they will escape wangetoroka So this is a scenario it is a standard for the church to follow kwa hivyo hili ni tukio ni kiwango kwa kanisa kwa This is a big challenge for Na uweze kuchangwa moto. A very big challenge. Ni changamoto kubwa kwa kanisa. Because he says, kwa sababu anasema The fire and the wood I see. Kuni na moto naziona. Isaac said. Isaki akasema. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Lakini yuko wapi mwana kondoo kwa ajili ya sadaka ya kuteketezwa? Abraham akajibu. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son. Mwanangu, Mungu mwenyewe atajipatia mwana kondoo kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka. And the two went on. Now how wawili wakaendelea mbele. When they reached the place God had told him about Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Walipofika mahali pale alipokuwa ameambiwa na Mungu Abrahamu akajenga madhabahu hapo akaziweka kuni juu yake And he goes on to say Na anaendelea kusema He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood Akamfunga Isaki mwanawe na akamlaza kwenye madhabahu juu ya zile kuni You can imagine Unaweza ukawazia to catch the child and tie his hands kushika mtoto na kufunga mikono yake and tie his legs na kufunga miguu yake and carry him and put him on top of the altar na kumbeba na kumweka juu ya madhabahu somebody look here mtu tazama hapa and the child is lying there just looking at the father like this na mtoto amelala pale tu akimwangalia babake namna hii like this namna hii the, 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 the refusal to fight back by Isaac kule kukataa kupigana kutoka kwa Isaki when a death sentence has been pronounced wakati ambapo ile kipo kimetangazwa for Isaac to refuse to fight back kwa Isaki kukataa kupigana it is similar to me inafanana kwangu mimi to Isaiah 53 na Isaiah 53 
Isaiah 53 verse 7. I told you. After Genesis 3:15, everything began to roll out pointing, pointing, pointing there, pointing at him. The Messiah. The Lamb of God. Isaac does not cry. Children are known to cry. And resist. And fight back. And he was not young. To, 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 to do some chaos there. Unbelievable. Yes, Changaza. Verse 7 of Isaiah 53 he says He was oppressed and afflicted yet he did not open his mouth he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before a shearer is silent so did he not open his mouth do you see some similarities? This uncommon obedience of Isaac. Refusing to fight back. He carried his own wood going up. Isaac. Isaac. And also was the one and only begotten son. Whom he loves. And you remember at the baptismal pool when the Holy Spirit descended on him. The and the voice said the one and only begotten son whom the father loves are you seeing a pointer but when Abraham said my son the Lord Jehovah himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice which of the two hills did Abraham see let us read on it's amazing this is Oh, the sanctifier. Sanctification of the church is central to God the Father. Central. Now you see they are saying this. Yes. Thank you. So, so this is amazing. Can I move on? When they reach the place, God had told him about Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood 
on the altar on top of the wood walipofika mahali pale alipokuwa alipokuwa ameambiwa na Mungu Abrahamu akajenga madhabahu hapo akaziweka kuni juu yake akamfunga Isaki mwanawe na akamlaza kwenye madhabahu juu ya zile kuni then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slew the boy to slay the boy to slay his son kisha akanyosha mkono wake na akachukua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe That, that's tough, right? Hiyo ni ngumu. That is the highest level of sanctification now. Hicho ni kiwango cha juu zaidi cha utakaso sasa kutembea na Mungu. You have to do it. Lazima uifanye. Because God has said it. Kwa sababu Mungu ameisema. Look what he says here now. Tazama kile ambacho anasema hapa sasa. He says, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Lakini malaika wa Bwana akamuita kutoka mbinguni akamwambia Abrahamu Abrahamu Here I am he replied Akajibu mimi hapa Do not lay a hand on the boy he said Do not do anything to him Akamwambia usimdhuru kijana wala usimtendee jambo lolote Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your one and only son whom you love. Sasa ninajua kwamba unamcha Mungu kwa sababu hukunizuilia mwanao mwana wako wa pekee umpendaye. The conversation is actually between God the Father and Abraham. The Father is not talking to Isaac not at all. You know you noted that right? Mazungumzo iko kati ya Mungu Baba na Abrahamu. Mungu aongee na Isaaki. Look at what happened now. Tazama kilichotendeka sasa. Then Abraham looked up, not sideways, not down, up. Kisha Abrahamu akainua macho yake juu, juu sio kando. Up, juu inamaanisha juu. Up, juu inamaanisha juu. Then Abraham looked up. Abrahamu akainua macho yake akaangalia juu. And there in a thicket is so a ram caught by its horns. Akaona kondoo dume amenaswa pembe zake. So caught by its horns. Amenaswa pembe zake. First of all, why a ram not a lamb? Kwanza kabisa, kwa nini kondoo dume na wala si mwana kondoo? But let's first handle this part. Hebu kwanza tushughulikie sehemu hii. The horns are caught, they are rested in the thicket, cannot come out with the thorns. Pembe zimeshikwa kwenye kichaka, haziwezi kutoka pamoja na miiba. The horns are inside the thicket arrested, caught up with thorns, can, can, cannot come out zile pembe zake zimeshikwa katikati ya kichaka zimeshikwa na miiba haiwezi akatoka what is the meaning of the horns coat by the thicket je maana ya pembe zile kushikwa katikati ya kichaka inamaanisha nini the horns coat up locked in the thicket genesis chapter 3:14 to 19 zile pembe zimeshikwa katikati ya kichaka mwanzo tatu 14 to 19 14:19 The meaning of the horns locked inside the thorns of the thicket Maana ya pembe kushikwa ndani ya kichaka Genesis 3:14 to 19 What is this that arrested the horns of this ram Ni nini hiki 
ambacho kiliweza kushika pembe za huyu kondoo dume sio mwana kondoo so the lord said to the serpent because you have done this cast are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals hivyo bana mungu akamwambia nyoka kwa kuwa umefanya hili umelaaniwa kuliko wanyama wote wa kufugwa na waporeni you will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life utatambaa kwa tumbo lako na kula mavumbi siku zote za maisha yako and that tells you that the snake used to walk somehow inakuambia kwamba nyoka alikuwa akitembea kwa njia fulani only then after the cast on the belly hiyo baada ya baada ya laana kaanza kutembea kwa tumbo kutambaa kwa tumbo mstari wa 15 And I'll put enmity between you and the woman. Nami nitaweka uadui kati yako na huyo mwanamke. And between your offspring and the offspring of the woman. Na kati ya uzao wako na wake. Between your seed and the seed of the woman. Kati ya mbegu yako na mbegu ya mwanamke. He will crush your head, he will strike his heel atakuponda kichwa chako nawe utamgonga kisigino to the woman he said kwa mwanamke akasema i'm greatly increased your pain in childbearing nitakuzidishia sana utungu wakati wa kuzaa kwako with pain you will give birth to children kwa utungu utazaa watoto Your desire will be for your husband always and you rule over you. Tamaa yako itakuwa kwa mumeo naye atakutawala. To Adam he said, kwa Adamu akasema, because you listened to your wife and ate, the, ate from the tree about which I commanded you you must not eat of it. Kwa sababu umemsikiliza mke wako na ukala kutoka kwenye mti niliyokuamuru msile tunda lake. Cursed is the ground because of you. Ardhi imelaniwa kwa sababu yako. Through painful toil you will eat of it. Kwa kazi ngumu utakula chakula kitokacho humo all the days of your life siku zote za maisha yako mstari wa 18 it will produce thorns and thistles for you itazami bana mibaruti kwa ajili yako and you will eat the plants of the field nawe utakula mimea ya shambani by the sweat of your brow you will eat your food kwa jasho la uso wako utakula chakula chako until you return to the ground since from it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you will return hadi utakaporudi ardhini kwa kuwa ulitolewa kutoka humo kwa kuwa wewe umavumbi mavumbini wewe utarudi do you understand the thicket that caught his horns je unaelewa kwamba kile kichaka kilichoshika zile pembe zake Does somebody understand the thicket that caught the horns the head the head of the ram Unaelewa kile kichaka bacho kilishika zile pembe za yule kondoo dume Matthew 27:29 Mathayo 27:29 Preparing the church for the coming of the Messiah kuliandaa kanisa kwa ajili ya kukuja kwa Mesia that the church may be holy kwamba kanisa liwe takatifu that the church may know the price of salvation kwamba kanisa lipate kujua gharama ya wokovu Matthew 27:29 Mathayo 27:29 Jesus anasema and then 
they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head and they put a staff in his hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him Hail King of the Jews they said and they spat on him and they took the staff and struck his head and struck it again after they had mocked him they took off his clothes they humiliated my Lord and put his own clothes on him and then they led him away to crucify my Lord Mustari wa ishinatisa wasokotaji taji ya miba wakaiweka kichwa nipake wakamwekea fimbo katika mkono wake wa kume wakapiga magoti mbele zake na kumdhi haki wakisema salamu mfalme wa wayahudi wakamtemea mate wakachukua ile fimbo wakampiga kichwani tena na tena baada ya kumdhi haki wakamvua lile vazi wakamvika tena nguo zake kisha wakampeleka ili kumsulubisha the wrath of god gadabu ya mungu the law and judgment of god ile hukumu ya mungu against sin dhidi ya dhambi is what locked caught him arrested him hicho ndicho ambacho kilimshika by his head his horns kwa kichwa chake kwa pembe zake so he could not live he, 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 that's what he was telling he was telling Abraham here he said i am caught up in the law and judgment of god my blood has poured this is my body that has been broken ndicho ndicho ambacho alikuwa akimwambia Abrahamu kwamba nimeshikwa kwa ajili ya sheria na hukumu ya Mungu the law and the wrath of god has already arrested me sheria na ghadhabu ya Mungu tayari imekwisha kunishika there's nothing i can do Hakuna kitu ambacho ninaweza kufanya. I am already caught up in the wrath of God. Tayari nimekamatwa katika ghadhabu ya Mungu. That's why he appeared with the bread and the wine. Hiyo ndio sababu alijitokeza na mkate na divei. That this is my body. Kwamba huu ni mwili wangu that is going to be broken on the cross. Ambao utakwenda kuvunjwa msalabani. For people to feed to eat. Ili watu wapate kula. And this is my blood that is already going to pour na hii And he goes on to say kusema, John chapter 12 Yohana 12 John 12 verse 27 28 He says the following 12 27 28 My heart now my heart is troubled Sasa moyo wangu unafadhaika And what shall I say Father save me from this hour Baba niokoe na sahi No Allah La for it was for this very reason Lakini ni kwa kusudi hili that I came to this hour Nimeufikia wakati huu Father glorify your name 
baba litukuze jina lako so it is amazing here kwa hivyo inashangaza hapa while his soul is so troubled in pain wakati ambapo nafsi inafadhaika sana katika uchungu despair rejection na uzuni kukataliwa but he also realizes that it is he alone lakini pia anagundua kwamba ni yeye peke yake that must now ambaye sacrifice to save man ambaye lazima sasa atolewe dhabihu hukumu kwa mwanadamu because if Isaac is going to be offered that is going to be a lesser blood and human sacrifice occult na basi ikiwa Isaki atakwenda kutolewa dhabihu hiyo itakuwa dhabihu ya chini sana na ni kafara ya binadamu And so he all of a sudden realized that it is he who must do it. Naibu Gafla binfu akagundua kwamba ni yeye ambaye ni lazima aifanye. Because if you read on it says there's no name except the name of Jesus. Na kwa sababu under the earth everywhere only the supremacy of the name of Jesus reigns. Kwamba hakuna jina jingine. Isipokuwa jina la Yesu ni ukutu wa jina la Yesu ambao utatawala uwezi ukalipata lingine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The ram is caught up in the thorns. Kondo dume ameshikwa kwenye miiba. Matthew 26:39. Matayo 26:29. 26:39. Why, why is the, the why are the horns locked up? 26:29. Ni kwa nini pembe zimeshikwa kwenye miiba kichakani? 26:39. 26:29. Going a little further. He fell on his face on the ground and prayed, "My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will." Meaning the cup of the wrath of God, the cup of suffering. Akaenda mbele kidogo, akaanguka kifudifudi, akaomba, akisema, "Baba yangu, kama inawezekana, kikombe hiki na kieniepuke." Lakini si kama nitakavyo mimi bali kama utakavyo wewe. Psalm chapter 6 verse 3. Zaburi 6 mstari wa 3. Why are the horns of the ram locked in the thicket? Ni kwa nini pembe za kondoo dume zimeshikwa kichakani? Psalm 6 verse 3. Zaburi 6 mstari wa 3. My soul is in anguish. Nafsi yangu ina uchungu mwingi. How long O oh Lord how long? Mbaka lini e bwana mbaka lini save me because of your unfailing love uniokoe kwa sababu ya fadhili zako also isaiah 52 pia isaiah 52 which we read already 13 to 15 ambayo tulisoma tayari 13 hadi 15 he was damaged he was destroyed beyond human likeness kwamba aliharibiwa zaidi ya umbo la binadamu his horns are locked embe zake zimeshikwa meaning the wrath and judgment of god against sin your sin has arrested him ghadabu ya mungu dhidi ya dhambi zenu zimemkamata hawezi akaondoka ameshikwa namna hiyo fearing what's about to happen to him anaofia kile ambacho karibu kitamtendekea And he goes on and on Mark chapter 8:31. Na anaendelea na kuendelea Marko 8:31. Mark 8:31. Marko 8:31. This what he says and then we'll continue with Abraham on the hill called Moria. 
Hivi ndivyo anavyosema alafu taendelea na Abrahamu kwenye mlima uite wa Moria. Mark 8:31 says. Marko 8:31 asema He then began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed after 3 days rise again. Ndipo akaanza kuwafundisha wanafunzi wake kuwa mwana wa Adamu atapata mateso mengi na kukataliwa na wazee, viongozi na makuhani na walimu wa sheria na kwamba atauawa na baada ya siku tatu atafufuka. So let us go back now to Genesis 20:20 see what Abraham does. Hebu turudi katika mwanzo 22 tuone kile ambacho Abraham alifanya. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. Abrahamu akainua macho yake akaona juu kuna mwana kondoo dume ambaye ameshikwa katika kichaka. He went over and took the ram and slaughtered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Akaenda akamchukua huyo kondoo dume akamtoa awe sadaka ya kuteketezwa badala ya mwanawe. Now who can see clearly that prophecy? Nani ambaye anaweza kuona wazi wazi huo unabii? This particular prophecy here. Huu unabii haswa hapa. On verse 13. Katika mstari wa 13. Instead of his son. Badala ya mwanawe. That one that is being untied is you. Yule ambaye anafunguliwa ni wewe. It is you. Ni wewe. You are the one being untied. Wewe ndiwe ambaye unafunguliwa from the altar. Kutoka kwa madhabahu. Because of what has been introduced here in this interaction with Melchizedek. Now look at what has happened. Kwa sababu ya kile ambacho kimetangulizwa hapa na Melchizedek, tazama kinachotendeka hapa katika mlango wa 22. Now the substitute death. Substitute death has been introduced. Sasa kifo cha mbadala kimeletwa. Now one is able to die for you sasa, in, in place of you so the lord says untie him sasa mocha, so what you were supposed to pay for now he says untie him sasa, they untie the heart they untie the legs and they they help you to step they, the boy had to be helped to step down they help you to step down and release you sasa wanakufungua mikono na miguu yule kijana ilibidi asaidiwe kutoka katika madhabahu na kukuachilia sasa wewe when god wants to sanctify the church wakati mungu anataka kulitakasa kanisa look at that prophecy also verse 13 tazama huo unabii pia mstari wa 13 that now you will be exonerated you will be untied kwamba sasa utawekwa huru from on top of the altar where the knife is like was like this utafunguliwa sasa kutoka katika madhabahu mali ambapo kisu kilikuwa namna hii cut the neck kukata chingo but as the knife is like this don't harm him lakini wakati kisu kiko namna hii usimdhuru untie him don't do any harm. don't do anything to her usimdhurumbanye chochote and then they untie alafu wanamfungua and release to go na kumwachilia aende zake imagine what Isaac must have thought about his father as they were walking down je unaweza kuwazia kile ambacho Isaac alikuwa kusubabaki alipokuwa akitembea chini asante yes 
Ndiyo. He died in your place. Alikufa badala yako. He died instead of you. Alikufa badala yako. So Isaac here plays two roles. Kwa hivyo Isaki hapa anawakilisha anafanya wajibu mara mbili. As he climbs up, he emulates the Messiah, the Lamb of God. Anapopanda juu anafanya mfano wa Mesia. But once the ram is found, the ram now represents the prophecy of what is going to happen on Calvary. Lakini wakati kondoo dume anapopatikana and I will tell you who the ram is anyway. Na nitawaambia maana kondoo dume ni nani hata hivyo. The ram is the first contact that is Melchizedek. Yule maana kondoo dume ni yule aliyekuja wa kwanza ambaye ni Melchizedek. Ambaye ni Melchizedek. But you see now. Lakini waona sasa. Isaac cannot be slaughtered. Isaac hawezi akatolewa dhabihu. Because the lamb, the lamb has to pass through him and come out. Kwa sababu mwana kondoo lazima apitie kwake na atokeze. Through Bethlehem. Kupitia Bethlehem. And go to the cross. Na kwenda msalabani. And open up the gospel. Na kufungua injili. The entire gospel. Injili yote. Has to now be opened up kama sasa imefunuliwa na ishara na maajabu hallelujah sasa tuko pamoja kwa hivyo mwana kondoo dume ni yule aliyekuja wa kwanza huyo ni melkizedeki lakini huo ulikuwa unabii the lamba lamb mwana kondoo the lamb isaac cannot be slaughtered because The lamb has to pass through Isaac and come out. Isaac hawezi akatolewa dhabihu kwa sababu mwana kondoo lazima apitie kwa Isaac na ajitokeze. tell you that there is a cascade of prophecies that are going to be flowing pointing at one thing, the glorious lamb of God, the Messiah, the sanctifier of the church, the redeemer of all men. He is the darling of heaven that was slaughtered on the Calvary altar. Jesus niliwaambia kwamba unabii mwingi utakwenda kuchukuliwa ambao utakonyezea kuhusu Yesu kama ni mwana kondoo you just allow me flow because sometimes you are, you are very discouraging you you, you, you want sometimes when I'm I'm saying I'm not, I didn't tell you to sit down I only say you don't like processes hamtaki hatua But I wanted to 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 to, to mature you also mature you nilitaka kuwa kwa katika injili that as we go through this you are maturing in the gospel kwamba tunapopitia hii mnakomaa katika injili pia i know it is good to get inflammatory gospel na jua ni kupata ile injili moto moto i love them i love them naipenda na wapenda sometimes we need the process lakini wakati mwingine tunahitaji hatua so we can read scriptures step by step ili tukasome andiko hatua kwa hatua so when you go to your churches you literally teach hivyo basi unapokwenda kwa makanisa yenu mnawafundisha mnafundisha that's why i announce on radio come with books i will teach ndio sababu nilitangaza pia masafa ya radio kujeni na vitabu nitafundisha that when it comes to the centrality of the sanctification of the church then the lord has put everything to point towards it kwamba inapofikia ule ujeti kuhusu kristo kuhusu utakaso sanctification of the church utakaso wa kanisa what a beautiful gospel 
kupendeza kiasi gani what tangara used to say beauty beautiful kile ambacho tangara alikuwa akisema ya kupendeza i got it beautiful nilipata ya kupendeza what a beautiful gospel ni njiri ya kupendeza kiasi gani i said after genesis 3:15 everybody will start pointing every action will point it is him it is him he is the lamb Even the conversation that we had up there on the mountain I have divulged to a few Remember I divulged to a few I, I shared with them some secrets on the mountain of transfiguration Nimeweza kusema baadhi ya wachache kuhusu yale mazungumzo tuliyokuwa nayo pale juu Before he went to the cross Kabla ya kwenda msalabani Hallelujah Hallelujah Oh yes Oh ndio This is heavy This is not a leche cereales in Spanish milk and cereal cereal what this is hard food leche cereales milk and for, for babies no 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 ugali na sukuma wiki hii ni ugali na sukuma wiki na nyama ya mafupa na nyama ya mafupa haleluya haleluya this is mature food to mature the chakula kilichokomaa kuliko maza kanisa now you understand the whole bible is pointing in one direction sasa mnaelewa biblia yote nzima inaelekezea mwelekeo mmoja pointing at one principle ikimwelekezea mkuu mmoja His name is Christ Jesus the Lamb of God. Jina lake ni Yesu Kristo mwana kondoo wa Mungu. Lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa Mungu. Very powerful so. Ya nguvu sana hivyo. And if you give me time if you are not in a hurry because we have the honorable member of parliament here also. tuko na mbunge hapa mheshimiwa ikiwa mtanipatia muda when i will now go to isaac and bring the other route through egypt nitakapopitia kwa isaki sasa nakuleta ule mzizi mwingine kupitia misri i'll bring for you also another prophecy being spoken on the other side nitawaletea pia unabii mwingine ambao unazungumza upande ule mwingine when somebody wakati ambapo mtu when somebody was caught wakati ambapo mtu alishikwa his father baba yake sent him to go check on his brethren how they are doing they are not doing well alimtuma kwenda kuangalia ndugu zake hawaendelee vizuri and he came all the way from heaven to check on his brethren na katoka kote kote kutoka binguni kuja kuangalia ndugu zake and i read for you and said he is not ashamed to call them brothers na nikawasomea kwamba haibiki kuwaita ndugu zangu he said the brothers they 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 they, they mistreated him they, they betrayed him they arrested him and they tortured him and there is another called joseph also joseph yake ndugu zake wakamfanyia mabaya wakamtesa na kunaye mwingine anaitwa yosefu pia there's another called joseph that will be speaking prophecy on the other side Una, as we are going through egypt now kuna mwingine ambaye anaitwa yosefu anakuwa anazungumzia unapi upande ule mwingine kupitia kwa mesia wakati tutaongea kuhusu misri mahali penye sasa Mesia atatokea Misri hivi. Wakati ambapo tutaongea kuhusu Misri maana ambapo Mesia atatokea Misri hivi. Ikiwa utanipatia muda niko na mengi zaidi. 
you have time okay. because then you'll see that he went to check on his brothers the way the messiah came to check on his brethren utaona jinsi ambavyo messiah alikuja kuwachunguza ndugu zake yeye pia alienda kufanya nini yeye pia alienda kuangalia ndugu zake and when he reached there the brothers arrested him and you find that they also removed his clothes and threw him in the pit na pia alipofika pale wakatoa mbazi lake na wakamtupa kwa shimo kama vile messiah alivotupa kwa shimo and you find na utapata that he was also betrayed for some silver kwamba pia aliweza kuuzwa kwa fedha 20 silver coins shekelim shekeli 20 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you give time. Kwa hivyo ukipeana muda. If you stop looking at me as though you fear the guests. Ikiwa mtakosa kuniangalia kana kwamba mnaongopa wageni. If heaven can testify and give praises on these two prophets like this. Which other human being do they need? Wakati ambapo Mungu katika kila mkutano approval from heaven heaven is testifying and vindicating vindication vindication Hallelujah Hallelujah Vindication kuwekwa huru Vindication kudhibitisha Oh yes oh ndio The Lord is saying he is holy they are holy they are too holy they are righteous they are righteous they are without sin hawana dhambi So if you give me time kwa hivyo ikiwa mtanipatia wakati Because when we now through Isaac now we they another incarnation God the Father himself now comes in Genesis 32 and he becomes a man and he talks to, to, to Jacob and they wrestle the same agenda that what the Messiah the lamb of God is coming kuendeleza agenda ile ile kwamba Mesia maana kondoo wa Mungu anakuja also they trade na pia aka dalikiwa for some coins of silver kwa fedha fulani za za oh, this is very powerful this is very very powerful hii ni nguvu sana sana this is very very powerful hii ni nguvu sana sana can you take it to, to the to, to Randy je unaweza ipeleka kwa Randy kana mtiso give it to Randy kana mtiso mpatie Randy thank you asante so now kwa hivyo sasa and you find that he also went through so much the same unapata kwa point at the same lamb alipitia mengi mengi kukonyezea kwa huyo mwana kondoo in the pit sold for silver akatupwa kwenye shimo aliuzwa kwa servant akaenda akafanyika mtumishi remember him also he used to give prophecy that he would be great he would be great he would be great one day he would be great that all the brothers would bow down to him and the messiah also says when i go back to the kingdom of my father i'll see on the right hand when i come back with glory and power all the all these will bow na kila goti litakwa sasa hapa 
<laughs> Am I going to continue? Because he says, on the other side, you see that even him, he overcame temptation, like the Messiah did on the mountain in Judean Desert. He defeated the devil when that woman wanted him. The Messiah also, when he was fasting in the Judean Desert, he defeated temptation. Pointing at the Messiah. I want to give it. But you are not ready. Look, we are now in a stalemate. Now we are not moving. Still a mutu mgangari, they have stepped down. If you give me time, sometimes I fear you because the city is so many highways, metros. I don't come out. When I come out, I'm shocked. Where am I? It's just unbelievable the city. Many roads, many. We came for this, my Lord. When you say we, when you say we, you say the council or just the everybody, the church, do you include other countries? You are ready. It's very powerful. And the other one was also raised and given another name, like the Messiah was given a higher name. Na yule mwingine pia alinuliwa na akapewa jina lingine kama vile Mesia alipewa jina la Yesu. The other one also fed hungry people with bread. Yule mwingine pia alilisha watu wenye njaa na mpate. Fed hungry people with bread. Alipowalisha watu wenye njaa na mkate. He was called a wonderful counselor in Egypt. Aliitwa mshauri wa counselor. Alikuwa is also called wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Mshauri wa ajabu. Mungu mkuu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is no time I need to I have to go. You have to invite me back to preach those things here. What is going on? You want to eat? You say, do it now. You are ready. It is beautiful. The entire Bible is pointing at the Lamb of God, the glorious Lamb of God. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The Messiah. He was saying big things. So there is so much. But the only difference is that the other one when they strip off his clothes they slaughter a lamb and they pour on the jacket. So a lamb dies in his case. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is mighty. Can I continue? You want to write? Can I come back another day? Let the people of the counties go tomorrow. But for us, we come back here tomorrow. Watch our two, my chimbo, and then. Lakini, this is to Rudy Abakesho. 
How many want to come back tomorrow? Wangapi wanataka kurudi kesho? Do you really want to come back tomorrow? Kwa kweli mnataka kurudi kesho? Rosemary, no, you are on beauty. <laughs> I tell you. Nakwambia. This is a view, our own venue, our own. Mwenyewe penyewe, penyewe. Our own and beautiful. Yetu wenyewe naye akupendeza. What do we do now? Tufanye nini sasa? Continue. Okay. Let me continue. Sit down then. Wacha niendelee. Ketini chini. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revival. Ufufio. There is hunger. Kuna njaa. There is thirst. Kuna njiu. I can see fire. Naweza kuona moto. Wow. Wow. You guys are quite militant. Ninyi watu mko ni wanajeshi. I tell you. Wenye ujasiri nakwambia we are coming tunakuja So can we come tomorrow? Je, tunaweza kuja kesho? I see the handler is handling it. What are we going to do? Tutakwenda kufanya nini? This is a beautiful place I have not known it. Hapa ni mahali pa kupendeza sikuwa nimebajua. I did not know it's so good here. Sikujua kwamba ni nzuri sana hapa. We need to pour some quarry dust here. We will pour quarry dust there so many people can come in, right? Tutaweka changarawe pale ili watu wengi wanaweza kuja. Gravel, right? Hallelujah. So what do we do? Kwa hivyo tufanye nini? Do we come tomorrow? Je, tuje kesho? Because I would love it if tomorrow is Saturday we can come. Sababu ningeipenda kesho ni Jumamosi. Tunaweza kuja Jumamosi. Tunaweza kuja Jumamosi. Tunaweza kuja Jumamosi. Tunaweza kuja Jumamosi.